episode 302. <laughs> We're yeah. live. Kyle? A couple sponsors tonight. Me Undies and Casper. We'll talk more about each of those later on in the show. For now, links down in the description. But yeah, let's get into it. Got our uh, got a returning guest, Damn Drops. The What's going uh, on, people. On. What's going on is you got re-signed by Rachel Ray, and you're still coming yes. on the show. I feel like by proxy, we're a bigger deal than we used to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, for for YouTube content creators, we just we've come a long way in general. And the outside world is starting to respect, put some respect on our name, basically. It took a while, but we, we've arrived. Dude, I saw yeah. this, um, maybe I'm, I'm wired badly or something, but, but Hartley was up on some stage in front of YouTubers, right? And like a top YouTubers were invited, so they're in the audience. This was some sort of award ceremony. Harley takes the mic and he's like, listen here, everyone in this audience is a millionaire. So you better give them the respect they deserve, right? And then the camera like zeroes in on Captain Sparkles and PewDiePie <laughs> and a couple other guys. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I just watched the news story on the house Captain Sparkles bought. He is a millionaire. And uh, yeah, it, it, like I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like I bet most of that audience is respect or not. YouTube star, like th that audience was rolling in dough. So you gotta figure the way the platform is actually set up. So based on Hollywood's A-list platform, you have that top tier percentage of YouTube content creators that have, you know, destroyed that million dollar wall. I'm nowhere near the wall. I'm I'm still down here hustling Bullshit. in the YouTube streets. <laughs> Bullshit. I'm down here hustling in the YouTube streets. You know, but um and it it's funny the way things work out because Based on what it is that you're doing on your channel, YouTube will actually select you to be part of things pro YouTube, but you have to have your own niche going on, your own pocket to be selected. Other than that, you have to have X amount of subscribers and your daddy got to be Trump, you know. Kyle, yeah. have you ever been selected for, like YouTube does stuff like year in review and stuff, and, and at my peak I used to think like oh i maybe could have made this cut if i wasn't in gaming did, did you ever like do any of those youtube year rent like year in review type things or we always tr we always just kind of try to stay under the radar so they don't threaten to delete my channel anymore you know <laughs> <laughs> like they get they, i've had like two or three things with google and youtube where like they just completely misunderstand the uh the gun thing um there was the time when they thought that i had an annotation and the annotation read you know, something like when this gets like 10 more thousand likes, I'm going to upload an AA12 video. And that was all the annotation said. And Google saw that and they thought that meant that when this got 10,000 more um, likes that I was going to do an AA12 giveaway where I gave away $22,000 fully automatic assault shotguns to <laughs> random people on the internet. Here, everyone take... This is a good way to grow your channel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely would if you paid $22,000 a like and gave away an illegal machine gun at the same time every time. So, so I, and, and, and so when, I, when you get that phone call at like 2 in the morning for, where they're threatening to delete and, uh, and you're having to be like, wait a minute, I'm having a phone conversation with someone who thinks that that's a plausible thing and who has the power to like delete my YouTube channel. This is a real problem right now. We got to start slow. 
Uh, we got to start at the beginning. Like, all right, wait a minute. They don't here. understand the facts at all, here. and they're very, very opinionated on it, which is a dangerous <laughs> combo of That's like, how you're going to give me shotguns for likes? No, 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 no. Don't delete my the way I make my living. So they have for a very long time, um, like put uh, imposed rules on me that they don't impose on other people. So. Uh, no, I, I don't get invited to any like special insider YouTuber parties or anything. If that's what you're asking, no. Well, I was like, been... it was so low on the totem pole of machinima when I was there that I never got any actual benefits. I remember getting all the fucking emails in like 2010, 2011, <laughs> where they're all like, the where they're like, oh, we're gonna, you know, we're starting a new machinima thing where, you know, we're gonna let your channel like other videos in our network, and that'll, you know, internally promote our self-sustaining economy, or whatever, like, the email said, and it was like, oh, okay, that's kind of neat, so maybe I'll upload a video one day, and FPS Russia will have liked it, and Woody's Gamertag, and CNanners will have liked it. Not a once, not a once did I receive a like from someone's videos, but every three hours I would see a little notification on my phone of, you have liked someone's fucking uh, Dead Space parody. No, I didn't. I didn't watch that. But I liked <laughs> huge swaths of the same videos, and they, God, I hated that so much, because it was just a way to get all, like, the 100,000 subscribers people in my area to basically give free promotion to the Woody-level people. And no, well, it, at, it at was, the time it was even it was higher up. Level. Shame yourself. So, it was, so what, what they were promoting was things Kyle's that they videos. put money into. That's not even true. They promoted me twice um, in the whole life of the thing. Hmm. Um, what they were promoting mostly was like that Mortal Kombat series that they spent oh, like Jesus. millions of dollars on. That Halo, that Halo uh, like live action thing that they spent millions of dollars on. Um, they, so, so yeah, the, the, the things of mine that they pushed though were like, I don't know, you know, they were... Fifteen thousand dollar, like I'm trying to think of the exact one that that we pushed. Something really fucking cool. It deserved being fucking pushed. It was I cool. reached yeah, out I to him twice, anyway. two or three times, but at least twice to try to get a video promoted. And um, yeah, the bulk of my videos were like videos I made that day and then uploaded commentary, etc. But the ones I wanted pushed, both of them I think were music videos. Like once I would hire Try Hard Ninja. I would write the lyrics, I would choose the song, and then Try Hard Ninja would sing it. And he would hire a band, like based on the budget that I gave him. And they would perform the music so it was all, like, apparently that was the way to beat copyright. If you use their instrumental, you're screwed. But if you perform the whole song yourself, then, then you have a right to it. Which is why Shucks You is still on my channel. And, um, uh, and then I would reach out to Machinima and ask for the push. And it was always no. It was always like they needed weeks in advance of notice and like consternation and thinking and and, uh, and that's so, a lie, so that's right? A lie. Yeah, because because oh, yeah. you told me they would push. You'd just call them up, like you you pick no, up the red no, phone. No, that's not what I said. What I said that's was how I made it. It's my story. I'll tell it <laughs> no, like I want to. <laughs> I'm making up as I'm so damn well. No, Go ahead. What happened was that Aaron was at my house, the guy who owns Machinima, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm I, we're, we've got my computer there, and I'm like, look at look at what I just did. Ben Stiller called me on the on the phone the other day and wanted to find out who I was and thought I was funny. He put me in touch with his production company, and I worked with them to promote their movie and made this flamethrower video. Check it out. And he was like, that's a big deal. We should push this. And I was like, I think so, too. I and agree. Push it. And, like, we click refresh, and it goes boom. <laughs> like, like, not that the video exploded or anything, because it wasn't even uploaded. Yeah, I guess it was uploaded at that point. Not that the video exploded, because it was already, like, doing super well. But, like, 
every uh, every every other channel like liked it instantly and favorited it. See, and in the Machinima like, world, you and Sea Nanners and Captain Sparkles, like, like, have you ever seen like a resort in Jamaica where it has that hard line of like corrugated tin roofs and then a wall <laughs> and then gigantic palatial estates where people are enjoying vacation? In the world of Machinima, it was always like, oh, there's. Oh, I can almost see Kyle on his balcony from here in my little shit shack I in my corner that. of Machinima. And I even wondered, I was like, I was wondering, like, does, is anybody from Machinima keeping tabs on me at all? Because they sent out an email and it was like, we are now requiring all partners to put the Machinima intro and Machinima outro on all our videos. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to see how long it takes them to come to me and say, hey, we noticed that you haven't been doing this. And... It's been six years, and and, uh, and I I have not done it. And yeah, I was one of the. There you go. I was one of the. Anything special? I don't. I don't feel like so. So we. I know we for sure pushed pushed that uh, pushed that flamethrower video, and maybe one other, but I don't remember. But other than that, like, there was no like fun relationship with like Hutch had had like this relationship with Michelle because he worked there, obviously. Where like everybody there seemed to love him, and and it it all was hunky dory. I think Woody was on the opposite end of the spectrum of that. Where like they're throwing like, they're throwing, no, like no. Darts. So there was a time when I was very much like it, one of Machinima's most important partners. So like like I met with you know Aaron Debois. We went out to lunch and stuff. And like a lot of the things I wanted contract wise started happening. When everyone got those raises and such, that was because me and a few other guys were getting offers from outside of Machinima, and they raised the contract. I um. You know, and they talked about having variable rates, but I we, we made the flat rate something because I was like, you know, I've got a family, you know, I've got like a mortgage, I've got this, I've got that. I really need predictability in my payment. I want to be looking at the views I made this month and then just run the math and know what my check will be this month. That means a lot to me. You know, the, what we had in the past, which was, like, I don't know how the freaking stuff was calculated and you didn't know what was mobile and this and that. And I was like, I need predictability and payment and they they like they wrote that down and then they gave it to me and i, I talked to him i you know about like i forget i think scene anders made a video on how he was embarrassed to be in this community of money grabbing whores or something close to that and i was like i don't really like that i felt like it was pointed at me you know because some of the things he was mentioning like daily uploads uh you know they, that's me and uh they're like, you know what? Actually, at this point, you get four times as many views as Cenanus does. You're a lot more important to us than he is. And uh, I'm sure that situation's changed. But that's what they said <laughs> at lunch. And, um, you know, so I was, you know, I was one of their more viewed partners. Top five, top ten or something. They had a special program that gave, like, like everyone else, when they needed support from Machinima, went through these channels. And then they had one for, like, ten people. And I was one of that. Like, I had a special access line. But, uh, okay, I see. I thought there was a time when they were like throwing at, darts at you or at something. At the staff level, like so, that's the ownership level, like giving me access to programs, giving me like the contracts, and I guess the stuff that really mattered. I walked the Machinima offices, and someone had literally sh- photoshopped my face on like Benedict Arnold's body and hung it on their cube. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, what the well, fuck is this? I feel like I feel like Woody like. <laughs> Woody got a raise, and the people that uh, up there like lost their like party bonus or something like that. They couldn't have uh, birthday parties <laughs> right. anymore. Yeah. So. No more fucking Keurig machine in the break room. <laughs> All right, they're wheeling it out. Everybody this got is a Woody's raise. Gamer tag. You see our cappuccino machine walking out the door? That's Woody's gamer tag. So Dude. when his shit comes in here, you know what to do. And the whole room chants, "Throw it in the trash." <laughs> 
Everybody no, got when, when was that breaking point with you with, with Machinima? See, with a lot of creators, myself included, even being with Maker, and as I'm about to freely walk up out of that contract deal, as it comes to a close next month, oh, Lord Jesus, you, 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 you know the time when a partner took care of you the best, but then came that breaking month where nothing happened every single week after that breaking month. Do you remember that time? It, it, for me, like I never, I never needed a lot of care. Like I, I just wanted a, a paycheck. That was all they did. They, like in my mind, their job was to monetize my videos. And if they brought any branded integration deals or something to the plate, then yay. But uh, then I guess Machina ran into financial trouble and they redid nearly everybody's contract. And that was it. So they came to me and they wanted to give me some sort of giant pay cut. So I was like, oh, well, I'll go to some place that wants to give me a pay raise instead. And, and that's how that went down. I so. think I am still on that perpetuity contract because <laughs> oh, I, just, I just never revisited it. And I don't upload enough to make it matter what one bit. I, wow. I could write a book about what it took to get away from Machinima. It was just this lo <laughs> years-long battle where like, they would send us a contract and we would be like, no. We will not sign that contract. Fix these things. And then they would send the same fucking contract back and we'd be like, ditto. Here it is. <laughs> and, that, and you think that, like, well, how many times could that happen? Like, twice, right? Before someone, like, blows a gasket. But no, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, just keep doing it. I'll stay on the same money. But you're not going to pay me less. You're not going to pay me more. And you're going to let me out of this and that. Or I'm not going to sign a new contract. And years went by. And, and you know. <laughs> lawyers were involved and and there was finally like some big buyout and there was it, it was a real mess you've had a rougher time on youtube than the overwhelming majority of people maybe <laughs> just because of the content that you create like guns more people are willing to come after you and like hold you to a strict standard yeah i, I just think i have bad luck i stubbed my toe twice today it, it was bleeding it's, Same it's, yeah, it's just bad it luck damn but, so what but, happened but, with makers what if there was never a youtube what would you be doing today? What do you think? Uh, we'd, we'd all probably be Vimeo partners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, it's really clear. Like I had kind of an established career path as my YouTube channel was taking off. I worked at Cisco for like 13 years. Um, I, was, I would either be a manager or some sort of technical leader in Cisco's IPT department, probably. Um, hmm. Yeah, they liked me a lot there. Probably not anymore because I've talked some shit since then. <laughs> but, but by and large, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good experience there. I don't know what I would have done. I'd have I'd have probably started some sort of a business. That was kind of my idea anyway. Was I liked the idea of like money making money, and uh, and I had kind of like transitioned to that mindset anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I still would have found my way into the business world somehow because this is not my. Unlike Kyle and Woody, I never made YouTube a full-time gig. Like it was, you were it was a always more too, of just. Yeah, I was a student at the time. Like the, when I was actually uploading, I was a student, so my job at the time was to do well in school and then whatever other jobs I was doing. But have you ever considered like, what if I had just dropped every ounce of schoolwork and and put everything that was in me into YouTube? Could I be Captain Sparkles, or could I be, you know, some? Could I have made that be my thing? I don't know what Captain Sparkles does. I don't uh, either. I, if, hey, I, if I I think, well, he does. I, I do know he does Minecraft. He, he's a Minecraft channel, I think. And I remember, I remember talking to him. I was in a chat with, in like 2011, with 
All Sham No Wow, Captain Sparkles, and Sea Nanners. And it was right when Captain Sparkles switched his name to Captain Sparkles, because I guess it was some bet he had with Sea Nanners, no, and he did that. I, the story I hear is it was advice. His, his original name was Pros Don't Talk Shit, if I recall. Yes, and, I forgot about that. Yeah, and Sea said that, um, he's like, you know, if you want to be really popular, you should get into Minecraft, and you should change your name to something. He might have said Captain Sparkles in particular, or he might have just said, you know, make this thing G. G-rated. Yeah, I, I really just, like, I I could tell once Captain Sparkles got going on that new channel that he would get big because he has the personality. It's very difficult to dislike that guy. He's just a genuinely friendly, easy-to-listen-to dude. But, uh, I don't know, I have a very different personality from him. So I don't think I could have started a successful Minecraft channel and had anybody get... Because I, I would have played maybe three hours of Minecraft and been like, oh my god, how many months can I stretch this video? Because I do not want to hop back in and play this silly little fake Lego game. Um, Captain... I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I could have made it a full-time thing. I'm not good enough at editing. I, I don't I think Captain Sparkles thing. likes me. So, like, so we went to this COD XP really? thing, and I was uh, at my peak. I was like one of the top 50 most viewed and growing channels at YouTube at the time. Like, I used to go to VidStats, and we had these channel rankings, and I was always like the 58th fastest growing channel or something like that. So this is me, or 68th anyway, doesn't matter. Now this is me like at my prime, and I saw Captain Sparkles, and he was just releasing his first animated Minecraft videos, right? So they would be music and stuff, and... Um, I was so impressed with his work. Like, those were, they were amazing videos. And I was like, dude, that's incredible. That's this, that's that. And, uh, and I was doing songs on the same level, but I wasn't doing the animation type stuff. I think he went to school for it. And I was kind of like prying his head, like, hey, what does it take to get this done? Like, how do you do it? Like, do you do it all yourself? Do you hire other people? And he was just kind of like, yeah, you know, like some people are good at some stuff and some people just don't know how to do it. Oh, I'm like, oh, well, fuck. Oh, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> all right, then. Basically, you don't know. You just don't know. Yeah. I was like, all right, <laughs> so I get, like, uh, okay, I guess you don't want to be friends. And um, <laughs> then I saw <laughs> I guess you don't want to be friends. I think it was more likely that he's like, fuck, I'm just starting this series up, and now this other giant YouTuber is like, hey, can you uh, give me the secret sauce to the success you're having right now? And he's like, oh, you know, I, I, just, I just happen to be a real good animator, so best of luck to you. I'm not so sending you my guys. I saw him more Virgin recently. Spices, you <laughs> Call it like 2013 or 14, I'm not sure. But um, uh, we're both in like this VIP room at the Minecraft. There's a, there's a conference they do every year called MineCon. And uh, amongst Minecraft people, this is like the biggest craziest thing and i'm speaking on a panel about how to make servers successful and he's speaking on a panel too i, I don't know what his panel was about probably about being a famous youtuber and uh so we're both in like the vip room in the background like i don't know doing shit getting food or something and i saw him there and recognized him and and tried to like strike up a conversation and um he kind of just big time me, like like you know. I'm like, hey, Jordan, how you doing? Like, yeah, you know, congratulations on your YouTube channel. He's like, ah, oh, yeah. It it like killed it. So I was like, well, I'm not gonna be some fucking hanger on who like you know. Can I have a selfie or, or something? And uh, I just let him keep doing what he was doing, and that was my interaction with Captain Sparkles. Mm. But in my That's the best head, way to handle those situations. I'm like, we're both... you can't get big timed if you just say hi and they go, huh, and you go, all right, we'll see you. But if you go like, what, what are you up to now? Like, what are you doing? Like, if you have a follow-up question, then they can 
That's could officially you, their big time. Could you give me because... those tips on animation now? I mean, it's been years. <laughs> I still want to know. Here's my business card. Take your time. Yeah. Get back to me. And I'm not mad at him. I'm really not. But I, it was just like, oh, I, I guess you still don't like me. I, what can you do? You know, like I, I guess that's just where we are. You know, and yeah. and you know, I... your mistake was getting successful enough to be relevant. Oh, the best way to do that <laughs> is just stay in that Z League where <laughs> nobody cares. You don't. You can pick on anyone on your channel, and even like a, a bully channel that like picks on content is even if they see it and they hate it, they're not going to be like. Yeah, I'm going to assault this guy, this guy that nobody will understand about. Like, it, I really do look like a bully if I do this. Like, you just, it's a sweet spot. Real mm. sweet spot where I am. Z-level celeb. Okay. But I tell myself. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a little new shit right there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Z-level celebrity. You got to, yeah, man, put that one in the books. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah hit us, let's do, do something a little crazy. Mm. Give the 20-year-old you advice. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's good. Start working out again. Mm. I tell him, or I guess, no, if this is 20-year-old me, mm -hmm. keep working out, don't stop, and always be conscious of liquid calories. Okay, okay. That's what you do. Okay. 20-year-old Woody had already fucked up quite a bit. <laughs> and he was... Well, Woody, how far do we have to go back? Yeah, I, I mean, freshman in high school would help a lot. I, I, so, damn, you don't know, but it, I got terrible, terrible, awful, terrible grades in high school. I graduated high school with a 1.98 GPA, right? This is below a C. And uh, that means I got as many Ds as I did Bs. But That's... Bad. A few with yeah. an F mixed in here and there. It was terrible. Parents would have beat me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they, they, they beat me, but that was earlier by high school. We had changed up the process. Nothing worked. I was an awful person. And uh, um, anyway, so by the time I was 20, I was like working during the day, going to college at night, and really just digging myself out of this hole. I um, I ended up, I'm talking about this too much, but I ended up with two bachelor's degrees and one master's, and I went to school for like 12 or 13 years at night when I could have had this really glorious, what I call day cool experience, a day school experience, where like, yeah, you, you go to classes in the day, you keep up on your studies, there's parties every Friday, every Saturday, there's girls, people are having like fuck buddies, um, like that That just wasn't my to me, college so, experience. So it sounds to me, when I think about it, um, that you had the same sort of schooling experience that a really underprivileged person would have um, and I think you, and you laugh but you know it's true and I think that is why whenever it comes up that some guy like couldn't pull himself up by the bootstraps and get himself out of a bad neighborhood that you're like I did what he would have had to do to get out of there and I did it because it like like all the all that night school and the working the extra jobs and stuff these are the things that like 17 year old moms have to do to get their nursing certificate they're not the sort of things that, like, a white guy whose dad has money has to do. <laughs> I paid for like, my own school. You are school. the only white man whose father is in that same league who has ever had to do this. It's like a, it's, it's like a Rodney Dangerfield movie where they punish the kid and make him do it for one week. And that's the whole comedy. And at the end of it, he's like, hey, kid, I was just messing with you. Here you go. But no, it just went on for 12 years. Yeah, I just kept going. So if I had not fucked up in high school, 
then like my whole like my college experience would have been four years it would have been fun it would have been you know this great time i would have slipped into the workplace in a different way i mean it might have fast forwarded my career i don't know because it had started at 22 instead of having my degree at like 28 or something i mess up my years a bit but um yeah like that i think was if you 20 year old woody already was getting his shit together uh he was just in a big hole from 16 year old woody so you'd have to give yeah 15 year old woody advice mm. to mm. correct it and he wouldn't listen no that, no. that guy was stupid <laughs> he was all about kissing bitches <laughs> yeah Can you, you, like that's a good question that you asked uh about giving your past self advice but imagine actually trying to give like 13 14 year old you advice 13 14 year old me is not going to put up with the shit that 25, 26-year-old me is saying. What do you even know? Like, you turned out okay. I'm going to do whatever I did. Like that, Dude, I watched it, a Taylor no video. Do it, it. It was linked recently. It's a America Durka video. I'm sorry, Kyle, if you want to talk about your former self, but you were talking about how the police raided a house and you had a party inside. Do you know this yeah. video? Okay. Yeah, so it I remember was, that. It was linked somewhere recently, and I was like, all right, all right, you know, I'm going to watch it. <sighs> Are you familiar with the I Am Very Smart subreddit? No. Yes. No? Kyle is. So it, it's people who talk about their I've IQ, heard of the one how that intelligent... I'm 14 and I'm smart or something oh, like that. Oh, and this is deep. Yeah, yeah. This oh. is I Am Very Smart, and, and typically it's someone who is um, very proud of their own IQ or something that they know or whatever. So I'm watching your video and it's just filled with like, I cannot believe the police dare. Oh, I was indignant. Even though, <laughs> even though I'm fully aware of my Fourth Amendment rights against search and seizure, they still managed to pull this atrocity against a man like me, as educated and worldly and, and as, competent. As white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I was no, like, of course, you always go back and especially old YouTube videos like like I'll watch one that I did like when I first started and it's not well those ones it's not the content as much it's just listening to the cadence of the vo of my voice and like my my tenor and the way that I'm speaking how tinny and awful the audio is that hasn't changed but um, <laughs> my videos but um going back and listening to that I can hardly do it like my first 25 30 probably the first 50 percent of videos that I've uploaded if I try and go back and watch I'm just like, man, this is just stupid garbage. Like, why did I listen to this and be like, this is a good Nazi zombie video. People will care. Like, <laughs> people will like this. Like, no. Oh. Some at, of those are definitely At stupid. some point in this video, and you're like, you better believe I'll be pressing charges against the whatever, like, county police of Wallapalooza. I don't, I don't think I were. would have said I was. Maybe I did say. No, maybe, you I definitely said you were going to sue. Oh, I, yeah. I'm sure that I said, you know... <laughs> Uh, I don't. I'll have to go back and re-listen to that to know what still is actually true. I could on it I, because all the uh, stuff that I said about the actual uh, engagement with it, it was true. But uh -huh. I guarantee there was totally pseudo law stupid shit I was saying as well. Because that's just the nature of being young. And I'm not way older now, but you definitely gain perspective when you have to go out on your own, start paying taxes and living, and get a job and do your own shit. And then you very quickly are like, oh, okay. I'm not some kid who cops are like, fuck this guy. It's mm. like, that's just a guy at work who's like, 
God damn it, bunch of noise. We've been called five times about these, all these goddamn kids making huge amounts of noise, drinking, doing drugs, whatever they're doing there. I have to go bust it up. Not going to be fun. Like, I don't know. It's definitely true. You gain perspective. I have a police story that happened today. So, did you um, win? I, it went or get well. a ticket. I was thankful. No. Um, so, uh, so what happened was, <laughs> I'm probably getting in trouble for telling this, but here we go. So, Hope, put some mirrors on that computer. <laughs> Hope was driving to school this morning. She drives herself now. It's been a couple weeks, and she has like 500 miles, like since she started driving solo, but still a new driver, right? And that's a lot, but it's nothing compared to like us, for example. And uh, she didn't even know this part of it, but she was making a right on red, and the policeman had a protected left. And he stopped short so that she didn't hit him. She was completely unaware that that had gone down because she's a new driver and her situational awareness is still developing. Okay, cool. So on that note, the, the policeman follows her. And when he t I talked to him, he said his intention was just to say, hey, like your situational awareness is not on yet. At these intersections and stuff, you, you almost hit me. But he's following her and he turns the lights and sirens on and follows her. She doesn't know. She thinks maybe he's after someone else. She doesn't, she didn't notice him. There are criminals about. I know where this happened and I think he followed her for about a mile. And, she, <laughs> and she's the sirens going, lights going, the whole nine yards. I'm gonna it's get a trouble. slow speed chase. It's a, yeah, and she, and she said that for the last 15 seconds or so, she knew he was there and that, that he was after her, but that she didn't know where to pull over. Now, this is 8.30 a.m., and while the road has no shoulders, uh, it is lined with um, like parking lots and like banks and strip malls and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. so, so anyone on this call would have been like, oh, I'm going to pull into the 7-Eleven or something and we'll work it out. But to her, it's like, I don't have a shoulder. What am I up to? So... Uh, She's headed into school, and thankfully, her school has a, a deputy that directs traffic because the kids have to make a left in front of two lanes. Wait a minute, of wait a minute, wait a minute. Did she continue the slow speed chase all the way to fucking school? Yeah, that's real. It, it, it was about a mile or so. It happened near school. <laughs> Bro, that's quite the distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the slow <laughs> speed chase, it, it, it happens to school, and then um, as she's making a left, there's a deputy that kind of works as a traffic guard. And a side note, love that. Because these are all brand new drivers making a left across two lanes of a busy road. <laughs> There's a deputy that's like, you guys slow down, you guys go. That way these kids don't hurt themselves as they learn to drive. So, back on topic. He sees a policeman with the sirens going and the lights on chasing my daughter at like four miles an hour, one mile an hour, as she's making a left into school. And the, and the deputy who's doing the traffic is like, you, you are being... Followed by a policeman. You need to pull over here. So she did. And that's when they worked it out. And uh, the cop comes over. And, you know, the, I, I guess either she wasn't in clear mind to hear him or he didn't explain it. But she, like, when I talked to her after the whole thing, she still had no idea why he was following her. Like, what she did to gather his attention in the first place. And the ticket, I'm going to get the wording of it wrong, but it was like failing to pull over for an emergency vehicle or something like that. And uh, um, and the, he, the the policeman gave her her card and said, you know, like, have your parents call me. So uh, so I called him up and like I, first we talked to Hope and she was 
very upset. Uh, um, I'm looking for the right word. She, she was crying. She was uh, distraught. She did, Distraught, uh, hysterical. I think is a better word. Like she was. That's even worse. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to give her an out. <laughs> yeah, no, and like I was like, as I'm talking to her on the phone, I'm like, I hope she's in her parking spot because I don't want her even driving a hundred yards at this. You know, like in, now in... there's another guy following me. <laughs> His life's run too. Like, <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, so she's uh, so she's really not the best version of her, and it's like this is gonna be okay. You know, like if she had done some bad kid offense, I would have, you know, would have handled it very differently. But this was a, a mistake. She's a novice. A she's mistake a that can happen mistake. with a good heart. Exactly. Yeah. And um, uh, and it's like you know, whatever. We'll pay the ticket. We'll move on. <laughs> Everything is going to be okay. And I talked to the policeman, and I was like, I wasn't mad or anything. In my head, I was like. Seek first to understand, to be, seek first to understand, then to be understood, right? That was the mindset I had. So I called him and I was like, hey, I talked to my daughter. Like, there's a whole bunch of things we don't understand about what went down. You know, can you bring me up to speed? And uh, I talked to the policeman for a while, maybe call it 45 minutes. And, uh, you know, just all sorts of mindset type stuff. I don't like that she didn't pull over for the policeman, right? Like, let me outline a scenario. What happens if she doesn't pull over for the cop? Now that's the first impression that she's made. Then she darts to her glove box to get her registration out. He might view that in a different mindset than he would with a properly compliant, like, you know, person who'd been pulled over. So, uh, so it's important that, like, you make that good first impression when you're interacting with policemen. And her first impression was the one that maybe somebody with warrants would make, right? Or someone who needs to hide <clears throat> some shit in the car before yeah. we pull over. Yeah. I didn't even think of that, but that's a thing too. Yeah, yeah. yeah and... Let's go a couple blocks so I stuff <laughs> all the stuff down between the seats and get my knife in my armpit real quick so I can. Yeah. <laughs> what I know is she she caught a good officer. She that, she, that did. she definitely did. Yeah. Well, she is a ginger. Let's, uh, let's <laughs> for the radio audience out there who are unaware. Like, yes, she's whiter than most. She whites. was never in any danger. <laughs> she could have hit a few people on the way there. <laughs> <laughs> Was it lighter than hers? Same scenario. <laughs> so, uh, so we talked to the policeman. I told him, you know, I told him, like, our family philosophy, right? Like, you comply, you whatever. Like, it, this is a this is an opportunity to to show the first level of law enforcement how reasonable and good you are, and that you know everything is going to be okay. So, uh, um, anyway. He asked about her grades. Uh, her grades are really strong. I, I'm gonna brag about her later in the show, but we just got like her grades fixed and stuff, and and now they're fantastic. And um, uh, so um, the long the end of it, after I talked to the cop for a while, he threw away the ticket, and everything is fine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he had written <sighs> it out and everything, and gave it to her. But he hadn't submitted Damn, I'm, it I'm sure you've experienced a scenario exactly like this before. <laughs> just like that. I bet you've got a story I where... Southern where... Connecticut, just last month. And the exact same thing happened to me in less than three seconds. However, <laughs> that ticket didn't get thrown out. Um, my wife, being Hispanic, was questioned as to if she's okay. I'm on the passenger side. I wasn't even on the driver's side. I pulled up. I was on the passenger side just so he could ask if my yeah. wife was okay. That, that was the best conversation in the world. There's something you need to know. The cop, I was like, the cop? I don't know why you need my license. I wasn't driving anywhere. She was driving. <laughs> it was like, uh, just, you know, it's just normal. 
or it must be normal for Southerton because it's not normal for where I come from. And I was like, I don't keep my license on. I had it on me. I was just being an asshole. No. <laughs> that is not how we behave, Dan. Do I need to yeah, talk to you no, and Hope? I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to behave. So, so, but he goes back to the wife and then he just says, Miss, are you sure you're okay? What the fuck is the shore for? You see the wedding ring on her. I'm pretty sure she was all right when we passed you because we were laughing. We and you just know that was like, you're, she's sitting there like, you know, all I got to do is give him the nod and he will drag your ass out of this over. car. <laughs> it's over after that. It, if, was, it was quite the interesting afternoon. If we're talking about a racial thing, you should know the cop is black. I'm pretty sure. I only talked to him on the phone, but you can tell over the phone if a guy's black or white. And I'm, I'm Man, 99. I'm going to look at you for the next minute and I'm going to ask that you blink if you are in any danger at all. <laughs> Where is this man exactly. taking you? you know? yeah. exactly. The, the policeman was down. great. I... I what he really wanted to do was teach Hope a lesson. And I guess he concluded that that lesson was learned without a ticket. And, uh, I've never had a ticket written out for me and then had it thrown away. I honestly didn't know that could happen. I thought yeah. that old trope of once they write it out, it's done. Because I've never, they've, even when I'm really friendly and I'm always respectful of the cops, and they'll be like, yeah, you were going 69 and a 60. There you go. You know, just keep it down or keep the speed down. And I, always like hold out hope maybe he'll be like you know what you're a good guy but no never, never. <laughs> i have this mindset whenever i meet someone for the first time that my attitude should be that i'm very happy to meet them that that i'm excited about meeting them and i applied it to like sometimes situations that don't really apply like i'll meet the funeral director we're picking out the casket for grandma <laughs> I'm like, hey hey wow it's nice to meet you i like that tie you got there it's, i'm glad we're here today uh, but, <laughs> but so i'll get pulled over and i'm usually so so friendly i i guess that that things usually I've had a lot of tickets thrown away. I, I've, I've gotten a lot of leeway. Not Although, me. I must have gotten five speeding tickets over the course of like a year and a half at one point. That's a, uh, that is so many in a year and a half. It was so many. It was a lot. Um, they weren't all speeding tickets now that I think about it. I ran like two stop signs. I ran through a red light. But then there were like three bad speeding tickets. You got to just fucking leave earlier <laughs> wherever you're going. That. Oh, I don't. I don't have anywhere to be. I just enjoy going fast. Mm. Like, like, it's like, it's like I, I could be an hour late to where I'm going. I'm just gonna eat nachos when I get there anyway. I just like getting there in a hurry. That's all. So, but, but I would be in the scenario that would repeat over and over where I'm driving and I kind of zone out and the speed limit goes from like 60 miles per hour to like 35 in a really short period of time when you're going from highway to like some bullshit town in the mountains. And, uh, and I got stopped one night going like 72 and like a 35, like more than double the speed limit. So yeah, when I was my, a teenager, my... that was my benchmark. I felt like if I wasn't going double the speed limit, I was a pussy. And if you think it through, like the roads that you know, it's a really good benchmark for aggressive driving. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in Ocean City, the speed limit was only 35, but 70 there. It's pretty freaking fast. It's remarkably yeah. dangerous. And then like on a highway or something where the speed limit's 55 and you're going 110, uh-huh. it's like equivalently dangerous. And uh, yeah, that, that was the, that was how idiot me drove. Maybe I would tell idiot me that. <laughs> Slow down, that, you I've, jerk. I've never had a ticket written out and then thrown away, but I did get pulled over once and not end up getting a ticket when I was leaving. I guess I was like 18 or so at the time, and I was driving. I had a Jeep at that time and sat me another guy and then three of my friends in the back and it was real late and we went to taco bell like we're just gonna go get some taco bell we'd just been fucking around playing video games or whatever all night and so i was driving and i get out and on this like windy wooden woods road 
on the way to the main road to find the Taco Bell. And I get out there, and I've no, I had to be 17 because I was real nervous about the cop. And this guy gets up behind me on this wooded trail road. And it was one of those speed limits that even the police fly through there because it is bananas how inappropriately slow it is. Like, I'm going 25, probably like 23 miles an hour in a 25, just hoping this cop, who's clearly, in retrospect, becoming upset that I'm driving so slow, is right behind me, right behind me. And we're passing a bunch of neighborhoods. The, the ones we were passing at that time were pretty nice. And I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm just going to turn into a neighborhood, let this guy go past me, and then I'll pull back out because I'm going to have a goddamn panic attack with all my idiot friends making noise and bleh, being assholes while I'm trying to, you know, white-knuckle this through. And keep in mind, I I'm just nervous because it's a cop. There's nothing illegal. I didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing in the car. I was just like, fuck, I don't want to get a ticket. So I pull in, immediately he turns his lights on and follows me in there. I pull up right next to the first house. He comes out. Or I'm sorry, he didn't come out. He sat in his car, like they do, run the plates, make sure you're not like a felon or something. And then another Charger cop pulled up. Mm. I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. And then a Ford Explorer cop pulled up. Jeez. And before the Ford Explorer, but after the second Charger, the guy gets out, walks up, and is like, hey, couldn't help but notice you just kind of pulled into this neighborhood after leaving that other one. Can you tell me why? I was like, yeah, honestly, I... I'm, a, I'm only 17. I'm really nervous driving around cops because I feel like I'm going to make a mistake. I just pulled in here. We're on the way to Taco Bell. I just wanted to let you pass so that I wouldn't be so stressed out. And he was like, okay, all right. Well, uh, everybody in here, how old are you, are you guys? Anybody 18? And I had one 18-year-old friend who was there. The rest of us weren't. And he's like, okay, okay, just, just making sure. I'm going to go back to my cruiser real quick. He went back. The other cops had gotten out by this point. They were just standing around. I don't know why. Like I think they'd all realized at this point, like this is a bullshit call. And the guy then came back up, asked me to get out of the car and come to the trunk with him. And so I got out, went to the trunk with him. He asked me to open it up, so I opened it up. Looking, looking back, I now know I didn't have to do that because I know my fucking rights. Yeah, but, Fourth Amendment. <laughs> but I just opened it anyway, and he he searched true. my car, like top to bottom. After that, had all my friends get out. Searched my whole car. Uh, I had my my great grandpa's pocket knife was in the center console of the Jeep. Uh, they took that. I never got it back, so that kind of sucked. It wasn't like it was some real real sentimental thing. It was just kind of like, oh, that's a real old pocket knife, and now I don't fucking have it anymore. And he called me around to the trunk again. Picked up a green airsoft BB because I was in a big airsoft phase. And he's like, tell why don't you tell me about this? I was like, this is an airsoft BB from my airsoft gun. Me and my friends shoot each other with fake guns in, the, in our backyards for, for a good time. And he's like, oh, is that right? I bet that is. He like throws it back in the truck. And I was like, and I didn't really understand that. I'm like, is this? No, he, he must be being sarcastic or something. And so then he pretty much closed it all up, realized nothing was going to be wrong with it. And then he said, all right, now I'm going to follow you back to that neighborhood that you left. And I was like, but we, we haven't even been to Taco Bell yet. <laughs> like, we, we haven't been where we needed to go. And he's like, people in this car are under 18, past curfew, I'm going to follow you back. And I was like, okay, I guess. And so he followed me back to my friend's house where we were hanging out and then just said, like, all right, and you guys better not be leaving again because we're going to have people on this road most of the night. And we have your license plate or whatever the fuck he said. And it was just uncomfortable realizing, like, God damn it, I didn't even do anything illegal. And... Now I can't get Taco Bell. <laughs> and so, you know, you should have walked that's, that's to a Taco real Bell, that man. I understand problems with the police. <laughs> I get, you know, I Dude, I've had this happen at, to at me. At this point, 
the most respect I have for the entire story is the passion you have for Taco Bell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's love right there. Yeah. <laughs> I was... I was in eighth or ninth grade, and I'm a passenger, and we're going home because I'm, I'm this cool from a roller skating rink, and we were all really excited. Like, I don't know if girls paid attention to us or what went so well, but we were singing and dancing, and this particular old truck didn't have any, like, cloth on the interior, and when you clapped, it was crazy loud. Like... To hurt your ears. So we're all like clapping to the music and like going wild on our drive home from the roller skating rink at peak happiness. And uh, the driver maybe was going, I know he had a couple, um, if he had got another ticket, he'd be in trouble. So he, uh, he the, the policeman like spotted him, probably speeding, turns around and chases him. I think what he actually might have saw was us being idiots in the car and clapping and stuff because he didn't seem to like that. He pulls us. Uh, Instead of just pulling over nicely, he's he tried to turn into some side road, thinking that the policeman like would never catch on to that ruse. But clever cop followed us to the side road. We get pulled over there, and that begins like the interrogation. And he is all over us. He's checking every pocket. He's frisking us. I've got like hands on the hood, and um, he like he's just going through everything. And at one point, like he's. He's, I didn't recognize that he was looking for drugs. Like, I was too naive to think that that was on his mind. I, I, I thought he was looking for guns. Like, I don't know, really, what he was looking for. He was just checking every pocket and everything. Every ticket stub he wanted an explanation on. At one point, I have this little green plastic case that flips open. Uh, I don't know. About big enough to hold a... It was for my retainer thing. It was like an appliance pre-braces. And... Um, uh he uh he's like what what's in this thing and i'm like uh that's that's you don't want to open this like that's 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 no because it it smelled bad like i don't know if you guys have ever had an appliance but the, to me there's a really distinctive smell that you would have to wash it out three times stale, a day bad breath smell because yeah. all that nasty saliva just dries it, yes yeah. it's stale bad breath but it, 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 i was like embarrassed of that <laughs> smell you know like like it, like somebody with more elite hygiene wouldn't have smart mouth i should have had smart mouth so <laughs> um, anyway uh he's like you know what's in this thing and i was like i don't want to open that and he's like you know i now he really wanted to open it and i'm like you know it's, it's my appliance he's like if i find anything in here other than your appliance, then what happens? And, and like, I didn't know what he was headed at. I had no idea this whole situation was confusing to me. So I made him, like, like this, well, what do you want to find this is there? the bargain. I was like, if there's anything in there other than my appliance, you can keep my winter coat. I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> How old are you? Like 14. I don't know. All right. All right. Things are starting to make a lot of sense. All right. <laughs> and I was just like, that was the deal that I struck with him. And he was amused by it. But I was like, I know I'm going to win this bet. And uh, and we opened it and it was empty. Like there wasn't even appliance in it. And and like that that was kind of when the questioning of me wrapped up. Like when, when I was willing to bet my winter coat on it. That you know, that wrapped up, and um, they knew they, that you just be gotten on home. <laughs> they questioned the driver a little longer, asked him why he pulled over into that road, and he said the perfect thing. He's like, "Here's the deal. I have a speeding ticket already. I'm a probationary driver, and if I get another speeding ticket, I think I lose my license." And he's like, "I was just hoping I wouldn't get one," and uh, 
that bit of honesty, I think, changed the cop's, I don't know, tactic, mood, etc., toward the driver. And uh, I don't know if he got a ticket or not. I really don't recall. But uh, I think he got a ticket for something that wouldn't make him lose the license. Like, you know, all right, I'm going to give you a fine here for a taillight that's out. How do you feel about that? I accept your terms, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's how it went down. He wrote him a ticket for some non-moving violation and called it a day. We were talking about the debate before the, uh, before the show a little bit. Um, <laughs> that was remarkable. I watched all 90 minutes. Um, I was very surprised that... Um, I thought Trump did a terrible job. Um, afterwards, I, and then the next day I saw online that like most people thought he won. And it, it really surprised me because, I mean, I, I prefer Trump over Hillary, like I, I, definitely so. But he seemed, I think he lost that debate. That, like, I think the world I, says he lost. It's online polls that says he won. And mm -hmm. though, uh, to me, online polls are a measure of who has a more enthusiastic internet audience. And, uh, you know, Barack always won those. Ron Paul used to win them a lot. Like, they don't mean yeah. very much. Sanders like dominated online every online polls. poll yep yep yeah so online polls they're just for fun um i i watched it and i thought hillary did a little better and then to listen to the commentary like immediately afterwards everyone seemed to agree that hillary won like pros and stuff so i was like all right maybe it was a bigger thing than i thought and then i heard trump and his team making excuses for why they lost you know, they didn't like the moderator, they didn't like the microphone, they didn't like whatever. And that's when I felt like he was really on the losing team. Like, the, like the, when, when he started making excuses for the ass-kicking, I was like, oh, I hadn't even realized there was such an ass-kicking. Uh, I think a better way for him would have been to just say he won, that he was so excited about it, that he's glad he made this, that, and the other point, and drive them, like double down on, the, on his best moments, get people talking about them. That would yeah. have been how he should have handled it. To complain about, the, oh, the microphone's terrible. It was cracking. People couldn't hear my funny jokes. But the microphone had superpowers, and they picked up my sniffling. You know, that, you just sound like a, a silly person. Yeah. He, yeah. He, I, I think I was, I was thinking through it again, the reason that people might think that he won. Because for the first 30 minutes, he absolutely won. Like, I was watching the first half hour being like, holy shit. This is happening. <laughs> Donald Trump is winning this debate. Like, this is hilarious. And then the last hour, he just got emotional and got dominated, you know? And he made the mistake, like, uh, the moderator was biased, but that's not some panacea cure-all that suddenly means that, oh, all those opportunities you missed to come down with a point or to say something reasonable, like, you missed all those opportunities, Donald you could have, even with a biased moderator, there were so many times you could have jumped in and said something damning, and you didn't because you got emotional and you freaked out and you spent an hour defending your business record, and which is just not, nobody cares about that, Donald. You didn't, like, he didn't bring up emails when they literally have a category called cybersecurity. I can't imagine more of a, not even a softball, a t-ball that to just whack out of the park, and he misses that one. Like, he... He, really unimpressive performance from him. The only thing that makes it even a debate that Trump was in the same ballpark of winning because he clearly lost overall is that Hillary is so unlikable. And every time she smiles, it looks like her skin is going to crack. 
because <laughs> it is so unnatural to see her smiling face. Like when you, you catch Dude. her sometimes smiling, doing that smile that fake people do, where like they don't have eye wrinkles, and then you'll see her be like, "Ah, all the people in my staff who aren't sociopaths told me to move my eyes when I smile," and you'll see her. Go, ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. That, yes. I got it. I got so so one. I didn't think Donald did as, as well in the first 30 minutes as you did. And I didn't think he did as poorly at the end as everybody. Like, to me, it was... Oh, I think he did terrible. I could end. be crazy. But it, to me, I didn't see, like, the highs and lows quite like everybody else did. And um, the other thing about Hillary, like, you said it so well. She laughs when she's not really amused. Like, that's who she is. And it makes her difficult to love, man. Like, it, you, like everything about her she just cackles. feels... It, it, <sighs> I, if she had a bad laugh, but a genuine one, I'd be cool with it. I don't care if she snorts. I'd find it endearing. But what she does, this sort of like, I'm annoyed, yeah. but I'm going to act like I'm entertained thing, it, it's, it's hard to love. Like man. Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin had a terrible, shrieky laugh. But you could tell, listening to her laugh, like, okay, that is a woman who's genuinely laughing. Like, she's not bright enough to be faking this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know that's real. So it was easier to be endeared by it. But Hillary, it's like, you know, looking at her, that she is shrewd. She is calculating. She's manipulative. She's a liar. And everybody knows that. Nobody trusts her. Even people who really, really seem to like her are still like, well, it is... You know, it is Hillary Clinton. Like, if we could, we'd pick Bill again, but we can't. Like, <laughs> that just seems to be the vibe. Like, nobody... I've never, I was realizing driving home today in traffic that 2012, 2008, so many Obama bumper stickers, so many Romney bumper stickers, not as many as Obama, so many uh, McCain bumper stickers. I didn't see anything. I, I, have, I didn't realize how few, I don't see any Donald Trump bumper stickers. I don't see any Hillary Clinton bumper stickers. People just don't seem engaged or to like either. That's not it. That's not it. People just don't want their cars being attacked. That's, that's all not it new. is. That's that wouldn't explain the differential. Well, actually, I, I did. I did see. Well, there's definitely no uh, a few Trump funny. ones today when I was at Hooters doing a food review. They were actually <laughs> in the parking lot. I parked my truck. I was doing my Hooters food review, and the vehicles next to me had the Trump stickers on them. So you know, they're they're out there. You just who you got, Dan? You have you a got Hooters where the breasts are at. <laughs> you 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 like Clinton or Hillary or, or Hillary, right? You like Clinton or like, Trump? Neither party. Oh, neither. That's a good when choice. That, for mm. me, for years, for the better half of my life, I would say, when it comes to politics, I mean, I could always appreciate somebody that could lie in my face. But <laughs> don't try to get me to believe your lie and then think that I'm gonna ever vote for you. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate the fact you could lie to me, and then you could lie to the people so well. But you know. I would, I would, I just think America needs our time without at all. We just yeah. need to see where we can go as a people because it's already fucked up. Enough. I'm not sure that's a good plan because I, I feel like anarchy. You know, no, like, it's a good plan. If I doubt we, it. We've had, we've I, don't, had I, don't, I don't see anarchy happening. I've seen places that don't have a leader, like Twitter and YouTube comments, 4chan, and it doesn't work out that well. We might need some sort of. But think guidance. about this. We still would have the Senate and the House and all that. Mm -hmm. We've had presidents all the way back. If there's ever a time to be like, hey, let's try four years without one. Let's try it right now. Let's try it right now. Donald Trump, you go back to building buildings. Hillary, you go back to hell. Like, everybody <laughs> go to where you're best and then, and then just let the rest of us be. Like, that, th if there was ever a time to, to test out a trial run of no president, now is the time. You know, if it goes terribly, in four years we'll vote for another one. But it, could it be worse than either of these humans? No, 
Probably it's just not. a thought. It is. It is just a thought. <laughs> I understand that laws, rules, and regulations will still forever be in place, with or without. But now we just have a little more actual freedom to really think on our own over having thoughts pushed onto us. If there was some sort of presidential lottery that you could buy tickets to right now, that was like get your number drawn and you are immediately president. If that were some promotional, I would honestly be almost as comfortable with just letting the American people go out and those same people who buy lottery tickets buying up a bunch of presidential chance tokens <laughs> and then seeing who got it. So actually, then Donald Trump might win. Because probably would. They, probably, probably, probably would. Oh, they call the tokens. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm, uh, I don't think Ooh. that many people cared about... The green one. I think the third debate is going to be what matters, right? Isn't that traditionally... Probably yeah. so, unless she dies in the second debate. Um, it's 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 going to be fun to watch. I, I like your joke about her being from hell. Yeah, we, maybe <laughs> we should do something like the. Uh, didn't the Romans have some sort of system where uh, you know, in times of great war and stuff, then they would elect an emperor? Now I know that's kind of a different system. We're electing a president, not an emperor. And I think the executive branch kind of needs to be there for the checks and balance system that our democracy is kind of teetering on all the time. So maybe that's not a great idea, but. Yeah, I like the idea of just neither one of them winning, or, or neither one of them. I, although God, I got, I kind of want to see him do all those things that the president does that you don't really think about. The things that you, I don't really, when when Obama's in the Rose Garden talking, I don't care. But if Trump is in the Rose Garden talking, oh, that's prime time. Let's yeah. see what he's got to say. You know those addresses to the country from the president's desk where he's like, "Hello, America." Some bad shit has happened. And, you, you know, George Bush had a bunch of them, you know, whatever. Can you imagine those coming from Trump? Hello, America. I just want you to know that Trump water is going to be released in a 7-Eleven near you. Starting <laughs> on this Wednesday, you get a five, five cents off per gallon if you buy a Trump water. The executive deal, they're calling it. <laughs> right, reality show. It's, called, it's called Are You Smarter Than the Secretary of Defense? And we're going to be doing it every Tuesday evening. I will be there present. I'm running the show. I can run the show and the, in this country. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Yeah, he just it, abuses it, it, the fact special. that every network will tune to him at, at a moment's notice because uh -huh. he's the president. And he's just constantly like... He's got he's got like product placement in in these addresses. He's Dude, got his wind and Coca Cola and stuff. I got a question. I, so do you remember? It's like maybe like ten days ago when he announced that he was no longer a birther, right? You know, he said, "Oh, Hillary did it. I fixed it. Now the problem solved." But what he also did was troll everyone to like cover thirty minutes of them either praising him or like give a tour of his hotel or something. Well, you, was, it, on Reddit, well, they weren't praising him. They were tearing him apart he was because uh, like just before no, the, that he the, said he is a birth yeah the 30 minutes of coverage had like veterans and stuff praising him those are the people that i'm talking about so oh, okay. so the news was almost forced to like like they're like oh any second now trump's gonna come out we just have to listen to this fucknard like you know tell us how great trump would have been if he didn't dodge the draft like something yeah. like that and uh so was that a brilliant decision like his yes. faithful say to get all this free airtime, or was it a bad decision to fuck with the press, who's not oh, a good enemy to have? I certainly no, I mean, they're already his enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. cheat it. There was no one in the press uh, pool who was like, ah, you know what? That's the last straw. I've got it in for him now. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, I just can't see that happening. I thought it was hilarious. He based. Uh, they, they, he trolled them. He trolled them into getting God knows what what thirty minutes of like coverage would cost on every fucking network. 
And, and he does it all the time. Yeah. And you've got. And then to he just pre- comes out and says, "Yep, Obama was born here." Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, you always get, you know, we, you always mock the Trump brand and its supposed value. Uh-huh. But Jesus Christ, if if being if if the Trump brand enables you to at a moment's notice be like all four networks, CNN and Fox News, give me half an hour of your time. I got some stuff I want to talk about. Jesus Christ, that's pretty valuable. Mark my words. If he loses this election, and I think he will, his brand is going to be worth less than before the election. People are going to view him like a Walter Mondale. They're going to think of him as the biggest loser. They're going to... He'll be a national laughingstock joke. No, nah. I think he'll flourish after this. This is so much free advertising, free marketing. He is it. He is it, he is gaining new people. Like like like. So sure, there are some people who were who was who was passionate about Donald Trump before the election. You were everyone was just kind of mildly Nobody, right. entertained by him. But now half of America is passionate about Donald Trump. Seemingly, if he just can keep five percent of that for the next few years, he's gold. He's gold. He's, it's just so valuable what he's done here. Even but if he doesn't win, he's won. I, I get your point with that. I I'll, I think that saying half of America passionate about him or half of America passionate about Hillary, depending on like the even among Republicans, a lot of people are voting for him. Like just hold your nose and push the button and right. fine. And like I, I just I don't know. It will in- increase his brand value. I think tens of millions. America's not percent. kind to its losers. You know, when, when you lose a presidential election, people think of you is not so hot if you're a politician and that's what you do for a living that's like a race car driver losing a race but donald trump's not a politician he just he's just trying this thing out it's like it's like when they have one of those fights where like one of the guy guys really isn't a fighter and you're like i don't know you know he's a wide receiver in the nfl he's pretty quick maybe that'll work if he loses the fight you're not oh what a loser you're like hey he was quick yeah not for (laughs) long though i don't think he's held to the same standard we'll see hillary loses she will be a laughing stock in a joke because she will have lost to someone that two years ago, you'd be like, hey, what do you think about Donald Trump? You'd be like, uh, I mean, I, I've watched yes. The Apprentice. It's all right. Fire. That's what people would have said two years ago. Dude. You would have no strong opinions about the man. They're You'd going say, to say that was, she was fired. The They're going to say yeah. Hillary was fired. They'll be. Bu- you want some bumper you stickers? Do that it. one will be cool. able. People <laughs> do it in that that's inaugural why, address. It, that Exactly. That's, that, that's, what, that's the kind of like hilarious internet gold moment that would last for all of eternity that I want to be witness to. That's why I support Donald Trump. Because I want to see him... What's it called? Um, it's not the inaugural address. It's when he's being sworn in and there's that huge outdoor ceremony. <clears throat> and like... There, you know, Inauguration the pre- ceremony, I think. Yeah, is it? I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the sitting president is there and the first lady's there and everybody's there. I think up in front are the chief justices of the Supreme Court. Like there's a very specific way these people are stacked. And and I just want him I just want him to be ridiculous. I I want him to tell Obama he's fired. And it's not I, that I have any dislike for Obama specifically. I just want him to be that corny and 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 to like be like, Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fucking do it. The poll doesn't results. work for Obama because Obama has to retire. But for Hillary, it definitely the fired line is good. Well, it's and a she was never hired. I, I don't know. I, it works for both. I mean, but the, let, let, let's just know that you know whether Trump wins or loses, even if he lost again, like you were saying, he, he still won. The man's financially well off, and he is a pimp of this system. If anybody has learned how to properly pimp this system, however you may feel about Trump, he has learned it years ago. Master Pimp. 
I give him the <laughs> certified stamp of approval on that one. Uh, but uh, that, that crying Jordan meme face will be slapped on the loser real fast, and I will repost that for like a whole week. Oh, yeah. I, I love the crying Jordan face. It, it, the entire NHL playoffs that was on every losing team, and the, the time that some of these people put into photoshopping sad Michael Jordan's face onto there was a there was a big like banner HD picture of the Dallas Stars NHL team after they lost to my team the St. Louis Blues and it wasn't like a lazy half-assed photoshop this person had like rotated Michael's face to different directions for every person like they're just standing there sad with their stick you could see all of their clearly white necks with the black face like it was fucking hilarious i love that meme I don't get that oh, meme. Uh, like, why was he that's crying? What, what made him cry? And and why does it apply to everything? That I don't I don't know. I'm just so like like I don't get it. Like I, I it's get just it. a moment of uh, you know he's just feeling so much emotion. He's completely overpowered with what appears to be sadness. I don't remember the exact moment, but but it, that that's what it means. It's, he's just completely overwhelmed with sadness of loop of, of of a loss, losing in a sport. I think it's just indicative of that. So when I see it, it's like pointing to the other guy and be like, yeah. You wanted it bad. You fought for it hard. We took it. We it took was his, it. Um, That's exactly what it is. I Googled it. He was crying during his own speech at the Basketball Hall of Fame induction oh, ceremony. So those are well, like dang. happy tears. Yeah. But that's not how the meme we use. He's got a lot of respect for himself. That's not how to meme win it all. That, that meme has, has redefined his career. <laughs> Oh, did you hear about the Anti-Defamation League saying that Pepe is now a hate symbol? Yeah, yeah. No more. Oh, uh, God. I hate that. I hate that. ADF, real quick, for those who don't know, it's uh, Anti-Defamation League. It's against anti-Semitism, which is hating Jewish people. And that's their, I think they go against like any kind of hate speech or whatever, but they're centered around Jews. Anyway, go yeah, ahead. Please. Since it's a frog, it really should be against French people, shouldn't it? Like, isn't that a thing? Or is it just French, French Canadians? Frog. Yeah, but nobody they're white. Nobody's going to get all out outraged about. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, too soon. White. it's too soon to go after France. Apparently it's very racist to call either a French or a French Canadian a frog. I don't really understand the Because they eat frog. It's a dish. Is is that People the... in the south eat frog. It, it absolutely I... is. We call them frog eaters because they literally eat frog and it's something we look down upon. We have literally had this conversation before. You googled it last time too. Oh, you're <laughs> right. We have had this conversation. Before. Okay, sorry. Well, you do a four-hour show enough weeks. Hey, I'm just saying, I remember what we're doing. That's how I know I'm going to win this one. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you are. Like, my money's I on know you, but I can't stop We've done it before. <laughs> uh, oh, well, Woody, while you're over there checking that, man, uh, fellas, say come tomorrow morning, you know, pump a gas, right. whatever the case may be. You jump in, you grab up your, your, your Powerball numbers. Mm. Say if you won the Powerball for $400 million. What would you do that first week? So what I want to do is go down to Brazil, and I want to buy a big chunk of the Brazilian rainforest. As much as, I mean, I want to keep some of that money to the side, right? Because I'm going to need to, like, you know, maybe upgrade a few little things in my life. Like, like, like let's let's keep some money on hand. But I'm th like 399 million is buying Brazilian rainforest. I'm going to buy as much of it as I can. I want what? as much acres. Yes. And then I'm going to start this charity where if you don't buy it back from me, a dollar per square foot, I strip mine it and burn it the next year. I'm not sure wow. that's a charity. You hold the world, <laughs> you hold the world ransom 
for part of Brazil's rainforest. I can tell you right now, I don't give a fuck, and you would not be getting my dollar. I don't care. <laughs> oh, I think there's enough. I think there's enough people who love the rainforest and saw that movie Fern Gully, and you know that 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 sort of crowd who would who would pay me to, to buy the rainforest back for me. It's sort of a James Bond villain type plan. Uh, you think those people in their tie-dye shirts and their dreadlocks, in their, like, you know, pot-smoking drum circles, you think they're you really going to pony up the dough? Or are they just going to wear shirt. a shirt that says, hashtag save the forest, as they buy their $9 coffee? I don't even well, you get, get a shift rainforest thing. thing. Like, it, it, it seems like you tear down the trees and they grow it with, they put, like, crops and shit. Like, they grow corn or bananas. I don't know what the fuck they grow. Does the earth really give a fuck that you change from trees to banana trees or, or corn? It seems to me you still like roughly the same. It plant seems shit. like if the earth really cared, it would hold strike and be like, we are not growing bananas here. Right. Only trees. Is, they, they cut the trees down and then they make fields and, they, and then they put uh, grazing animals on there so it's doubly effective. Now they're mm. farting and shitting and making methane. So now you took something that used to take carbon dioxide and turn it into oxygen for the world, like the biggest oxygen producing a little engine that the, the planet has, really, and you took some of that away and made a methane generation plant there instead. I am of two minds on very, this. very, long internet videos of you in, like, the ISIS garb with a bad camera pointed <laughs> at you as you stand next to a tree and then saw it in half for, like, three hours until it falls down. <laughs> on one hand, I absolutely don't give a fuck about your rainforest. As a matter of fact, send me some Purple Heart. It's my favorite, like, endangered tree, and I like to make shop jigs out of it. Right? So that's one hand. On the other, I'm really upset that September was as hot as it was. So whatever methane production you're doing seems to have impacted my paramotoring and make me sweat. So stop it. If I yeah. had 400 mil, first week, I'm not telling, million. I'm contacting the best attorneys I can possibly find, and I'm not telling anyone. I don't tell my parents, my, my brother, my girlfriend. My girlfriend or <laughs> anyone else just keep it silent until i talk to some attorney because if i talk to someone i know they're gonna be like oh i got this great attorney over here and then that attorney's gonna love that you got hooked up from this guy so they're gonna try and make sure that this guy who hooked him up with you gets paid and then you're into a bunch of politics nonsense like i just want to find the absolute best attorney to handle it and then once that's all squared away money's in the account everything's good probably a few weeks later then i can go to people and be like hey I've come into some money and just have the conversation. But by that point, it's too late for everybody to be handing out their palms, you know? Hmm. Maybe, not, since you have all that money, you could put, a, put, a, put upon some sort of elaborate ruse to find out who your true friends and family members are, where, where you put yourself in the pauper position. You, you manufacture a, a bunch of bad things that happen to you suddenly, and then you go to these supposed friends and family members who love you so much, and you ask them for assistance. Hey, I really need you to co-sign with me here. I really need you to come over for every weekend this month and help me rebuild where, the, where there was a flood. Maybe you go to them like that, and then you reveal that you're really the prince and that you've come, come upon this money, and you stick that it in the faces of those who won't help you. Brilliant. I was going to say my second favorite idea was to buy the rainforest out from under you, but, <laughs> but I like this one even better of seeing just pretending like I have a horrible disease or buying a bunch of very, very heavy furniture from multiple <laughs> locations and asking people to move it into, into my, my place. That would be a good one. Like, like I need, tell them all, like, like I need you all to be tested to see, to see if your bone marrow will match mine. It's a very invasive, painful procedure, but without it, I will die by year's end and see who's willing to take the blood test. <laughs> Everyone who's yeah. willing in that world gets a million bucks. Right? As soon as they find out, it's like, hey, guess what? 
and I, I don't I don't even give it an account. I have a big suitcase. No, not a suitcase. Like I I buy them a car full of ones. No, I've got it better. The doctor comes in to take the blood, <laughs> but it's not a doctor. It's a big tittied nurse with money strapped all over her body, and she strips naked. And and the only thing that's covered is the parts that you don't really want to see, and they're covered with money. Nice. Which parts of a big tittied nurse don't I want to see? Her uh, you know, her top stomach, of her head. And like, <laughs> I want the money around her stomach, and like yeah, maybe a money crown. Like, like I don't know how she's gonna cover her that. face and with you... the dumbass money. <laughs> If it's covered with money, I want her totally covered up, like a burka oh. style of just cash. Oh, yeah. Do like well, if you're into that, we'll get you whatever kind of money whore you want. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> money whore. I, I like the idea of like testing them a little first to do like an undercover boss kind of scam to see if they really deserve to be part of the brave new world that I'm about to usher in for Team Kyle. You know what I mean? Now that like, we, because because of now like that, that guy out in Texas is worth like a quarter billion or whatever. Mm -hmm. He ushered in a new world for everyone in his circle because now there's no reason to go to Arby's ever. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that I'm going to support you and pay your mortgage. It's just that, like, if you're hanging out with that guy, we won't be going to Arby's anymore. That's a guarantee. We're going to go somewhere nice. <laughs> My friends, we go to Waffle House a lot. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's... I like Waffle House. What do you get? I get the all-star special. Steak well, wait, eggs. real quick. I want to I wanna know what... Dame, what, are you, what are you doing with your 400 mil? Mm. Wow, being the the actual first week with the four hundred mil, that definitely would be spent. I would have about three different lawyers, and that's just me going through consultation for like a full day of consultation. Like it would be the first time ever that I would see a whole bunch of paperwork that I actually want to read through, just so I can understand what's going to be going on with the rest of my life. Because I can guarantee that relatives I've never heard of are going to pop up, and I know in certain states you don't even have to mention who you are once you win. Unfortunately, I'm not in that state. So everybody's going to know David Patterson just hit this Powerball. Unless you change your, what, what, if you, what if you change your name very quickly before you accept the money, accept it as Bill Mayer, and then mm. right at, now that you're a 400 millionaire, be like, you know what, switch that back now. Could you do that? Or accept it under the name of someone you really sincerely dislike. Or even better. Uh, and then they're like, "Yeah, I'll claim that." What, what if what if they then get 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 titled to your money somehow? It's it's strange how how these things would actually work out. And you would love to say that you 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 would travel, you would travel the world, and you do everything that you normally don't get an opportunity to do. But when that's done, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like by the time you travel the world, that's not going to be the end of your life. You'll just be done. Yeah, and you'll have more money. I think a whorehouse would be fun. Um, I think it would be nice to like be an owner operator of a whorehouse. Maybe um, I feel like you could you could pull off some sort of actual Hugh Hefner thing uh. late into your 80s or 90s or something like that. And with the medical science that I'll have access to, we'll probably have some sort of a mechanical cock, you know, in the next 10 or 15 years. Something frightening, something truly frightening. I, wouldn't I, I want disagree it. about the whorehouse. It's it, whorehouses are like boats. Like you want a friend who owns a whorehouse. You don't want to own it. <laughs> I don't want to deal hey, with that. Why Can you imagine you HR in a whorehouse? Awful. Awful. <laughs> yes. Probably very HR, difficult. HR for a whore. That would be oh, interesting. Every day dealing with profanity complaints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, would be, it would be the most off the wall thing. They came right in my eye. I told them that. <laughs> grabbed my tits and, and I just hate it. Samantha, this is the third time this week. You are literally a whore. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to do your job. Your numbers are coming in and your numbers are lagging. <laughs> 
<laughs> I uh, I like when Stern interviews the uh, the girls who actually work at like the Bunny Ranch and, and the actual whorehouses and stuff, and and to get a little peek into what that's like. That's that's bizarre to me. Um, mm. But I do think prostitution should be uh, legal, right? I, it, it, don't we all? I, I don't. Somehow, think about masseuses, right? So masseuses, they go in, they work with human bodies, they rub them down, whatever, and then they send them on their way. Whorehouses do a similar thing, except they really focus on one area of the body. You know, you might tell a masseuse you have a sore back. You tell a cock or a, a, a whore that your your cock needs some love. Same thing, roughly, except whores earn so much more. They do. I, I they do. Right. Well, you get to fuck the whore. Yeah, that's why. You know, painters do physical. I, I, I don't know if you can compare a masseuse to a, to a prostitute, unless it's one of those masseuses who gives you a happy ending, which um, I, 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 I see those Reddit posts a lot, and there was one, one really depressing, not Reddit, but a 4chan post. It was really depressing where the guy had like paid like $400 for a hand job from some Asian lady in one of those massage parlors. I... I'm always curious about those uh, when I see the massage parlors that are advertised on like billboards and it's always like lucky tan massage and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. got like often there's a picture of a pretty Asian lady on the uh, the billboard. And I wonder how many of those places are actually like th- they're giving you happy endings. They're going to they're going to they're going to tug you off at the end. And if there are that many of them, how do they stay operational? It seems like they're being really out in the open that there's something more going on than just a rub down because like and, and I it it makes me not go to get a massage because I'm always worried that I'm gonna go to the wrong place and either get in trouble or misinterpret something. Dude, so I live in Raleigh, right? Raleigh's a medium-sized city, small city. I don't know what it is. I like to kid myself and act like there's nothing bad within 35 miles of my home, but it's not true. The truth is that I can go like eight miles from my house and find stuff. My daughter and I practiced parking lot. I'm sorry, practice parking in a parking lot we don't normally go to. What are you saying, Kyle? I'm sorry. All right. And um, I, I don't normally go in there, so I just, like, I never really paid attention to it. Suddenly, I'm like, look, there's, like, a cash for gold place here. There was a gold teeth installation facility in, like, this strip mall. I didn't know gold teeth, like, had storefront. I didn't, I didn't really know where you got that. But here's, like... He's like, it's like a really fancy orthodontist, I guess. And, uh, and there were just all these places. And then there was an Asian massage parlor. And I'm like, is this like in my universe? Like, I, I don't think you just get massages here. I, I think you could get a hand job at this place. If there's a massage parlor next to a gold, um, like teeth decoration facility, then, uh, then you have to be able to get something extra there. I never understood the hand job happy ending. Like having like a sexy woman rub your body all over the place, and then having that capped off with a hand job. Like I thought I don't know, about it. Just this. seems like you would have built it up so much in your head. Of maybe you just lay there and close your eyes and imagine. But I, I who feel knows? like if I was in this situation, I think I'd want a happy beginning. Right? Because massages are pretty great too. Right? Let's just get that relaxated, relaxated, like relaxed state. Let's start there, right? Let's let's start with the happy beginning, and then as you're all chill and your afterglow and 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 that one moment in your life where you can think straight, you know, and not about girls, then uh, then have the massage from there. I I think the idea is that the massage is about turning you on so that she can bilk you for as much as possible for the happy ending. 
I think it's about her rubbing you and turning you on and like maybe getting close to doing something a little dirty. And then at the end, you're, you, there's some negotiation. I'm sure that's Jim Norton talks about this extensively on the Opie and Anthony program because he talks about his experiences with prostitutes and whores all the time. And he was going through a whole guide once. I don't remember what it's called, but it was like Jim Norton's Guide to Prostitution. <laughs> and it was like like saying, he's like, okay, there's different ways that I can tell that the girl is going to be into it. Sometimes, you know, like the, the first way you do it is you wait for them to, to rub up by your ass, like the back of your thighs there. And you kind of just, he's like, and you just you just push your ass towards them ever so slightly. You just, you just push your ass towards them. If they recoil from that, they're not interested. Give up. You're not going to get it. But sometimes what they'll do is while they're rubbing your thighs, a finger, maybe part of their hand, brushes your scrotum. And then you know you're in. That's when you know you're in. And then once I've, I've felt them brush my scrotum, that's when I know there's a price and I'm going to find it. Like, <laughs> 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 Which, like, I've never, I've never gotten a massage ever. But no? I oh, assume so that good. I don't, it makes sense. I should do it every – I should do it once a week. I just don't know where to go. And it's a bit awkward. It's a bit awkward. I, I – I, um, I don't know. I don't know what about it, it it is, but I feel a little socially awkward about doing it. Because the last massage I got was at this like resort bed and breakfast spa thing where like everything is taken care of for you and like I don't know everything is taken care of for you for for like several days in a row. And one day there was a massage, and this incredibly hot woman is massaging me. And the whole time I'm having such a hard time relaxing because I'm worried I'm gonna either fart on her or like pop a boner or something. I think I want a dude to massage me. I really mm. do because not only are his hands going to be bigger and stronger, yeah, and he's guarantee gonna... the boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not only not do only I want his... a girl to massage me, I want a girl to massage Jackie. Those are the rules. <laughs> All female staff. I'm curious, Kyle. Why do you want a man rubbing on bigger, you? stronger hands? Um, uh, you know, not to be too much of a sexist here, but if this guy has gotten into massage, I feel like he's he's really got his shit in order. This is probably one of the best massage guys here. Like, like, like it. it I just feel like a man would be better at it. Um, and I'm not looking for anything remotely sexual if I'm getting a massage. It's about like fixing like my sore muscles and like you know maybe rearranging something. I really need a chiropractor and a massage. My let back's me, all fucked up. Let me tell you about my last massage. So so we're on a Disney cruise ship. It's like I don't know two three years ago, and uh, Jackie and I go in for a couples massage. We go in there and there's like. It's, it's really high end. There's fountains with like rocks and water pouring on them. There's two tables there where Jackie and I both get our massage. And then there's a balcony out front. And the balcony has a hot tub and it has like a, a porch swing, but like a nice one. And like a full size cot, like as a queen size, you know, a little smaller than that. And um, the, the process goes like this. They massage Jackie and I both for like, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. Then they leave us alone for 20 minutes and then they come back and give us like another 30 minute massage. So we're like vlogging this. Like there's a, one of my, there's a video on my channel where like we, like, I don't know, document the experience. And, uh, and we go in and Jackie and I get like 15 minutes worth of massage. And then the two masseuses leave and it's like, uh, I guess we're supposed to fuck now. I mean, there's like a hot tub and a bed right over it. Like, all righty, right? So we do. And then, like, then we, like, pull up the camera. Like, oh, yeah, this this has been great so far. <laughs> and then they give us the rest of the massage. And that's the experience. And, uh, and I'm just like, wow. It, it just seemed awkward to me that the, the Disney cruise ship ran that kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll leave you alone right now. You two lovebirds get at it. 
and we'll come back. That's very courteous. Look, I don't know when, and I am so waiting for that Disney bubble to burst, <laughs> but there is an underlining X-rated something real, real fishy going on within that company. And I don't know when it will ever be exposed because we keep it so G-rated. But trust and believe, there is dirt to be found in every orifice of the earth. And Disney is part of that dirt. Disney I just used, wanted to put that out there. Disney used to run this great cruise ship commercial <laughs> that basically said, if you come on our cruises, you'll get laid. Like, I, I've talked about this on the show before, but they, 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 the mom, like, went to an elevator and the girl's there. And maybe she has Mouseketeer hat or something like that. And some stranger's like, oh, you know, did you just go to the park? And she's like, no, we went on the cruise ship. And uh, they're like, oh, did, like, did you just go? And she says, no, it was nine months ago. And there's a baby. And they're like, oh, is that your little sister? And you're like, yeah. Mommy calls that our little souvenir. And the whole takeaway was like, hey, come to the cruise ship. We're designed to watch your kids for you. Do what you will. That's, it's huh. a, that's the ad. It was pretty funny. Okay. All right. It's a good ad because yeah, it's no, like no. it's basically aimed at men out there being like, hey, life pretty aggravating. Take your kids on this Disney cruise. You'll get laid and not have to look at them. Dude, so I've only been on Disney cruises. I can't speak for all of them, but Disney is particularly geared to like watch your kids for you. Like the um, for the younger kids, they have like secret tunnels as they go from one place to the other, so that the kids pretty much can't get lost. Like they're not walking with the rest of the crowds and all the whatever pedophiles on the ship. Um, for the older ones, like they put them in these groups, they put like dance halls in there and they let them hang out and, and they just segregate them in like 18 year olds to whatever three year olds are in like six different age groups. And uh, they've just, they're just designed to watch your kids for you in an entertaining way. Like they're not just like locking them up in some cell. They're making flubber or something like that. And, uh, and then you as parents get to be alone. Dame, what are you alluding to? That you had in your head about Disney being evil, or is that just you? Just you believe there's got to be something evil. Oh no, it's it's funny. I mean, it's it's, it's a very much very much similar to the individuals that you come in contact with on a day to day basis. Of a person that will put themselves out there as if they do no wrong, as if they love nothing but the world and everything is pure, and then that dirt comes up. The thing is, we live in an imperfect world, so there's always dirt. It doesn't matter how long ago the dirt happened. And how many times it was covered over. Trust and believe there's always a story. But when you're thinking of Disney, you're thinking of family fun. So nobody's really thinking of a dirty story. Are we talking about anti-Semitism? It doesn't exist. No, I was was about to get to the anti-Semitism. So if Walt Disney lived to be like 99, 100 years old, and he was the old Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse inventor in like 1999, there would have been huge problems with Disney movies, because people would have been like, you guys are watching this movie about mermaids, while this guy just put a six-hour video on YouTube or the internet about how much he hates Jews. Like, come on, that's ridiculous. Like, it's only because he died in the 50s that people are, are cool with it, you know? Or yeah, the Family Guy's got know. a... There was a Family Guy, like, cut scene about that, where it's like, you know how Disney has that intro where, it, like, it pans in to the castle while the fireworks go off in the background? It does that, and it's like, Disney... And then a train goes by. He goes, "Don't take the train." It's like yeah, it's, a Jew tra- it's a Jew train. It's a Jew train. Yeah, because he he was very much known for that. Can you yeah. imagine how much you would have to hate 
Jewish people for it wasn't just it, Jewish people. Go back to Dumbo. Look how racist that cartoon is. Mm. Oh is yeah, it? he was right. Ra- I, I see your face, and it's interesting. And I pointed this out to people? many people: black people, the mm. crows. The crows are all mm. speaking in like jive with, yeah, with yeah. these with these racist accents. And uh, I remember my doctor. I had a uh, what was his name? Oh, he was Korean or something. Um, Haddock. His doctor Haddock. And his the, uh, the the examination room that I would go to him when I was a kid, I had like nasal congestion, so he'd take this squirt thing and like squirt saline like into my nose very violently. I hated it as a kid, very painful. And I just remember looking up and seeing all those racist crows. Just they were always on the office and they were always watching. It's funny as a kid, you like you don't notice shit like that at all. You're just like, man, look at these three upbeat crows. I like these characters. And then you go back and watch They it like later. Dumbo at least. Now he's got some friends. You might favorite yeah, so character. Yeah, that's your whole process as a kid. You're like, okay, well, he's got three crows. Like, he's, he's got to get back on his feet. It's all right. You know, before this, there's the The scary blue bear island. in Jungle Book filled a similar role. He was like a Baloo? jazz guy. Um, was well, that... that's a white man. That's Baloo? Uh, Is that Baloo. his name? Baloo? Could yeah, be. the guy who voices Baloo also voices um, Little John in uh, Robin Hood. Baloo is not. Simple Banasset. That's a black man? I didn't recognize that. I either. loved Jungle Book. That's fine. I didn't recognize that either. Google will tell all. Yeah, Let's we can see. check. Voices. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll be right Google one of these gives times. us all types of truths that we may be in search of. Yes, the important truths. <laughs> the important. Nothing like, you know, fuck the election, fuck all this stuff. We need to figure out... Secrets about cartoons from the 1940s. Like that's what we need to figure out. White man, white guy. I think it's a, you know what? Yep. It's it's funny because there there are a lot of websites that uh, that that dig that far back to to bring about all the racism that that has existed for things that we watch that seem normal to us, but it still had that racist undertone. That if you now you're paying attention to, you'd be like, well, damn. But it's so old, it really doesn't matter now. Is so it? now they just make sure that they tread carefully. When they go over certain topics, so. is it racist well, though? Because if you can't even tell it's racist, if I'm mixing up the crows and the bear and stuff, like, it, it, is it? I don't know. Like, it, is the airplane sees when they talk jive racist too? I, no. Wait, what the airplane scene? Yeah, he's this, talking this, about the, the movie oh, airplane. Airplane, airplane. The movie, yeah, airplane. Yeah. We'll see, no, that's I, different. That's hilarious. Sorry. Yeah, that, that's hilarious. That's I'm like, having a hard it, time telling where racism <laughs> starts and ends with some of these subtleties. If everybody thinks it's funny, it's not racist. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I can't even say it's, it's, it's strange when you try to break it down. It's not really strange whatsoever. You, you're going to always have a group of people that will look at things a certain way. And it may not be racist to anybody else, but to them it will forever be a racist issue. And even if it isn't blatantly racist, they'll find the smallest particle of it that actually is. And that's what they're going to hold on to. So even now in 2016, we can have a regular conversation and we can talk about a lot of things under the sun. But if somebody else was to hear the conversation, they'd be like, oh, well, why did Dame allow that to be said? Because that was just racist. You know I what I'm saying? I think that the truth yeah. is that if it's racist, you know it when you see it. I think that's that's what was, what's going on here. So I think maybe... Why don't we watch a little bit of the racist crows? And okay, see how racist I like they that. Because oh, I haven't watched idea. this shit since I was nine, but I remember as a nine-year-old being like, "Hmm, why are there no white men voicing these crows?" You All thought right. about that at nine? <laughs> no, but but oh. I definitely noticed last time I saw this that this was racist. Oh, I forgot about the mouse. I like the mouse a lot too. Mouse action. 
Are you guys ready? So what we do is we we queue up at zero, then we say one, two, three, play. Oh, okay. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Yep. One, two, three, play. Dumbo, the ninth wonder of the universe, the wild zoni flying elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see an elephant fly? Well, I see the horse fly. Uh-huh. I see the dragon fly. <laughs> I see the house fly. Yeah. <laughs> see, I seen all that too. I seen a peanut stand and heard a rubber band. I seen a needle that winked its eye. But I'll be done seeing about everything when I see an elephant fly. What'd you say, boy? I said when I see an elephant fly. It's still a good I song. I front porch swing, heard a diamond ring. I seen a polka dot railroad tie. But I'll be done seeing about everything when I see an elephant fly. This is racist to you guys? Not yet, no. This is just a cartoon to me. They've got a lot of scenes in the movie, though. I don't think this was just indicative of it. I can can actually break this one down, and I can see where individuals would feel that it actually is a racist cartoon. If you notice a little bit earlier into the cartoon when the crow was actually flying down, and he was singing, and he's saying, I saw an elephant fly. In the background, you hear, what did you say, boy? And then he says it again, I seen an elephant fly. And so that is something right there where for a lot of African-Americans, that would be a problem because again, you know, when in slavery, boy was that term that was used to yeah. a grown man. Yeah. You I don't know, know why that so was ever, I don't call like anybody boy. Pop up and it, it would trigger a lot of individuals. I hardly call my son boy. That's what he is. <laughs> uh, but that's your son. Here it is. And I'm talking about a grown man. Yeah. I follow called boy, you know, by, by a white man, you know what I'm saying? So for Woody, for you, Unless you were in those shoes, you wouldn't understand. But you have to be in those shoes. And me personally, I just know from the stories my grandfather told me. I never had to be in that situation. I haven't had a white officer call me boy yet. But then again, I have not been in a state where the white officers do call a black man boy or have addressed a man as such. I so like, I haven't personally had to deal with interesting. That. I didn't notice that. At, well, of course, I didn't notice that at the time because I didn't remember it but like look watching back now i was like man i i really don't notice this being as racist as i've been thinking but then the boy line is like okay yeah that's yeah. that's the reason that people think this and if you go back further than this it's like world war ii time i don't know if it was disney but oh my god look at some japanese people in cartoons around like world war there's II. nothing wrong that, with that that's there's, propaganda there's it is that is propaganda, and hey, it was hey, we needed that. good propaganda. I, I don't I care guess. what anybody says. Hey, during world during war times, especially World War II, I'm all for internment camps, any kind of racist propaganda, whatever we need to get into the minds of the general populace, so they swing those hammers a little bit faster and they dig those <laughs> holes a little bit quicker. Because if they don't, we all fucking die, and they're, they're going to be chopping our heads off with katanas. Yeah, we need horrible cartoons about them. Yeah, that's, that's gonna solve it. it. Yeah. Or here's the crazy thing: it would have, have been a, been a time. It probably was easier to to pitch racism through using cartoons because there has been plenty of racism in cartoons. But because it's a cartoon, you don't necessarily think about it until we're having a conversation like this later. Especially when it's like animals, because right. your first thought isn't like, "Oh, that's a black guy." It's just, "Oh, that's a crow." That's talking like a black guy like you don't mm-hmm. it doesn't click i bet these people thought like 
they were being really progressive at the time because their hindsight was like, oh my God, look at this video from 1909 where it's like a minstrel show and it's a bunch of guys in blackface with like uh, all dressed up and doing that. And they're looking at that like, how horrible. Look at how far we've come. Now let's draw a bunch of like walking the razor's edge of racist characters. How many movie. things that we do now are going to be pitched as racist later that we're not seeing, right? Like I maybe we'll see a movie changed. where there's a That's black true. crackhead or a black drug dealer. And whereas today we say, oh, look, that's a drug dealer. 30 years forward, they're going to be like, oh, my God, can you believe they portrayed a black man as a drug dealer? Let's be, you know, we're sensitive to that now. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that that would happen oh, as you know, much. I, unless I bet it was they like would have said that about cartoons in the 50s. I, no, no, no. There's got to be stuff. I just don't see that. I'm trying to think of an example. I don't think the example of a drug dealer is a good one because you see drug dealers of every shade and color on and all sorts of NCIS. I forget if it was Chris Grock or Chris Tucker who portrayed a crackhead in the movie New Jack City. That's what I had in my Chris head. Rock. It was Chris Rock. That, that portrayal in particular, I feel like they can <clears throat> fast forward a bit and look back and they're going to be like, oh yeah, they made him look terrible. Dave Chappelle used to do like you know the got any more crack you know the meme thing i feel like you know we might look at that as a future more sensitive self and be like yeah that's not how you should portray black people but that wasn't the me like with dave with some stuff you're right with dave Chappelle, you're wrong because that was his show that's (laughs) that's him being funny like he was the guy the genius behind that whole show so he sat down and wrote that sketch of him being a crackhead because he's not making fun of this is fucking hilarious fun of crackheads Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, all I'm saying is I, I feel like we can't. It, it, we're it viewing it through this sometimes. 2016 lens, but if you view it through a 2046 lens, <laughs> this subsidy gets people, lost. They're That's 20, what they're going to the say about us. People, if you view it through assholes. a 1944 lens, these fucking crows, my years are probably off, are not going to see. They're like they're crows. What kind of sensitive super pansy are you to act like you know? one line in a cartoon is a racist thing or maybe it goes back the other way mm-hmm. maybe 50 years from now they look back at uh, at us and say wow they really went too far the other way didn't they nobody could really say anything i'm glad that trump won and uh started the <laughs> the american empire and we took over Brazil, <laughs> burnt out all those brownies and now things are all good <laughs> destroyed the rainforest sold a lot of it to kyle yeah I could. We, um, good. Well, so we're, you know, we were talking about cartoons and such, and just to keep the the note a lighter note, if you could bring back a television show that you loved in your childhood, what show would you bring back? And it can only be one show. Do I That's have a brilliant to be a question. child? Because I really want Firefly. It's easy for me. There's no other show I'd rather have. I want Firefly back. Okay. Is that what it was? I, uh, it's what it's called, I like right? Cap- With Serenity. It's a uh, yeah. It was called Firefly. The movie was Serenity. Yeah. Oh. Um, I liked Captain Planet as a kid, but because we didn't have the channel that it came on, like <laughs> I would like catch it like, and I didn't know when it came on. Like as a kid, nobody ever sat me down and was like, "Hey, your favorite TV show comes at the same time every week." So I would just catch catch them sporadically. I would I would always get up for Saturday morning cartoons, but if I missed it, I would just miss it. And back in the day, you missed an episode, you missed the whole thing. You know, you'd never catch up again. I, oh but yeah. I, I remember never being able to satiate my uh, my love for Captain Planet. I guess that could come back, right? Okay. That's a good one. Uh, I think if you go back and watch that show, 
you're going to regret that choice. <laughs> I think you do. There's a villain because, who's really a rat who just pollutes. Yeah, it's a bad show. Like, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. They, they like, all the like, yeah, bad guys in that show, they, they never had, like, realistic bad guys where it was like, oh, this is Dr. Evil Dr. Johnson. Yeah, he owns this big plant, and we have to stop him because he's making too many things to sell to the evil Chinese or whatever. It was always just like, oh, that's Sludge Sammy. He just gets a real rise out of fucking up trees and brush and, and yeah. swamps just for the sake of it, and just him dumping sewage for yeah. no reason. Like, it wasn't very compelling. I didn't I, like that show. I would say Seinfeld for me. I'd like to bring Seinfeld back for a I few more seasons. Oh, a cartoon? Fuck, I thought it was just a show. No, he did just say show. Oh, just understand any chi- yeah, childhood show that you loved. Yeah, Seinfeld was a childhood show for me, I guess. Okay, yeah. okay. hang on. I'll, I'll reevaluate. I'm, I'm okay. thinking of some cards. Okay, all right. Dan, what's yours? Well, while, while you're thinking, uh, for me, it would be Good Times. Good Times. And let, let me tell you why I choose Good Times. It's funny because the way they, they have, quote-unquote, black television today, it's everybody successful. Everybody done made it. That's not reality. I loved good times back in the days because whether you were a black family that actually you were living rather well, you, you were able to come up out of the projects if that was your living situation, it still showcased that, that tough upbringing that I'm not going to take shit from my kids, I'm going to make you work twice as hard as the next person so you can have a better outcome than what it is that I had to bring you up in. I would love to see that type of show today, and I don't. So I and I bring good times. What about I would like to see Married with Children. Ooh, I, I always liked Married one. with Children. That's good. That's uh, it, good. it came on like late as hell. Um, I don't remember. I was maybe like twelve or thirteen, I guess, watching it. And I remember it would come on at like eleven p.m., which was late for me, and uh, and I loved that show. One I'm trying to think of, like mm. I can't tell of bringing this back now and giving the show a little bit more of a risque. Like to go a little further edge would be good, or if it's just the fact that I haven't seen the show since I was young that I like it so much. But to get bring back Family Matters and have like a pretty, like maybe walking walking an edge of risky humor, Urkel, that would be really funny to watch. But now, but he's not Urkel anymore. If you've seen that guy recently, or not recently, maybe like five years ago, now he looks just like a normal dude. Stefan, who's like who's pretty mm-hmm. big, like he's a pretty big guy who does not look nerdy and funny anymore maybe that's remember yeah. remember he would turn into stefan in the show and he'd be the cool good looking yeah. version of him yeah, yeah. I, I like that, that, that could show dance and everything else right yeah <laughs> yeah he could do everything he was he was the he was the antithesis of vertical yeah everything yeah. Uh, I, I like that show I met, a lot not how i met your mother married with children that's a great one i wouldn't have thought of that uh-huh. what's yeah. happening would be fun it's probably before you guys do you remember what's happening oh I love what's happening. I just bro. want to see that dude dance some more. Like, like the, to, there was one character rerun, and uh, he was a black guy, and he was fat. And yes. um, you would look at him and think that he he couldn't move. And then it seemed like every episode, for one reason or another, <laughs> they'd find a reason to make this guy dance, <laughs> and he was curiously good at dancing. It was good. Yeah. It was damn good. Yeah. I had a friend in high school who could do the rerun dances, like with the big kicks and shit. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he wore this like Scottish golfer's hat with a little puff mm-hmm. ball in the top center. And uh, and he would just dance and do his moves and shit. And childhood me would just watch that show, hoping that he would start dancing soon. I think there was yeah. a fight scene at one point, and uh, I mean, like there was one guy who was really nerdy, like Urkel before his day, uh, lanky guy, and uh, 
Then it just turned out Rerun was curiously good at fighting. All of a sudden, he was like bebopping people. <laughs> and he protected everybody. The, the thing I remember most from Family Matters was at one point, Urkel, like he had a crush on this. I haven't seen it in so long, but this this girl on the show had just huge tits. Myra. Like, Myra. Myra. And I remember I would watch that show. I was like maybe nine or ten and just like spent entire episodes just like waiting for Myra to come on and just be like, oh, man. Oh, God, this show's the best. You got <laughs> Urkel popping up and then this chick stands around like this is 10-year-old heaven. Like Because at the time, like you didn't have internet yeah, or you porn. Know, you know another show that I loved? Punky Brewster, bro. There's Punky, another big tit huh? show. Yeah. I, I enjoy Punky Brewster. I don't, I don't even know why. I just love it. Dude. I think I might know why. <laughs> yeah, I think I know why a lot of people like Punky. <laughs> so they, they cast this like cute little eleven-year-old or something. I don't know. And then as during the show's tenure, she hits puberty, and oh my god! Like I, I, this is going off my childhood memory, but this little ship carried a lot of sail, and it was yeah. like it, 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 puberty just hooked her up. She, like, I don't know. If she were an RPG character, she just loaded up on puberty points. Meanwhile, yeah. I put okay, mine so somewhere else. I don't know. What's the name of that show? Punky Bu Brewster. Punky Brewster. We're, we're hooking Kyle up right now. Damn. I'm. Yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I just Googled Punky Brewster tits. Oh my god, we're looking at the same Holy thing. shit! We're looking at the same Oh wow! Thing. No, no, alright, so for the viewing audience, you should also Google Punky Brewster Tits. She didn't just grow into- she didn't just become a woman. Like, she grew some massive, freakishly big titties. Holy shit. Wow, that show became porn. Where can I find reruns of this? Now that is a show I want remastered in in 4K. Oh, that's good. that's pretty interesting. Like, if you go on the, uh, there are a few subreddits on the internet that, that you can go on. And everybody's really fascinated with this new trend of <clears throat> remastering old TV shows because you can see, like, lots of nipples and camel toes and, like, stuff that, that, that normally wouldn't have even been in, within the old aspect ratio. So, like, going back on the old Star Trek episodes, like, even from the 60s, <clears throat> they're a little bit adult. Um, this is, wow. Kyle, do, do you need some time alone? I <laughs> 20 minutes. I, I need to look through some archive footage. I, she's wearing this body glove suit. Wow. Look at that. You can tell that they're just out of control when, like, a body glove suit like that, normal-sized yeah, yeah. boobs would look almost like they have a man chest because it's meant to compress really hard. That, that means that those are – you take that body suit off, and it explodes like that the foam you use to insulate your home. Like, just <laughs> – <laughs> 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 Taylor yeah, froze in that position. Shout out to everybody that is now uh, Googling Punky Brewster's tits on Google and uh, sharing along with all of our madness. <laughs> there it is. There'll be a great screenshot there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure all the parents will hate us for that one. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, to let you know. Kyle, you okay over to me? Yeah, your eyes I'm have watching. Gone, like... I've moved on to some video footage. I'm, I'm looking into this now. I'm. I'm afraid I'm sharing. Yeah, if you can't really Google tits and not see something, you can't share. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of these are not for the general audience. But I showed them the Prunky Brewster boobs. They're they're ginormous. One of them, I'm not even sure. Like, was that her? Was that Photoshop? Because there was one in particular. Hey, bro. Dude, each... I think those are official, bro. That's just... 
But the one, each one was the size of a person. Like they're. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm thinking. I don't know. Yeah. Dan's like, I really like that show. I, I can't really put my finger on why. <laughs> Look, when I was trying to go into a smooth. You, <laughs> you can put two hands on why, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to play it off smooth, but you, you know you took it there. Sorry, yeah, that, was, that, that was very impressive. Uh, this seems like a good time to uh, do an ad read. Yeah, that's great. Oh, time. How can that be on YouTube? I click back over, and this girl's got like she's completely topless, wearing panties with her hands over her nipples, and she's got a Coke bottle between her titties, and she's like moving around. This is somehow a uh, a YouTube video. I, I I'm gonna. Put it in here. I, I just, well, I do the ad read. You can you can look at that if you'd like. Okay. <clears throat> this episode of Painkiller Already is being brought to you by MeUndies. You wear underwear every day. That's 365 days a year, rain or shine. You need it to be extraordinary without an insane price tag. MeUndies understands this, and that's why they've created the world's most comfortable underwear. Luxury at half the retail price you'd find anywhere else. MeUndies is made from Modal. A fabric that's twice as soft as cotton. That means it's twice as soft as whatever you're wearing now. And most of us wear underwear every day, so why settle for low-quality multi-pack underwear that is scratchy and lame? MeUndies has tons of colors and styles for both men and women, which means you and your lady can finally have matching underwear. They release a new design every month, and on top of that, they even have free shipping if you're in the United States or Canada. MeUndies has a money-back guarantee. If you don't love your first pair, uh, you get to keep them for free. That's right, they don't want your used underwear back, so you have nothing to lose here. The best part about all of it, of course... They're offering 20% off your first order when you use our URL, MeUndies.com slash PKA. So click the link in the description or go to MeUndies.com slash PKA to get 20% off your first order, MeUndies. I'm literally wearing a pair. Yeah, I'm wearing my camouflage pair right now. They're, they're, they're awesome. I actually bought some more the other day, so I've got like six pair now, I think. Um, and they are my, my go-to underwear. What happened to Taylor? I don't know. Hey. I just saw him stuck in the position for a while. <laughs> yeah. just, just, just I was looking at, at that girl's um, endowment there, and then when I when I came back, it was just gone. Maybe he needed time alone. Maybe mm. he needed some time. <laughs> that's, that's that would funny. be so funny if he came back and he was really sweaty, <laughs> kind of out of breath. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the internet. Went out and, uh, yeah. There's like three napkins on his desk. You don't know why. <laughs> um. he'll, he'll, he'll be real relaxed like you were talking about earlier after the massage. The, yeah. the happy beginning. There's a Japanese <laughs> word for it. Like it, it re, It's like the clarity or something like that. And it, it, they say it's at a time when you can uh, see the world more accurately than the rest of your life. Okay. I don't want to, want to know that word now. Hmm. Yeah, I gotta figure that one out. Let's, let's, let's figure it out. <coughs> oh, you can actually click the here. Yeah, it's... Uh... Oh, yeah, actually... There's a Japanese word. Kenjete... Kamingu go. No. Kamingo go no miroyosa. That is not the same word I'm looking at. No? Yeah. For clarity after coming? Isn't that what you're looking for? Um, this is. How would you pronounce that word? Kenjateamu? Kenjateamu? 
Kenjatamu. Today I learned there's a Japanese word, Kenjatamu, for the post-orgasmic period where a man's thoughts are no longer impaired by his sexual drive and he can think clearly like a sage of clear mind. I'm going to use that word in a food review. I don't know how I'm going to squeeze it in, <laughs> but I promise you, I'm going to use it. That would be great. <laughs> I probably should have used it for the Hooters review. That would have been even better. Ah, uh, yeah. That would have worked <laughs> out. Kyle, you haven't had a text from Taylor or anything? Like, you don't know more than um, I do? Negative. Okay. No text from Taylor. By the way, that video goes on, and, and she's got a... She's got like pasties on and a bottle of wine now. How, how can this be on it, YouTube? Is she just between a few different females that video? Oh, oh is this I the it. hold no, a I... coke with your boobs video that you? Yeah. Yes, she's got over seven just... million views. I, I th- she's yeah. They've got like pasties on their nipples later on in the video. Oh, <laughs> I cannot share this video with my audience. I I mean I don't <laughs> think you can. Uh, it's age restricted. Uh, it's age restricted. Yeah, I, I would. Just, it, it would. It would hurt. Yeah, but but you know they do have pasties on. They do, but it's age restricted. So if anybody wants to see it, you can just search uh, "hold a coke bottle with your boobs" challenge compilation. Oh well, this is just not fair. You get to like one fifty-five, and there's a dude with no pasties. <laughs> I must have skipped him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, and that 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 was just completely crazy. Well, let me let me ask you guys, man. Go I on. mean. This is a, this whole entire podcast life, the PKA podcast. Yeah. What made you guys in general come together? You could have done this with anybody. I. So I I met Kyle through Wings of Redemption. Here's my side, and maybe we'll we'll learn Kyle's. Uh, Wings of Redemption was a YouTuber, still is a YouTuber. Made Call of Duty videos, still makes them now and then. And uh, at the time, his channel was exploding, and I was nobody. I think I had one or two videos. And uh, depending on how you look at it, like from what I was looking at, he was just doing a nice thing for his subscribers and doing dual comms. I later learned that his motivation was that he was making so many videos, he was kind of out of topic ideas. So he was just bringing other people in so that he could maintain his upload schedule and, you know, keep everything rolling. Either way, you know, there's a win-win. And he started reaching out for people uh, who were content creators who wanted to do dual comms with him. And uh, the first time he did it, I didn't reply because I wanted to have more of a, I, I had this really like I, I wanted to have more of a, a library on my video. Like people aren't going to subscribe to you if you just have like one or two videos. So once I had like four or five videos, um, I put together a gameplay and I had with the gameplay, I had a plan. I'd write down like at one minute and 10 seconds, this is a good thing to point out. At one minute and 32 seconds, this is a good thing to point out. And I didn't get to say them all because it was a conversation that was rolling, but I did get to say a couple of them and it really worked out. And uh, um, my video with Wings went really popular and he sort of helped me get my start. When that video was well received, he was like, oh, I, you know, it was just kind of a win-win. Like he was like, oh, I like Woody, I liked Wings. Um, when I do videos with him, he gets good content on his channel. We hang out, we enjoyed each other's company, etc. He introduced me to Kyle, and I remember Kyle told me uh, his first impression of me was like, "Who the fuck is this guy? He's honing in on my <laughs> Wings of Redemption friendship." But <laughs> 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 well, my first impression of Kyle was like, "Oh, this guy's really cool. Like, I hope I can get invited into this club." <laughs> so. Uh, 
Um, and then that was it. Like I started meeting Pyropuncher. Uh, he he eventually switched to Minecraft. Super popular. He's in some group that makes him very popular. I forget what it is. It's a cool clubs Minecraft group. And uh, um, but you know, I remember I started doing dual comms with like other YouTube royalty and like getting to know people and. Uh, Kyle and Wings put their head together that we should do a podcast. At the time, Hutch and Anners and a guy named Trump was doing one. And they pitched it to me, and I was like, no, no one will ever want to listen to us talking. This this won't work. And uh, um, then, like, like, two days later, three days later, before the first episode, I changed my mind. I was like, can I still get in on this? You know, I, let's do it. Let's see how it goes. <clears throat> and uh, shucks, now we're 300 episodes in. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, any... any... Uh, so I guess the question was how we, we came together. Yeah, I, I think the first time... I, I, all that's accurate as far as our online interaction. I was going to say, I think the first time we met in person was in Boston uh, at that at that awful bar. But but yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, Wings was um, looking for people to do uh, stuff with, and he saw a video of mine on the Moody Swedes channel. And then uh, I did a series of like dual comms talking to him, and uh, and I always enjoyed doing that because it just felt like free advertising, and you got to talk to Wings, who who was such an anomaly to me. And I remember talking to him, you know, he's just there wasn't much Wings Redemption information. You know, he's an onion that has been peeled very well over the last six years, but back then he was a real mystery man, and 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 it was just interesting to go talk to him to like see who. Because you couldn't get a sense of what he was. You couldn't tell, if th is this guy an evil genius? Is this guy a retard? Is this guy, wh who is this guy? You could not, you couldn't nail him down. Dude. And so it was really interesting to meet him and talk to him. And I at got... first I didn't, I didn't care for him at all. Um, he just seemed to dominate conversations with stuff that just, just, just seemed self-serving. And I, I wasn't really into it, but I was like, well, I guess we'll just keep doing this because, I mean, He's got a lot of subscribers. It just makes sense to hop on his channel if he wants me to. I, I'll do that. I'll, I'll suffer through it. And over time, I started. He started growing on me. Um, he, he can he can do that to you. And uh, and yeah, we, I don't remember which if it was he or I who thought it would be a good idea to do a podcast. Probably him, maybe. Um, I don't. I really don't remember the genesis of the. Dude, let me jump in. I, I can't wait to tell this story. So. Um... First time, right? I never met Wings. Uh, he was, there, I guess I wrote him uh, messages or something because he was asking for people to do dual comms and I reach out to him. And via like the YouTube email system, uh, we arranged a time. It was like Tuesday at 6 p.m. So uh, it's Tuesday at 6 p.m. I'm all excited. You know, at like 20 minutes early, I've got all my stuff like prepared and I'm, I'm like, like, a, like I'm going for a job interview that's important. And uh, oh, good, Taylor's back. And uh, um, we're just talking about when we first got the podcast together. So uh, I'm there, and like 6 o'clock gets there, and Wings isn't around. He's late, right? So you got to keep pinging him, pinging him. Wings isn't showing up. He's just not there. And uh, it's like an hour later, and he finally like comes online, and he's like, sorry, dude, I got real bad constipation. And I'm like, like – this is like the opening sentence of me meeting Wings of Redemption. He's telling me about like his bowel issues, and he's like, "Do you have?" <laughs> he's like, "You're older. Do you have any advice for dealing with constipation?" And like, it was kind of a turnoff <laughs> to me. And I'm just like, I, and I told him, I was like, "Ah, you know, like for me, frosted mini wheat seems to have a magic effect in that regard." 
you could try that. And he's like, no, nah, bro, like I need I need something like chemical. He's looking for a pill that fixes. Or, or maybe do you have a granny with real small hands? Because <laughs> and... my granny, she's got hands like a truck driver. And not that it don't get the job done, but damn, it hurts. <laughs> so, so we ended up canceling the, the first meeting. Because uh, he was so constipated that he couldn't do a dual comp, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you know, he never took it's me up on my downhill from there. Really, <laughs> as well. Yeah. So then, then the next time we met around, I guess he had got that all sorted out, and um, that was my first interaction with Wings of Redemption. It's about his poop. Wow, that's I didn't know that one. That's great. <laughs> I wonder if he remembers that. No. No, <laughs> no, Kyle Hardy jumps out. No, no. Debated so many times. I think that's a a regular occurrence for him. What what would that be? Why is he not drinking enough? Is he eating too much bananas? Is there, there's too much banana greens. in his diet? Eats too much banana. That's what. That's going on. I know what it is. He's eating too much tropical fruit. Yeah, I can tell. No, Woody. He's he like eight. Eight eight hundred thousand grams of nitrates a day, or something like that, and and like a whole large pizza, and it's getting compacted up in there. So you're going now, with for the people cheese who route. maybe maybe don't know anything. What is a nitrate? What is what is that? that? I I think of it as like sodium salt, anything like that that's going to make your body retain water and and, and uh, dehydrate, blow gonna, you up. Well, in his case, it's going to turn right to the sweet tea, which is like going to make it doubly effective. Yeah, I don't know exactly what a nitrate is either. I know it's part of the nitrogen cycle. I know that when you have a fish tank, fish pee in the tank, and that's like an ammonia compound, I think. That's the exact same thing. And then the, the bacteria break it into nitrites, which is very bad for fish. And then they break the nitrites into nitrates, which is also bad, but not as bad. And eventually it becomes nitrogen, which is, I think, a, um, a plant food of some sort in the aquarium world. And then if you have enough plants and filters and algae and stuff like that It'll, that's the nitrate cycle when are you going to return to your ways of being a reef keeper woody <laughs> <laughs> like, like My. I, I can see that it, all, all it's going to take is like i feel like if you just saw a tank on the side of the road that was free you that that's all it would start to take to get the ball rolling can you imagine that like i ditch paramotoring and just become very very interested in fish you keeping clown fish you could buy for ten thousand dollars dude probably ten thousand do you know what a horrible impact a deep-seated passion in fish would have on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, for one thing, your background would be beautiful. Mm. I just imagine your entire background is nothing but an aquarium wall. And like, like we're like, it, like new guests are like, oh, that's really cool. I, is that a manta ray in there? <laughs> are, are those sea otters? What the fuck? Like, right. yeah, you'd have the, you'd have a basic aquarium at your house. I watched a whole would... show once that was about nothing more than a couple of aquarium experts putting a like five hundred thousand dollar around the house aquarium into Shaq's house. Oh goodness! Oh, I think yeah. I've seen that. It was remarkable watching Shaq go into these warehouses and like hand pick. They're like, "Yeah, I want that one." And you got any of these kind of eels? And they're like, no, we don't have any of those. Those are very expensive. He's like, special order eight of them. Because <laughs> I need eight of those eels. And he won in every room. And it's like, he, the amount of money that guy dropped on an aquarium. It was depressing to watch the show. I probably got two-thirds of the way through. And I'm like, I'll never even come close to this level of success in my life. That I can spend days 
on some decoration in one of my many palatial estates. Like, it was just almost upsetting. Have you tried being an enormous athlete? It might work. Have I tried being a really, really good professional athlete? Haven't tried that yet. Haven't tried that yet. Give it a go. Checksworth. You still have time. (laughs) No. That ship has sailed. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Fellas, YouTube has changed a lot over the years. As we all know, we've watched content change. I've watched creators change their entire format Mm -hmm. based on what other creators told them that they need to do. What would you change about YouTube if you could change one thing today? I would add titties. Yes. Add nudity? That's a good That's one. That's all I would do. I would add titties. I can respect that. I would that. monetize those titties. Monetize titties. Let me be clear. I would monetize those titties. And full ass. No vagina. Little back burger. Just a little. You know. <laughs> We're not. We're talking about an any pussy. We're not talking about any. We're not getting like triple X rated. We're talking maybe like a lowercase X. That's that's all. One lowercase X. And I'm so we have like very like any non-threatening vaginas on there. You know, there, if there's too much, if there's a hanging garden situation going on, we that's not allowed on your YouTube. Not monetizing the, the your grandmother's pussy. No, no, sorry, no. no. I mean, that's a good idea, but suddenly everybody's content would become not as good because it would you would be competing against the tit girls and mm-hmm. the tit girls would even surge ahead of makeup girls in popularity they'd be selling everything they, they would beat their shit out of youtube would no longer be a place where where males could venture out of like comedy or gaming because if you like current events like, i'm not gonna watch this guy talk about current events his nah. tits aren't even out not, not with <laughs> you know what i would change i wish that you could use good music like there's <clears throat> So I, I started doing vlogs, and I don't know where my vlogs are headed, for everyone wondering, but I um, one of the biggest challenges, I spend more time on music than people might guess, and it still doesn't come out as well as I'd like it to. And I hear songs on the radio and stuff, and it's like, oh my god, the stuff I can't have is so much better than the stuff I can. It Like, I... I have a real challenge, and and, and you know, sometimes I'm compared to like the biggest you know channels, and it's like I don't know how those guys are able to use those copyrighted songs that they choose, but I'm not. My network, like, so I'm a I'm a a managed channel, which means I'm protected. Like, you can't just put a strike against me. Like, a human has to find it and stuff. But my network runs tools against my channel, and they just go through and find like any piece of music. I've had times where I sang. It's me, singing. And they're like, yeah, Woody, you know, do you have permission to sing this? I'm like, really? Like, I can't <laughs> sing shit? And, uh, you know, so I, like, I'm really, 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 really restricted on what songs I can choose. And I just feel like the whole tone of my vlogs could be so much better if I could use good music when I wanted to. That'd be nice. That's an actual like, good productive one. No, titties like, are good, change too. Change to YouTube. Titties are good. <laughs> Yeah. That was a win right there. And Backburger. <laughs> and Backburger. I like that. How much Backburger are we allowed? 2.7 inches. 2.7 That's inches. almost the whole thing. I mean, I don't That's know. That's a lot of Backburger. <laughs> These are some it's big pussies. I feel like you get to three inches and you have most pussies covered. Because <laughs> you, you could slot up in 2.7. <laughs> well, maybe you could. Just, just a tip. Just a tip. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, so so tits ass a little bit of back burger, two point seven inches, two point eight, and I mean, get your whore ass off YouTube. <laughs> get over to Red Tube, you slide. No asshole. No, no asshole. No asshole. How are you no. supposed to get any any back burger whatsoever hey, if they're I'm having to squeeze that. their ass cheeks together? You've got to be yeah. very careful. It takes a particular kind of uh, of, uh, of of posterior. To... Mm, posterior. Yeah. yeah. So the way you kind of just angle the go, GoPro action. Can't even use a wide lens for that. Yeah, a fisheye lens. Yeah, real fisheye. <laughs> real fisheye. <laughs> no, that would probably make it, the nudity look worse. He's the star. It would look like like there was a titty coming at you from two sides. <laughs> would, I would stand that two point seven just a little bit. Yeah, yeah that two point seven inches of back burger is widescreen. Well, but honestly, though, I would add titties. Um, I, I think there should be titties, and there there are already a lot of nudity on YouTube, mm -hmm. and it seems like. Maybe I think what I want is to be able to monetize that nudity. That's that's the real change I want because there's already, in case people aren't are unaware, an incredible amount of nudity and like sex on YouTube already. But it's not you know, like porn stuff. It a lot of it's like how do you uh, you know detect your breasts for cancer? And there's a like lot that. of porn on YouTube if you know what to search. It's weird. What do you search? I don't know. <laughs> Well, just, just know that the Autobots of YouTube are out, so you know whatever words they use in their, their keywords, shut down what porn you could find. However, if you're slick enough, you can still find it. Yeah. You gotta look up, like... Oh, God. Are we talking about searching for porn? Just... To... Yeah, I, I put a backburger. Just go to something. Bing, man. Bing is designed let, for it. I can't let that go that quick, Kyle. Backburger. I've never heard that, and that's fucking that hilarious. That's the best. <laughs> you like that? I love that's that. Not, that's not me. That's not. Don't worry. I didn't. That's, I'm, that's nothing original. <laughs> that's, nah, that, that, that's Kyle watching midget porn that we haven't seen yet. I feel like nah, he's, a, he's appealing to the food reviewer on the cast tonight. <laughs> you know, when he refers to the back burger. <laughs> uh, Eric, oh, it's exquisite. It. That's it. That's oh, I'm a quick game. You shut it down for me. <laughs> Are you familiar with MrSkin.com? Yes. That's where it tells you um, when in movies people get naked, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you can search a particular female, and they will show you... <laughs> when and where they were nude and they've got all the perfect examples and they're rated up on these top lists based on many, many different categories. And they have an award show every year about new nudity in movies. You know, like what was the best back burger of the year? What was the best like asshole reveal of the year? And they go through like like all those things. <laughs> the and presidential the, 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 debates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <there you> <laughs> <laughs> I so, a very uh, unappealing asshole and an even worse backburn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm go to Mr. Skin right now. I've never been there. No. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting website. Uh, they've got a lot of content there. They they go through a lot. It's you might think like oh okay so there's like two or three guys in a room like trying to remember when some chicks were naked. No. They have a team of people, many, many individuals, watching hours and hours of content and documenting exactly when and where the nudity happens and putting the clips up and arranging everything. It's, it's meticulous. Like, 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 there's a lot of nudity there that you, you, you might have missed. I did not expect this website to look so professional. Mm. Like, this, this is a very professional website. They have it's a, a big podcast. Deal. They're very popular. My God. A lot of nudity on here. That's what they do best. <laughs> that's what they're known for. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be their core competency. 
So, so Stern has the the guy who owns this company come on and they discuss, you know, who the the who's winning what award this year or whatever. Like he's had him on a couple times, uh, but but then on subsequent interviews that he's done with like uh, who was it? Like Kate Hudson, he's interviewing or somebody like that. And he's like, have you ever heard of MrSkin.com? <laughs> and they're like. These actresses have no idea. And he's like, no. He's like, well, he's got this website. And you won for, like, best Bush of the year, 2014. Like, congratulations. You know? <laughs> they're just like, oh, that's so disgusting. That's fucked up. So, yeah, there's a whole other world going on. Uh, What's even worse is, is I'm on the uh, celebs ratings by mm-hmm. user ratings and like Angelina Jolie, four star. It's out of four stars, not five. So four stars. You got Scarlett Johansson at three, and then you have some poor like no name actresses down here who like in very unflattering looks, like side silhouettes where their belly's kind of sticking out a little bit, and they're getting slammed with one star reviews. This is man. They have uh, a site can, for can you link male... something. I'm not seeing it as cool as you are. They have a site for male nudity too. Um, I guess it's. Skin.com? I don't remember. He said it's mostly uh, gay men who subscribe to that one. Yeah, well, that's not... I mean, I'm sure it's mostly straight men that subscribe to this. Well, the women. other one is naked men, so there would be women who might be interested. Yeah, I really don't think that many women care as much about that as we do, because they're just not as visually driven as us. Like, they... It's not as... It makes sense. Like, I don't... When you're growing up, you always think, like, how come all the girls around aren't as, like, super into sex and wanting to fuck how I am all the time? I mean, I'm 16, they're 16, let's fool around. It's because, for them, it's like they they know they can get it whenever they want, so they just can put that on the back burner. The back burger. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. If uh, anyone has a login to MrSkin.com... I have some science to conduct. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I always appreciate when the fans reach out with free anything, really. Uh, yes. If you hook me up with some HBO, um, I, that, would be, uh, that would be helpful. Someone sent me uh, an Alabama t-shirt, and he's like, roll tide. So, um, you know what? Thanks. I don't know. I, I guess I'm an Alabama fan now. I don't give a fuck. I got a free t-shirt. <laughs> That's all really... it takes. One t-shirt. Yeah. I'd have to really hate a team to turn down free clothes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just, uh, so, or just so... like your team. Like, I wouldn't. Or just like not getting, like, assaulted randomly in public. Like, I, I college football fans can be a little bit passionate. I, there's a reason I don't go to, to Sanford Stadium. There's a reason I don't actually go to games ever. I, I, I mean... The stuff they do to the opposing uh, fans is bad enough, but you know they're just chunking liquor bottles sometimes in there. It's it's just not a safe environment. Sometimes, but the fun outweighs the danger. Like, I you're I've right. never, I wear my helmet. You're absolutely right. Yeah, like I've never, I would never follow Mizzou to a game in Georgia or something. But if Georgia comes to Mizzou, I'm gonna go watch the game if I of feel course, like it. Of course, that's different. But what if Florida is coming to play? Well, that's different because they play in like uh, neutral ground. But like you know, if it's Alabama and Georgia. And a bunch of Alabama guys, you know, drive over to Georgia. It could be violent for you in the parking lot. It could, yeah. Especially Alabama, they take it very, very seriously because they don't have any professional sports, and so mm-hmm. everything is about roll tide and See, fuck Auburn. So my undergrads were at Drexel, and like I don't know, they have a basketball team, but who really follows the Colonial Athletic League? Like, like it, all right, so let's just write them off. <laughs> And, and then my master's was at NC State. Now, NC State does have some football teams that people give a shit about, and we get ranked here and there in basketball and football. 
But um, I really haven't gotten over the time they made me retake classes. I, I, I had there was some error in paperwork where I wasn't matriculated, even though I thought I was. I was like six courses into a master's, and they just made me retake two of them. I had an A and a B in these courses, and I had to retake them, even though I had perfectly acceptable grades. So now every time, like. I don't know. I just don't pull for their sports teams that much. Whenever they call me up for alumni donations, I make them sit through the same boring story I just told here where I had to retake courses. And uh, <laughs> you know, they're like, all right, I get it. Like, you're not going to give us money. Can I hang up? And uh, um, so, yeah, fuck it. Roll Tide. Fuck it. Who, who is your – are you a big sports guy at all, Dame? No, no, not at all, man. I'm, I'm actually a sports hater. Sports hater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, in high school, I thought my life was going to be basketball. It started in high school, and it quickly ended in high school as well. <laughs> um, I don't remember and recall how many bones I broke my senior year, but it was enough to let the doctor let me know that any thoughts of a career in basketball were out the window. Now, mind you, I'm about eh, maybe 300 pounds lighter. I had a <laughs> budding career of actually going somewhere, and that just ended. And from were you that good? Day, like, how good were you? Down. Was it a reasonable thought to think that you'd play D1 and stuff? Like, were you good? I was, uh, dude, I was handling business. Yeah. I was uh, from, from school to off court to playing in tournaments. It was, it was serious for a while, and then it all ended. And then I, my, my attitude was poor, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so well, how did you break a bunch of bones? Well, you know, when you, when, you, when you think that you're supposed to just be playing center, but you, you, you really believe that you need to have that point guard position, so you want to start crossing people up when you're damn near six feet tall in high school, extra lanky, you, you know, you just try to get that nice little crossover, break somebody else's ankles, end up breaking your own, that was me. And mm -hmm. I did it on more than one occasion. And then the final straw was when they actually had to cut the Nikes off of my feet in order to readjust the whole entire broken ankle at that time. It was... Yeah, that's where it was over. That's a horrible break. If they have to cut your shoes yeah, off. Yeah, cut the nights off. It took four dudes to carry me to the nurse's office that, that late afternoon, so it was special. Damn. Oh, man. Yeah. But that's all right, because now, you know, I, I get paid to eat. <laughs> that's you know, your this, gig. Everything turned out yeah. all right. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think I'm good at eating, but I'm not pro. Better, trust me. Definitely would have been better, but uh, yeah. that's all right, though, man. It's always a good story to be able to tell, you know, my, my girls and, and those that are around me. So it's still great memories. I, you know, no ill will. Huh. So what's it like working with Rachel Ray? To me, this woman is amazing. Uh -huh. I've heard all type of stories before even being signed with her. I've heard stories after being signed with her. You got to figure at the end of the day, this is an individual that's been in the business or shit, what, over 15 years? Mm -hmm. And been doing food on television. When it comes to TV networks, you have people, producers, individuals that are in and out all the time, new hires, new faces. This means new ideas. So, of course, when people come in from other networks, they want to change something that she has going on to, to make her more presentable to the people, more likable. And she's like, I'm not changing shit. This is, I built this. This is my empire. I built, you came into my service. So, of course, now individuals believe that she may be this, that, and the third, a bitch, whatever the case may be, because she gives off that attitude. But she didn't get this far by listening to everybody else and their mama. She got this far by remaining herself from the beginning. And as long as you don't conform to anything, I mean, that's with anything at all in life in general, even this YouTube life. 
you remain yourself and don't worry about what the next man and next female is doing, you'll be just fine in your lane. Don't try to create something entirely new based on somebody else's idea that may work for them. So that's what she's been doing. And, you know, again, great with me. When I talk to her, we have our one-on-one conversations, go out to eat, whatever the case is, and we're good. We're good. I love working with her. Do you get, like, residual fame, do you feel like? So if you go out to eat with Rachel Ray and everybody's looking at Rachel Ray, you you know they're, they're, they're looking at Rachel Ray, but you're also, like, <laughs> they're also thinking, who's this guy with Rachel Ray? Bro, He's probably important. I kid you guys not. From from YouTube flow, I'm always used to, you know, the younger audience coming up to me. They see me in the mall. They'll stop me. You know, they take a picture. No problem. The moment I got that 40-year-old white woman that came up to me, and I'm sitting there like, oh, you watch my videos? And she's like, she gave me that look like, videos? No, no, I watch one on Rachel Ray. <laughs> and the, the, the very first one I got like that, I was like, okay, Rachel has a whole different audience. And then it was more, you know, middle-aged white women that are that are at home, husbands are off with that nice cushy job, and she's well taken care of and just taking care of home. And yet, you know, they're watching me on the show. So when they see me and recognize me in the street, that's always a little different for me. But, you know, I love it all the same. Her audience probably, like those kind of people, probably don't even use YouTube. Except for like, a, you know, as seen on TV product reviews or whatever. Like they're, they don't have someone they follow. That's, that's interesting. That's my it's wife. It's weird to think about segments of the population that it gets so natural for all of us, and I'm sure all the people we know, that YouTube is a huge part of the entertainment that we consume, not just, you know, oh, I want to look up a fun video of a bear fighting another animal, which there are some great ones out there. I highly encourage people to go on YouTube tangents of animals fighting. But there's huge swaths of people out there who don't know anything about YouTube and how professional it is now mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. There's still, like, stupid shit on YouTube, like what I put out, but there's actual good quality stuff out there, too, that's like, wow, this I can't believe this is just some dude with Adobe Premiere. So my wife falls into this demo, and... She watches YouTube, but she doesn't watch YouTubers. You know, she'll be like, all oh, the debates happened. I wonder what Stephen Colbert said about it. I wonder what Jimmy Kimmel had to say. Oh, Seth Meyers, he's always so funny. There's um, Samantha B is one that she likes. So she's not into you know, the YouTubers, the Dams, the Casey Neistats, the PewDiePies, the, the whatever, H3H3. Like, she doesn't really care that h3h3 or even no is feuding with leafy or something like that's not her scene she watches the tv clips on youtube that's her scene an interesting thing about that feud you were mentioning i don't know like details and whatnot but i watched a couple of videos about it more because i was blown away this dude named idubs made a yes. video about leafy and like it was more just shocking to see it and be like this has 10 million views 10 million. Just stop and think about that for a second. Like, 10 million people. We'll say nine and a half for people who just love it so much that they had to see it again. Like, nine (laughs) and a half million people care enough about this silly, petty drama to tune in and watch, like, a roast video. And that kind of just elucidated in my head that, like, this really isn't just silly drama anymore. This is something being intentionally provoked for views and for attention from all the parties involved. Every ship is rising. Maybe egos are plummeting, but every ship is rising yep. in this situation. Yep. I don't know. I, thought, I don't know the it, details of it, but it's... You can't I know lose, though. This, this part of the podcast eventually. Just, uh, again, you know, the direction that YouTube has been going in. And I, I'll never, ever look at it as an iDubbbz has a problem with anybody or Keemstar has an issue with anybody. I look at it in the sense of social media automatically connects us all. And if you see an opportunity... 
you either take that opportunity or somebody else will. But these groups of individuals that all know each other, that have all been to the same event at some given point of time, had had that conversation of, hey, listen, if we plant the seed, that bitch is going to grow. And that's exactly yeah. what it's doing. I, sometimes they generally like each other. And, and <laughs> the way I look at it is like when, for example, iDubs and Leafy, they're going at each other. I don't care. Knock yourself out. They're both fighters. Like, I don't feel like when Joe Lozon fights Jim Miller in the octagon, these are UFC fighters, that anyone's being bullied. No, they're combatants. They're in the ring. This is what they do. It's all cool. When one of these guys picks on, like, a 12-year-old singing a song badly, now that's bullying, right? This guy didn't, like... You just found somebody cringy and you know picked on him for views and money and stuff. Like that's that's not cool. That's when Joe Lozon picks on some eighth grader in class. That's a different yeah. scenario. So that, that like I don't know. I, I, I if I was king somehow regulating these bully videos, I'd really look at who's getting bullied. You know, is it some defenseless kid? Somebody with yeah. they picked on people with um, disabilities before. You know that just seems cruel and mean who did or maybe you don't want to give names i don't yeah, even, it I wasn't gonna matter. stay I don't, names. I don't even get, yeah, I won't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> but uh but yeah you know like autistic people and stuff like that they'll pick on and it's like wow you know that just seems mean you know that guy but if it's two youtubers with three million subscribers who have whole video series of like mm-hmm. you know look at this look at uh i don't know a drama alert or whatever and that's like their shtick and if they start fighting you're right i don't see it as like uh bullying i see it like dame says of I would not be surprised if these guys had a little Skype conversation beforehand mm-hmm. and thought about this and plotted it out. Now, I don't think that about this particular iDubs thing because or, I watched his whole video. It was too long, but it was also pretty fucking funny. And it was way too mean to have been a pre-agreed upon thing. Yes. Because, <laughs> like, it was just, it was too brutal to be pre-planned. It's funny. They, um, so, uh, who's the guy? Leafy. He made it so you can't write chin in his comments, like C-H-I-N, because that was like a big part of his focus. I, I guess he has, um, is it called a weak chin? The profile where people are kind of down, is that yeah. the term for it? And um, I never noticed before, I guess because he always looks like this. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, he made it so that the word chin is censored. Now, my channel has like hundred censored words like I have no right to give anybody shit about censored words yet I still thought it was pretty hilarious that he put that one in there and everyone made a really big deal out of it I don't even want to give out my list of censored words because people would work around them (laughs) now people are going to leave long paragraphs of horrible things hoping to find them oh they will but they won't know which one like it's really hard to figure out like which word Got and they're not all curse words and stuff. There's just there's words where like someone will say a thing and I'm like, you know what? That adjective is never used in a nice comment. It's gone. It's out of here. Like I don't know. No one's ever said blue in a kind comment. So you know what? Blue is censored on my channel now. Fuck it. And uh, hey, you know what? You guys go over to my channel. I have censored all prepositions. <laughs> Best of luck communicating with me. There is six letters that's completely forbidden. Best of luck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Try and leave a comment. See what works. To test things out. It's, you didn't know uh, you could censor words on your channel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, right? I, ne- I never, I never strongly promote violence, but when I first started watching any type of content creator on YouTube, aside from the Ray Ray William Johnsons and everybody else, mm-hmm. the one that I enjoyed watching the most was Kimbo Slice. 
and I don't know if you guys remember him, oh, but that yes. man was whooping ass weekly, mm-hmm. whooping bloody ass weekly on YouTube. You know what? Fuck a drama, fuck a beef. If they could bring that back on YouTube, then I'd actually start watching again. Don't sit there and talk to me about your problem. You could meet me in such such location, and as two grown men, we will fist fight it out until one of us ain't getting back up. Well, the, the challenge with that <laughs> is he is dead thing. now. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. oh, I forgot about that. He did die. Yeah. But th- those yeah. fighting videos were it was it was fun to watch the whole transformation of his entire video because a lot of the time it was clear that. Kimbo's crew had spoken to the crew of, you know, Billy Bouncer across town, and they organized it, and Kimbo and Billy hadn't spoken before, and then you see, like, Kimbo walk through the fucking broken wooden fence into the shipyard, you know, and then the other guy walks around the corner, and you see Kimbo, and you're like, god damn, like, that doesn't look like a street brawler. That guy's shredded. You can tell that there is some, like, bull testosterone coursing through his veins. <laughs> and then Billy Badass comes around the corner, and he's just a big, doughy guy who has the benefit of the doubt at the bar that he, uh, you know, works security at because he's, like, six seven, but just full of flab and just gets annihilated. And nobody stops it until it's far <laughs> too late. Dude, the far best. Far too late. I, so... I looked at Kimbo and I didn't love Kimbo. Like my view of him was he was usually overmatched in his not I guess he was the overmatched guy in that uh, he'd fight someone and you're like, "Oh, well Kimbo's got like 40 pounds on this guy." And uh he has some decent boxing and like I don't know, just kind of badass. So then this cop is like, "Kimbo's a punk. I'll fuck him up." And uh the cop's name was Sean Gannon. And all Kimbo and Kimbo's people are like, what? And the cop was his weight. Like, they were roughly in the same size. But he was white, and he looked, like, doughy and almost soft to me. Not weak, just soft. It wasn't like he was about to step in the UFC or anything. And uh, the cop beat the fuck out of Kimbo. Like, they went in there, and, and all Kimbo's people kept pushing him back in the fight, even though he was gassed and beat up. And, uh, the, you know, the cop just, like, beat him down. And then they give him, like, a 35 count or something. And then he, like, gets up again. They beat him down again. And uh, Kimbo just lost. He eventually the had begin- yeah. a fixed MMA career, more or less. And The uh, beginning yeah, of that video about. where he fights the cop, I don't think there's one person in the world who watches that and is like, this cop is going to beat his ass. Because he does look doughy. But then, like, maybe five seconds into the fight, I remember watching it. Like, you realize that that doughy exterior, he's got, like, that farm strength. That you hear about, he where like, he's probably been throwing bales of hay into big machinery, and he just quickly takes control. That was that was neat to watch, but I also didn't like it as much, because I was like, well, goddammit, now this illusion of this invincible street warrior has been shattered. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kind of wanted uh, to see him win, so that I could continue to believe this dude is actually this, this guy. This invincible street Kimbo, warrior. <laughs> he eventually fought, I forget what the name of the MMA organization was. Like, he did fight some in the UFC, but he just got beat up all the time. But he fought in another organization where he was their champion, right? And the, the whole thing was, Kimbo was the ratings draw. He was everything for these guys. And the opponents he fought weren't allowed to do stuff. Like, Kimbo had no ground game, right? Like, he couldn't defend takedowns. If he got him on the ground, he didn't know what to do. So they would just say, all right, all right, you know, here's some extra money in the back room. Don't take down Kimbo. And people are like, what? And like, yeah, don't, you take down Kimbo, you're out of this. Like, you, you'll never work again. And, uh, like, imagine, like, the Dana used to make this argument. Imagine going against the Patriots and say they're bad against the run. All right, so you give the Dolphins some money and you say, only pass. 
You're going to have to play this game passing only. You can't run forward with the ball. It's fucking illegal. Like, there, there, there were, um, uh, there's like Vegas betting on these things. And they would tell the fighters they weren't allowed to fight in certain ways. And that's how Kimbo stayed for a while. And then eventually, some guy on the undercard, Seth Petruzzi, Petrelli, something like that, um, Kimbo's opponent got hurt or sick or pulled out. So they grabbed this guy who wasn't even like going to be on TV and pull him in the event with Kimbo, and he knocked him out. And he Was that the like guy with like the seconds. green hair, rainbow hair or something? Yep, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember that. that. I watched that live. That was awful. He was a real uh, fighter. We, he was on the Ultimate Fighter, if you see. We we all thought that Kimbo was going to win. I remember watching that and thinking, like, oh, this is the guy. Now, now is his moment. We were going to see it. And that kid comes out just knocks him the fuck out. And everybody was just like, huh. I think the people who fight on TV are better than the people who fight on the internet. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely. Like, the TV that... fighters destroy the YouTube fighters. Because you could see, like, I remember that fight. It was like immediately Kimbo just like basically bull rushed the guy and the other guy not being a bouncer for a local strip club <laughs> sidestepped him like grabbed him and then just beat the side of his head and then like the ref came over and was like stop okay okay he's out and the guy's face for a second was like because it was only like seven seconds into the fight he's just <laughs> like just lifted his arms up <laughs> so surprised like yeah I did it wow like, 15 minutes ago, I didn't know I was fighting, and I just won. <laughs> was, yeah. He had that really awful, awful, like, pink or green hair, which you just know Kimbo is looking up in a daze at that hair, like, this is how my career ends. <laughs> <laughs> up by some guy who's got Pantene Pro-V and a bunch of color in his hair. Kimbo did a uh, bunch of steroids and died early. It is more, more than likely, he was probably better off never going into MMA. It would have been great to mm. to pretty much enhance his fighting technique if that's what he really wanted. He probably could have just stayed in the gym for that, but never had taken it public on TV for it to be seen. Just stick to whipping ass on YouTube. You were getting money. You were doing what you had to do. Yeah, be the big fish in that small yeah. pond. Yeah. That, yeah, and then he could have got on TV and movies and stuff, and it would have been fine. Right. Do, yeah. do, do it a little bit differently, but don't. Don't go out there with the with the big boys that really do this for a living, for real, for real, and think you're going to be a champion. It don't work that way. Exactly. Yeah. If I'm Kimbo, I'm fighting people who don't fight back. That's the key. <laughs> yeah, the key is to, if you can organize... Hey, 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 Woody, did you just call him Floyd Mayweather? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, let me, uh, let me do the second advertisement. Alrighty. Advertisement. Tell everyone a little bit about Casper Mattresses. Casper Mattresses are obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. And now you can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash PKA and using code PKA. Listen, you spend about one-third of your life uh, sleeping, so let's make sure you're doing it on a good mattress. Casper brings together two comfy technologies for better nights, brighter days. Uh, they use latex foam and memory foam, so they've got just the right sink, just the right bounce, no matter how you sleep. They've got a risk-free trial and return policy. They'll deliver it straight to your door, and you can try it for 100 days. If you're not happy, they'll pick it right back up for free. At the store, maybe you'll get a minute to try out a mattress, but with uh, Casper, you'll get to actually sleep on the thing. It's $500 for a twin mattress, $950 for a king-sized mattress. Comparing that to industry averages, that's an outstanding price point. So get $50 off of any mattress purchase by going to casper.com PKA and using code PKA. I've still got mine, of course, and uh, I, I really love that bed. It's so wonderful. 
they look and when you open it out of the box, it expands really slowly, like space age foam, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it, it, I think um, everybody was like, oh, it'll have to inflate for a long time, but it you know inflates in like a minute, two minutes, or something like that, and it goes from this really small box that. I don't know, it's yeah. about twice the size of my uh, computer tower to, like, a king-sized bed. Yeah, ours, just, You don't have to inflate it. It just, it's no. in a, it's foam, and it comes in great. It's like if, it you took, if you took a knife and you cut that wetsuit off a punky Brewster, the way that her tits would grow <laughs> out of it, almost like one of those, like, dinosaurs you put in the water that's really small and a pill, and it grows. Yeah. At, at our house, lately, it's like everyone's waiting for the mattress to arrive, right? We need the mattress. We have guests coming. Is it, you know, there's timing involved, et cetera. And it's like, oh, is the mattress? Honey, the mattress came in. And you look at it, and it's a curiously small box, like something a computer monitor might come in. Like, like how can this be? And uh, you, you take it out of the box. It's in, like, a plastic thing. And then you open that on the bed because you don't want to carry it later. And it's a show. We all get around. You know, like the whole family and Dr. Chiz are like, let's watch the mattress do its thing. <laughs> you know, and, and you open it up, careful not to like cut the mattress itself, just the plastic. And, you know, sure enough, you're like, wow. Yeah, like I had my doubts that such a small thing could be such a big thing. But much like my manhood, it gets the job done. <laughs> it, so is it just just ridiculously heavy? When you get it, pick up that box. It's yeah, quite heavy. It's a two-person um, I, job. I, I slid my box through the home. Like like I got the box like up the steps and into the house, and and I just like put my weight on it, like I was doing a push on the edge of the box, and just ran, <laughs> like sliding it through the whole house. You and, like, move your packages like a child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a child. I can picture your, your your feet slipping in your socks on the hardwood floor. <laughs> Yeah, no, my flip flops. I mean, my flippy floppies. I'm just fucking running, like, like, my, and when I go around the corner, like, my butt slings all the way around because I'm in such a hurry. And yeah, that's exactly. I remember it well. That's exactly how I moved that box. <laughs> I, right. uh, I like that bed a lot. That's the best bed I've ever had. Um, it's such a, it's a thousand dollars, right? Like, that's not a huge amount of money, but it's like it, I think king size is like nine hundred. Yeah, Which 900. sounds like a lot if you've never bought a mattress before. But go ahead and look around online at mattress prices, and you'll very soon realize $900 for a king is not expensive. I got a, uh, a headboard off of Amazon for like $250 or something like that. So I really, really like my bed right now. Um, it's the nicest bed I may have ever slept in. Usually when you go to like a nice uh, hotel or something like that, the bed's not even that great. I'm kind yeah. of uh, mattresses. And shit hotels have even worse beds. And not like shit like Motel 8, like even like a Holiday Inn or some of the Marriott's I've stayed in. Not not great. Hard. Unforgiving. Um, the, 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 those mattresses are, are always really stiff. Um, I, I, you don't think about it, but man, it's really gross to be sleeping on that mattress in hotels and stuff. And I've slept on so, in so many hotel beds, there's just no use even thinking about it, but it is a little gross. There's so much like, not, I guess they vacuum up most of like the hair that would fall out of people's heads and arms and balls or whatever but all that skin that's like sloughing off naturally like apparently mattresses can weigh like an extra 50 pounds <laughs> if they've been used at hotels a lot because skin accumulates that's now, a I did lot make of that dried up. semen I made that fact up but it could be real it could. no doubt now one thing you can do with the Casper mattresses you can cut a small slit about 2.7 inches long <laughs> <laughs> Are you having sex with the slit? Is that where we're headed? 
<laughs> of course not, Woody. <laughs> oh, oh. Crazy, man. Dude, Woody, we wouldn't tell people to fuck their Casper mattress. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't tell people to fuck any of our sponsors. Great product. <laughs> Except, well, I mean, so, yeah. <laughs> would you just open the hole in me undies and, and get at your Casper mattress and have a party? Yeah. <laughs> we would never it, it, suggest could, that. You know, I, I don't know which would be better. You cut the slit right in the middle and just humped straight onto the mattress. Or, or now think about this. If your bed is at the appropriate height, what you can do is, is like, if this is the side of the bed, you cut the slit there, and then you can insert, and to it, you can adjust the tightness of the bed by applying pressure from above. Also, you know, so if you're laying on top of the bed and fucking it like that, yeah. If someone walks in, you have no chance of covering your ass. If you're no, if no, you, you cut the slit like you're, you're like you're like planking, like you're doing ab exercises. <laughs> One, two. It's not an you exercise. Keep going. You're just you're like, wiggling uh, around. Uh, I'm working out. Could you give me a minute? And they're like, Oh, I don't mind. Keep go ahead, finish. <laughs> 27, 28, 29, uh, 30. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the workout. You don't actually, finish Jesus. <laughs> well, then you're not using your magic. A happy beginning and a happy end. Casper match. Hey, fellas, what I'm gonna do right now? I'm gonna put the three of you stranded on an island. You could bring three things with you. What would it be? I love your questions and themes <laughs> that you bring every time. It's great. I'm bringing damn. Um, all three of us have to be on an island together. Oh, we're and all we together. All get three all right. A boat, a GPS, and some food. <laughs> I mean, that's the rational answer, Woody. <laughs> okay. A mermaid, uh, uh, fruit roll-ups. No. And, well, uh, I, bring a, I bring a Casper mattress because I'm going to get horny on that island. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna need to it's just the that. three of us, Taylor. <laughs> I, they float, too. They it might float. They yeah. probably yeah. don't. I, I, it probably would get very waterlogged and heavy. Um, <laughs> hey, we're not. What is like? Hey, don't promise the people their mattresses will float. They're gonna be. <laughs> mad <if> they don't. <laughs> uh, so do we? We all we get three things between us, or three each? No, it's gonna be three things between you. Between oh. you. Okay. Mm. So what See, do we unless got? You take, unless you take the island by yourself, then it'll be the three things you bring. But the three of you on there, basically one. Each of you get one item. All right, we each get one item. I need to think because I need to pick something practical because Kyle's item is going to be something only for him. <laughs> and Woody's oh, item. Selfish bastard. Right? I was already picturing what kind. What, what, what were you going to say? Go ahead. We need fire. We got to have fire, right? But I know Woody's going to pick fire. So, well, I guess that kind of ruins this game if I say that. So I guess I, guess I would pick. I want something like a. Honestly, I want like a metal uh, pot. I know that may sound mm. stupid, but I think like a big, hearty metal cook pot would really make life going forward really easy. Even if we have to make fire by rubbing sticks together or some other bullshit for weeks till we make it work, if we could boil water in a big pot like and, and have a big enough pot that we could even like wash ourselves with it some, like I feel like that improves life in so many ways. You can cook, you can purify water, you could bathe yourself, you could, you know... I, I want a big cook pot. A big cook pot. That's good. Okay. That's actually a really good one. I would go for, I was going to say a hatchet, but I guess there's no size limit. So, like, just a good big axe we could use. I was going to go for other, yeah. a rifle with a lot of ammo. Right. Not only can it protect us, not only can it get us food, but I feel like you break apart the ammo and you can start a fire. 
All right. Because well, I feel good. like I could get gunpowder to catch fire. You know, it, it's... heck, Taylor's glass is in some gunfighter, and we got a fire. Oh man, we don't need gunpowder with these lenses. This, this <laughs> focuses in. The, he, I burn myself sometimes if I stay out of the sun too long because I'll just look at the wrong angle and I'll just. Is that true? Am, or am I no, normal? No, it's not yeah, true. I'm just joking about kind. my eyes being so so terrible. That's not a joke. My eyes are so so terrible. But yeah, you you would need that gunpowder to start a fire. Yeah, if I were you, I'd bring an extra pair of fucking glasses because it's going to be a long time on that island. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're right. I'm going to need you to be able to see so that we can overpower Woody and take his weapon. Having to go into any survival situation as someone with bad eyes <laughs> is like, I can fantasize about whatever I want, but as soon as the fucking Costco optometrist shuts down, the beginning of the end starts for this guy. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because my eyes, eventually these glasses are going to break, and my eyes at this point in time, I just have to hope the apocalypse starts after my eyes stop getting worse. So it, as long as the apocalypse is post-LASIK, I'll be fine. Have so you thought about LASIK? I yeah, I've, I thought about it. I think I've talked about it. I, I went to my eye doctor like eight months ago or so when I was getting these glasses because I'd only worn contacts for years at that point because I didn't have glasses that I wanted to wear or that let me see well. And I was asking him like, hey, I'm 25 now. You think LASIK in my future? You know, that's kind of the age they say you can get LASIK because your eyes stop getting way worse. And he's like, yeah. Maybe not for you. Looks like your corneas are very, very thin. I don't know if we'd want to risk a surgery there. I wouldn't want to mess it up. And it's like, oh, okay, well, this has kind of just been what I've been banking on my entire life. <laughs> and and for you to just flippantly say, no sight for you. You don't get to see. We're not taking a risk on your eyes. Like, I, I didn't like that. So I'll have to go to someone else and, mm. and see if they'll do it. But I don't want to do it probably for another four years or so. You're right. You need to find an optometrist with a little gamble in him. I like your style here. Mm. You want to find an optometrist who's like, fuck it. Let's see what'll happen. A Mexican optometrist is what I need. Someone who's really going to go in. Well, maybe, maybe not in Mexico. I don't think they have any regulations on LASIK surgery in Mexico. But definitely, a, maybe I do one eye. Please do not move. Yeah. <laughs> He's a very powerful laser. <laughs> I've told this story before. It, so my friend in New York City went to apparently like a, a highly respected, high class, like super LASIK guy. And um, he did a great job and ended up well. But he paid $8,000 for his LASIK surgery. And they scored it. They scheduled it on the eighth hour. So like every seven and a half minutes they had another customer come in. So they, they had like several rooms going on and uh, you know, his appointment was at whatever, like 5.07 and a half. And they, uh, they, they like prepped him, the nurses got everything. He just kind of came there, checked over the settings, hit the LASIK surgery button or whatever the hell he does, and then he moved on. Every seven and a half minutes, he earned another $8,000. Wow. And that was in the 90s. That's awesome. Yeah. I would not have gotten LASIK surgery in the 90s. Optometry. Yeah. He's happy. Optometry. He said it felt I'm like his eating. eyes were sandy, like like there was sort of sand or grit under there for, yeah. I don't know, a day and a half, two days. And then he was just, and oh, and his vision wasn't better. Uh, and then like after that time expired, he was like, oh, this, like it was better. They fixed his eyes. My mother, my mother got LASIK twice and it just didn't take, I guess. Uh, no improvement. Um, so don't go to yeah. Georgia. Don't, don't go, go to, to Georgia. Georgia. Have you ever seen uh, a video of the surgery of LASIK? I've seen clips 
like you know i see the eyes like all crazy open like a clockwork orange and then some sort of machine pulling down on them that reminds me of that light they get get at, get at you with the in uh, the dentist's office but i haven't watched like a full on video of the whole procedure so fellas you're talking about eyes it's kind of crazy right they say when you actually lose one of your senses another sense actually becomes enhanced so if you were to lose one of your senses right now which sense would you want to be enhanced and why? Which would we want? I was like, well, I know I'm going to lose my sense of smell, smell and become like a premature ejaculator or something. I'm going to be double fucked. All <laughs> 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 oh, great. <laughs> so, what, what, first of all, what sense do we want to get rid of? Because clearly we don't want to get rid of like the big one, like sight. You lose touch, it's all over. You're burning yourself, cutting, cutting yourself, mm-hmm. bleeding out, and you don't even know it. I could do it without uh, so, taste. I might just get hotter. No, I would rather die than live with that taste. Taste is <laughs> as important as sex. They are equal. I lose my sense of taste, it's bullet to the head. I lose my dick, bullet to the head. Would 18-year-old no Kyle have agreed going. with this? I feel like this is 30-year-old Kyle talking. <laughs> no, food is enormously important. I get so much comfort and joy and pleasure from food. I like cooking food. I like deli- I, I, I like, like I, I'm not some pretentious foodie or anything. But I like really nice food, and I can. I, I think I've got a fairly refined palate, despite my Taco Bell jokes. I, I really like nice food. Uh, if I lost that, I, I just wouldn't want to keep going forward. Um, so I want to lose my sense of smell. Uh, it sucks to lose any sense, but mm-hmm. I want sense of smell. And I would love it if my sense of sight improved to the point okay. where I'm sort of like uh, a superhumanly talented marksman. Because I know when I like, like it, when I use a high-powered scope, I, 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 I'm, I'm more accurate. So I'm thinking, like, if I look through a 12-power scope with 20-5 vision, is it, am, am I really going to be zoomed in there and really going to be able to see more detail, really going to be better? I, I, I like the idea of my sight improving to the point where I'm like a human telescope or something. All right, I like That's that. That's a good one. Taylor, what's going on? I think, I think we're all going to be on the same page of losing smell. Mm-hmm. Because that just seems like at the very you don't watch worst, anymore, boys. Yeah, you don't you don't smell things that are bad for you at the mall or wherever, so you're not going to be as tempted to go eat bad food. So that's good. And the one I want to improve. Oh man, it's hard. Probably, I mean, being able to hear really well. First thought, very good, right? But you can't turn off your hearing the way you can turn off your eyes. And so I'm agreeing with Kyle because for a while I was thinking ears, but I'm I'm just imagining laying in bed and like hearing my partner's like heartbeat next to me and just being like, oh, this is fucking awful. And then anytime someone like drops or like like cuts their chicken incorrectly on a plate and you hear like, like realize that that your wife or girlfriend isn't actually going to like look in the mirror. She's been farting in the bathroom for (laughs) your entire existence. You're like, Jesus Christ! You like hear these long disgusting wet farts every time your significant other like steps away for some oh, oh i'm gonna go get uh get, get the nail clippers i'll be right back and you, you hear doom 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 <laughs> as she leaves the room and then just <laughs> and then her going oh god that's terrible and the whole time you're sitting there like just just believe just listening to the lie just pretending like you believe and just just being disgusted yeah. So, That's why eyes are the correct answer because you you don't have to get good seats at the theater anymore yeah. or at concerts. It's uh, also why you at hunting. Want to improve your sense of smell. 
One thing I'm always thinking about whenever a character has super smell is, doesn't everyone stink to this guy now? Isn't he walking around in a cloud of just wretched, vomitous stink? Because, yeah. like, I don't know, like, 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 if you're walking outside and you're hot and sweaty, your ass crack is going to smell terrible. It's like B.O. and shit if you've been working all day and, like, sweating. Like, but if you've got, like, super smell, then every human being around you is just exuding B.O. and shit. Like, like, that would be a horrible world. Yeah, everything would smell horrific. Like, this is a good example. I was in college my freshman year, and my buddy who was in the same dorm as me was fucking his girlfriend. So me and his roommate, we were all friends. We were hanging out in my dorm at the time. And I, we went back over there after they were done just to hang out and play some whatever video game it was at the time. And I walked in. I sat down and, like, was like, mm, God, it smells <laughs> bad in here. Like, God, Jesus. And, like, we played for, like, half an hour until eventually I was like, Zach, dude, like, it smells like cum in here. Did you guys clean up after you fucked? And she's like, he's like, well, no, she just gave me head. And I'm like, okay, well, where did she spit your cum? He's like, in the garbage can. And I'm like, okay, so that's why it smells like cum in this entire hallway now is because you just spit your load in the garbage can. Like, that is, that's something that is unavoidable. He's got too much asparagus in his diet or something. Yes. He's stinking up the hallway. Any, like, you wouldn't just be smelling farts and cum near you. You'd be smelling farts and cum and all over the place. You, you'd very quickly realize that cum is a lot more places than you think. Just watch any mystery show. It's all I, it's over everywhere. Yeah, I lots would like of criminals a, jack off before they make away. I want so an alternate I, unit universe comic book where Superman has had enough of listening to the farts and smelling <laughs> smelling the queefs, and he just he just flies up to like four thousand feet and just goes and just roasts all of humanity so he doesn't have to smell it anymore. So I think I want to get rid of taste. I know it's it is a pleasure coming from it, but I feel like it would make me thinner and hotter. So you know what? Let's do that. It's like a diet. It's like an appetite suppressant. We'll get rid of taste. The thing would. I would like to improve about myself is not one of the five senses. If I could, I'd like to be able to tolerate heat more. I feel like s- 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 months of my year are kind of fucked by the fact that it was 99 all summer long. Even September was like 94 every goddamn day uh, until lately. So. If I liked it when it was 98 outside, that would be a huge upgrade to my life. But given that that's not one of the senses, I guess I'll take sight. Taste Mm. is something that I think that that would make you do other things that were worse for you in order to replace that uh, kind of pleasure drip in your brain that you would no longer be getting. Because... Like, you're not a big drinker. You're not, like, clearly I think your pleasures are probably food and then adventurous things like paramotoring. You just, you get a lot of pleasure from stuff like that. So if you took out taste, suddenly, well, Woody, I'm, I'm not a drinker. I'm not a drug user. I'm not this, that. You'd have to go into well, crazier and crazier adrenaline stuff you torture trying the to get that, that dopamine <laughs> drip going It's again. animal torture. That's what you go to at that point. It's the only way to get your fix. You'd have to torture small animals. That's what a lot of serial killers do. You don't do. want that. That's why yeah, Andrew's got true. that fucked up ear. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what you did to that poor dog. I, I want to like get some kind of a dog whisperer and like tell us the truth. What did he do? Dude, you mentioned paramotors. It's not a paramotor story, but on Saturday, we're going to a new airport. And um, it's a big deal for me. This airport is centrally located amongst all my para friends. So we're really banking on the notion that this will make it easy for us all to get together and fly. It's been years since I've walked into a situation like really trying to get people's approval. 
and and that's it. Like we're they're having some sort of like annual meeting. Like the board of directors for the airport will be there. It's a private little grass strip airport, but there's hangers and there's like a a cookout type barbecue thing going on, and uh, I don't know. I just have to somehow impress them to allow this like because they don't have any other paramotors flying out of there they're all airplanes and it's weird i'm like man like i've been either the customer or the boss mostly for a couple years now you know it's been a while since i have to walk in and like oh i hope they like me so explain this to me is is there a, a chance that you go in there and like they see you fly and they're like oh that seems really dangerous we don't want that here I think it's more like a, this is a private club, right? The the airport is owned by a club. And part of it is what I fly that makes it a little weird. And part of it is, like, they don't know me. So, like, I, I guess I have to walk in and be so charming that they like me. And uh, I'm like, man, I wonder if I'm any good at that. I guess I'll we'll find out. Well, good luck to you. I yeah. hope that all works out. Um is it all of you going, or is it just you, or like me and and Brad, who you may have seen in a video here and there? He's, yeah, yeah. He flies helicopters for the army. If people don't know, and uh, I'm kind of counting on it. Like I'm hoping that it lays out like this. Like, hey, is it okay if Brad and I come, or do you hate America? <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's what I'm hoping it plays out as. Well, oh, I see. He was good enough to fly his chopper for Uncle Sam and mm-hmm. and burn all those Iraqis for your freedom, but all of a sudden now he he's not good enough to land at your precious. Tr- okay, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That that's how we're hoping it goes down, and it's cool having them because like I don't know, they were just talking airplane shit, like I. I some of it I know because I've taken an interest and in watched YouTube videos and whatnot. And, but some of it I didn't. And he just, I don't know, he went into like pilot mode or something. They're asking him questions and everything. Like he's answering with things like Roger, you know. And uh, he was just, it was like he was on uh, an air nav radio or something talking about stuff. They're talking about flight patterns. And if you want to talk to me about flight patterns, I'd be like, I, I, I tend to land into the wind probably over there. Right, but they're talking about left circles, right circles. He's like, I think we'll just do ah. like, a, a helicopter aircraft, a helicopter pattern. I don't even know That's what a because helicopter. They fly aircraft, yes. and you have a chair with a big fan on it <laughs> and a kite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Six to one. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I don't know. It, it's on my mind. I've been thinking about it for a couple days now, and like, I, I have to go in there and make a good impression and get them to like me enough to fly my. Like lawn chair kite thing uh, out of their airport. Let's hope it works out. Well, so, good luck. Wait, Dave, when is that? We, we didn't get your uh, your your sense choices. My so sense, yes, that. sense yeah. killing and revive. So as far as the the sense that I do not mind losing, it would actually be sound. Hearing, I can just let go because I don't always listen to people to begin with now mm-hmm. as is. So if I don't hear individuals, it wouldn't even bother me. You know what I'm saying? I'll just pick up sign language, and if you understand sign language, great for you. And as far as reviewing foods, I believe I would love to enhance the taste. So I want to be able to break ingredients down within the food that I actually review. I enjoy reviewing food. I can talk about food all day long. But if I could actually break down the ingredients that you put into the ribeye to bring about those flavors, and I mean the individual ingredients, I could taste them. I would love to love to be able to do that. So. Can, I can imagine how that would go. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 
They've um, instead of molasses, this is riboflavin and red dye number nine. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's kind of working for me. This is enhance the review, man. It would just kind of take it to the next level. So you'd be the best like wine guy of all time because you'd actually be able to take a drink and be like, ah, are these are these northern green grapes from from California? And and there's slight smattering of of southern California grapes. Like my God. You know, I, see, I, I, I know so little about wine. I can't even make up words that you would say <laughs> if you knew a lot about it. Ah, oak. Aha. Like <laughs> whatever you Dude, say. The whole wine reviewing thing. Like, like there's some people who are like super experts, sommelier, etc. And then there are other experts who say that that first group is full of shit. That they can't taste the things they're saying they taste. That, like, they don't have. They're not super tasters. It. It's weird to me that the whole thing exists in some sort of limbo slash controversy that we don't even know if this is real. It's it's not real. Wine is bullshit. They cannot tell the difference. But the, the, they've done that thing where they like put the $10 bullshit wine in front of the world wine experts and they can't fucking tell the difference. It's red or it's white and that's about it. There's good, there is wine that tastes good, but its price has virtually nothing to fucking do with it. It's it just not. It's a big conspiracy. It's bullshit. It's people selling you rotten grapes for incredibly exorbitant amounts of money. You go to restaurants where they have like 300% markup and you're buying like a $600 bottle of wine. You're getting fucked in the ass and you're swallowing oh, it and yeah. you're paying $600 for it. Stupid. Like, I, wow. I've never had a wine. Dude, there was a lot of anger. I want to be like, no, this I, wine. Because <laughs> I paid for some expensive wine. Look, I don't mind buying an expensive steak. I will buy an $100 steak. If it's if it's some sort of special fancy Kobe beef, if they I don't mind massaged, this steak. <laughs> it, no, it's good because there's a difference. We're talking about how the fat is marbleized within the meat. We're talking about how it's prepared. I We're talking about that $25,000 like oven they use to cook it and, and char grill it back there. The same and thing the, they say about wine where they're like, oh, uh, handpicked gently by the hands of Cambodians in, in southern uh, wherever the hell and then uh, gently packaged and shipped here. And not, that's never shit, though. The things I'm talking about, I mean, expect them taste the texture and the and and the look and all that stuff but the wine thing is just bullshit it's rotten grapes it's not good it's yeah let me take i don't mean that it's not good what i mean is there's there's no top tier of wine that's worth more than a hundred dollars a bottle there's just not i don't believe that yeah i I don't think there is either i just don't i've never had a wine that i liked as much as like a beer that i kind of like like a middling middle of the road beer beats out like really high quality wine every time probably because i don't have a taste for wine but i don't know it's it can't all be a scam right uh, i got it i know now i've got a great idea all right so here's what we do i'm gonna go out this week i'm gonna buy some wines uh i'm gonna buy some wines that i think i will enjoy and i'll do a bit of taste we'll do a bit of taste testing perhaps and we'll break out our breathalyzers and uh And we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I, I, I don't think that I can tell the difference between uh, between wines. I think I'll make like a, a taste test with maybe like uh, the cheapest shit I can find and something pretty fancy. Maybe You'll get like an eighty. You'll have to have Kitty like label them in like a blind test. Put it on the bottom of the Dixie cup. Write some one magic marker letter on the bottom of the Dixie cup. Mix them up. I can't see the bottom until I want to. That's a good idea. I wonder how you would do if you ranked them. Most expensive to least expensive. Do you think that it would be totally up in the air? Or do you think you'd be able to tell? 100% up in the air, and 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 maybe there's some aberration where like, oh look, got them all. He's a wine genius, and I'm, I'm gonna call bullshit again. Or there may be a situation where I can't get any of them, 
um, because I don't think anyone can. And yes, that Trump shirt is hilarious. I saw it earlier today. And not only is it funny, but the guy who's styling the hair for that gif Has does talent. it so well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a funny shirt. Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> Just someone combing Trump's hair on a shirt. <laughs> I, if this this shirt's probably really expensive because it's so topical right now, but this is a this is gonna be a solid thrift shop find in about five years. <laughs> all the hair is gonna be all matted, and like, <laughs> all oh matted, God. and like dogs chewing feet on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> not gonna make it through one or two trips to the dryer. I guarantee it. That, that's a that's not that's not gonna be a long term term shirt there. That's so funny though. Oh man, something about like have you guys watched the most recent South Park? Or I guess yes. James watched I South did. Park. Yeah, yeah, I think we've all seen it. Except maybe Dan. Except maybe. Yeah, Dan. I probably missed that episode. <laughs> South Park. Do you do you watch South Park at all? I know I haven't watched it in, in a while actually. No, they they were really good this week again. They're hey. they're being really funny this season. Like, yeah, with the it, whole political thing. I didn't know if they were going to get, like, preachy about it or whatnot, but they seem to just be having a lot of fun shitting on everything. Yeah, yeah, I, I've enjoyed it this season so far. Um, I might have liked last season a little bit better, um, but but I'm enjoying it. I, I, I want to see where this is headed. I want to see where the whole storyline with Cartman is headed, because right now I'm just kind of not – I don't think it's that great. But uh, I like member berries, and I like uh, that um, – you know, Kyle's dad is Skank Hunt, and he's out there trolling women until they kill themselves. And uh, and I think that's all funny. Uh, it, it's it's a well-made show, and I, and I like how topical it can be because they make it in one week. Clearly, you know, they, they watch the debates and then incorporated a little bit of that into the TV show that was going out Wednesday night, I, which is... I was actually looking for some sort of hint that the debate section happened after the debates, and I, I saw none. Like there were, I'm on... Yeah, I guess... I'm on Woody's side with that because I saw the debate came up and I was like, man, it's only like five minutes into this episode. There's no way they waited until Monday to write the rest of this. And you could like you could tell they didn't really watch the debate before because it was just kind of what someone would predict the debate would be. Now, I'll agree. Like, it didn't have any like direct call outs to it. I, I'll definitely agree with you there. There weren't any. Uh, it, it could have been made before. But I was watching a thing the other day. I was reading an article rather. I don't know what site, but they were doing it on South Park's 20th season. And it was Monday, uh, and the season premiere was coming out on Wednesday, and they seemingly weren't done yet. Because I don't think they're spending their... Like, you might think to yourself, well, wouldn't they be spending this off off time, like, making the show? But I think they're kind of, like, working... One of them lives in... Uh, one of them, like, commutes in from across the country to uh, to work on the show. Yeah, like, uh, one every, of them, I think, like, Trey lives in Colorado. And any time he's not... Because they're both from Colorado. I think maybe one of them is like literally flying in from New York every week for four days to do the show and then back to New York or something oh, crazy like Jesus. that. So when they when they come in to work on the show, like they didn't have the whole episode done and it was Monday. Um, they did like they kind of they they're doing a great job commenting on like like making Trump look like an idiot, but also playing up the fact that like all the characters who just can't help but love Trump because they're just their only rationale is like well at least he's not talking like another politician as he says like ridiculous out there makes no sense things everybody's rationale is well at least he's he's not Hillary and he it doesn't sound like he's prepared this just sounds like that's a dude who walked up there and started talking it like, sounded pro Hillary to me 
Like you've got Trump who's saying, please don't vote for me. I'm not qualified. I don't know what I'm going to do. I've just been lying to you this whole time. Like I never thought I'd get this far. And then all the My opponent is a liar and cannot be trusted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they don't they don't paint Hillary in a positive light. I just if I was looking for bias, I'd find more towards I don't even know what towards means. I'd find more negative t- negativity towards Trump. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know they're parodying Trump, Trump there, but, but technically whatever. speaking, they raped Trump's character to death last season. They mm-hmm. raped him to death. Did they? That's not nice. Yeah, remember he was he won the he became the new Canadian prime minister and Mr. Uh, Mr. Mackey or not Mr. Mackey, what's his name? Um, Mr. That's Garrison. Running, Mr. Garrison uh, got into a barrel, went over Niagara Falls, came out naked in Canada, um, and then he he went and fucked Donald Trump to death. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the callback when he says, fuck him all to death. Yeah. Fuck him all to death. That's what he does. That's how he handles, yeah. He, he <laughs> yeah it's, it's been, it definitely was more harsh on Trump, but I don't think that's because they had some agenda as much as they're writing a comedy show and it's easier to make fun of Trump than it is to make fun of Hillary because he has way more personality, you know? Like, you can only make the same few jokes about Hillary over and over until you get to, like, okay, what are we talking about now? Like, he, this is just a politician, you know? Kind of. Anyway, that's it. Right. <laughs> the, uh, so the vice presidential debates are next week. I'm not going to watch that. Is the I, I next... couldn't care any less about that. I no, really is the next because um, Trump's VP is from Crazy Town, and he's like a religious nutbag, like who want, who who doesn't believe in separation between church and state, and like he's constantly. That's not, it, it's yeah. not that he doesn't believe in the separation between church and state. That's Other states will have like issues of gay marriage, and he'll try to get like his attorney generals to help them out and insert himself into it. Like he's a real religious fuckhead, and I want to see how that plays out in the debates. He's a Catholic, right? I don't even know. He's Uh, a fuckhead. Well, he's uh, he's Virginia, right? Virginia governor. Is is Virginia? I have Indiana in my head, or one of those states. Oh, Indiana. You're right. You're right. Um, Yeah, yeah, he's um. I I don't know I, I I just my wife had been telling me he was terrible and I sort of took it with a grain of salt because she's um, really anti-Trump I don't know if she's pro-Hillary but she's anti-Trump so I was like yeah you know that is what you would say and then I looked into it myself and I was like oh yeah there's nothing to love about this guy he's uh he's bad yeah I think Trump just picked the guy who might like, the say most yes. traditional <laughs> religious conservative ever to try and appeal to those people because. I mean, a huge reason why so many Republicans don't like Donald Trump is because he comes off as an ass, and he also isn't that conservative. It might like really he, help him, though. Like, as I'm thinking about it, like, that could be a really effective strategy. This debate, regardless of how it plays off, like, there might be a lot of Trump supporters who aren't enthusiastic about him, who will be when they, you know, start associating him with religious fuckery. Yeah. I do think there are more people excited about Trump like more excited to vote for Trump than there are people excited to vote for Hillary. I think that might be true too. And no one's excited about Hillary. That has to Hillary. be true. Yeah. That's because like, what's the reason to get excited for Hillary other than First. because vagina? Because she's got a little bit of back burger that Bill hasn't <laughs> seen in 30 years. <laughs> I bet she's got more than 2.7 inches of back burger. Oh, man. Yeah, that's what that the, those mysterious so bulges so are out of her jeans. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I, I was noticing when she was getting out of her limo and like entering the debate hall or whatever, um, the cut of her uh, her suit or whatever, it, it, everything was custom. It, it looked it looked to me to to kind of fit her form as best possible because you know clothes don't 
clothes aren't normally tailored exactly for our bodies, so they like bunch up in places and they mm-hmm. they might accentuate a fat area or something. But hers just kind of comes straight from the top and down like a bell. So there's no there's no like curves or anything. I was talking to my she wife about a- it, and um, she's like, you know, Trump has a huge advantage there with the guy girl thing. He's like, guys look good in a suit. All guys look good in a suit. You could take a guy that's 250 pounds overweight and you put him in a good fitting suit. And he will look his best in it. You know, you can see he's a big guy, but you know, even Chris Christie in a proper suit. Fuck that! No, I've seen better. the man in person. That you went too far. All right, you maybe went I went too, too far. far. <laughs> a, bri- a New Jersey bridge too far, I might say. <laughs> um, that man, uh, you see him in person. He's got a big old fupa. He's got a big old belly that that goes down, and you're like, where is his junk at? Like, where is it? Did it go like go back up inside of him or something? And if you ever see him in shorts. You want to see some fucked up shit, you Google Chris Christie in shorts, and you'll see that man tucks his polo into some khaki shorts and snaps a belt on, and he looks like an Oompa Loompa character. It's You awful. put him behind a podium, here's a shot of him. In a suit. You know, That's what's so funny he's about He's a fat this, guy, like, but he's okay. Yeah, you but, put a few yards of timber in front of him, sure. But, but okay, his body. now, you go over to women, and they don't have like a parallel equivalent outfit that like universally makes women look it, like the best version of them. So, I'll take the opposite thing of it's actually exactly the opposite of what Jackie says. It's totally fine to critique, insult, make fun of how a man looks. Too fat, Chris Christie. Has anyone in the media ever said, hey, ease up on Chris Christie. He clearly has a problem with food. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton could go up there in a burlap sack, and if you say, hey, she looks pretty terrible, CNN would be like, oh, different standards for different people, huh? Oh, you can't. Now we're holding women accountable for how they look. Ridiculous. So it's exactly the opposite of that. She could have gone up there wearing anything, and any critique of the way she looked would be taken as sexist. Meanwhile, Donald Trump, if his tie got smushed up, there'd be a thousand pictures of him like, look at Sloppy Don. I hear you, but I actually do think Jackie's honest. I think suits make guys look good. And if you're not a good-looking girl, like if you're if you've got Hillary Clinton's physique, there's not much you can do to salvage it. She came out dressed like a giant power tie for that. Ah, all those damn male <laughs> fashion designers making women wear those. Like, come on, like who's she gonna wear a suit? Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously yeah, women are be, at fault oh, for strong. this silliness. I'd like to see that if she came out wearing a fucking power suit, like like her and Bill, like wearing the exact same red tie and everything, same cut. I would like- I don't yeah, blame any like woman for their crazy like, clothes, um, but I do blame women for their crazy clothes because, like, they did this to themselves. They they dress crazy all the time, and uh, yeah. If you didn't, if you could erase the memory of Hillary Clinton's face from your mind, and you just saw like an image of how she dresses, like she looks like a high-ranking official from Pyongyang, North Korea, just the, that weird. Kim Jong Un style, like a couple of big buttons and then just laps. <laughs> you know, Kim Jong Un does it because line the, the fingers of his, of his sewers aren't dexterous enough because they haven't had any food to make good looking clothes. Hillary does it just because I think she's late. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's because she's late. That's the problem with Hillary. She just has no drive. <laughs> you see, yeah, that, that's one critique of Hillary that could never hold water. Like, she totally has drive. You could make the argument that, you know, the way she, she drove there was pretty fucked up, but she clearly has that drive. Yeah. To yeah. Yeah, get into politics. Uh, anyway. I hate politicians. I, I, I saw Kiefer Sutherland so has a new show where he, I think he's called the, de- I think the show is called The Designated Survivor. And the idea 
I don't even know if this is true, but you know, when they have like a State of the Union address or whatever, and the president's there in front of Congress, and pretty much our entire government is in that one little room, um, there's a guy somewhere in the government that they don't let go. He's the designated survivor in case the whole fucking building blows up during the State of the Union. And so Kiefer's sitting there, like, watching the thing on TV, and the broadcast goes black. And he looks out the window, and there's a fireball coming from the fucking Capitol building or wherever the fuck. And so they come, they rush in the room, and they're like, you're the president now. Everybody's dead. All of Congress is dead. Like, like the, uh, the president, the VP. You know, you, we've seen who sits there during these things. Everybody's dead, and it's just Kiefer Sutherland and left. who was he before? Uh, I guess some, you know, a, a congressman or White something. White House that, janitor, yeah. Well, no, it's good because he's in the line of secession um, or, or whatever they call it. But but the idea is that there's a, a designated survivor every time they have one of these things. So maybe next time it's a senator from Vermont, he get he draws the right, shit. Right, so they take, but, like, the secretary of agriculture, put him in some room where everyone else dies, at least we got a guy. Yeah, um, and so he's like already? Jill Stein in that room. I don't know if it's come out yet, but it's it's a TV show. Uh, it's a series, and it was about to come out, or it had come out. I, I'm not sure which. So but I've been seeing pre- series. It'll just be a couple weeks and finish. It's not like eight years. Um, it's a. It's not a mini series oh, um, that, okay. that that I know. Um, I think it's a repeating TV show. Like I don't know how many seasons 24. they'll do. Okay. Yeah. With that, man, you know, shout out to Kiefer Sutherland's PR team because. He has had a long-standing career when, like, Nicolas Cage already died. I can't even throw him on a show to get it to last past the season. And Keith, he, he just he just on the run. He's so doing it, man. This whole team. I like it does look like a really cool show. You know what would be good about good. it is if, like, like it. I don't know the show plot, but, like, maybe he's, like, a, an agent for, for Russia, you know? And then they're all killed. And so the Russians are like... Now you have total control of America, or like whatever they say. And then he goes, but he, he develops you know, a conscience, and he has to fight for the American people. So then he fights back against Russia. Or, uh, the, the Maybe more we talk shouldn't about, do that Dude, Luke Cage is tonight. Luke Cage, so we're, we're recording this on a Thursday. <laughs> At midnight, Luke Cage comes out. Luke Cage was a... Uh, so did you watch Alex Jones, that Netflix special, where there was this, like, this hot chick superhero? I think her superpower is being able to beat people up. No, it's being a dumb whore who's who's dumb enough to get herself into trouble and smart enough to get herself back out every episode. Is it the comedy show, but yeah, Luke no, Cage. It's is, a Marvel show. Yeah, oh, it's I like in the Daredevil not, universe, and uh, um, so I seem to be the only person that liked it. What was it named? Alex Jones or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was great. I'm watching it. I'm like, I like this way better than Daredevil, but I'm the only person that thinks oh, that. Oh. Right? Oh God, I made Kyle's soda taste bad. So maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you know what? Godfather Three really was the best. Those first two. What was going on? So does she have like a conspiracy radio show by day and then save people by night? Different Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, okay. She's hot. Right, just... So, but anyway, during the thing, she has a love affair with Luke Cage, and you meet him, and um, his superpower is indestructible skin. And it appears that he's super strong, too. I don't know. I've just heard it described as... I'm not a, a superhero, like, guru. But um, he, he just beats people up, and he takes on the mob, and uh, he has indestructible skin, but I guess, like, his family and friends don't, and that's how they try to get to him. And we'll see. It comes out tonight. You can binge watch it. It should be cool. Are his eyes... Are, like, his orifices invincible? Like, if you, if you get past his skin, 
They're just regular organs, right? We'll learn more as, as time comes. I, I remember this scene where he no, was with Alex No, tell me. Alex I don't Jones. know enough to care. <laughs> I'm not going to go watch Dude, there's a scene. So she's way hot, and she falls in love with Luke Cage, and uh, she wants to have sex with him. Now, they're both superheroes, but they don't know it, like, about each other. And uh, he's like, no, 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 I'll break you. And she's like, try it. And it was just like, oh, there's some hardcore fucking about to go down here. And, like, the beds break in and things are going nuts. And I um, I don't know. It appears that sex is very good if you're both superheroes, it would seem. Yeah, so sex with Superman would be a very terrifying thing. Like, mm. what if he premature, prematurely ejaculates and just blows from your cervix to your brain out? <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like... <laughs> It'd be a nightmare. Or I guess you wouldn't have a nightmare ever again. No, you'd, oh. you'd, be, no. you'd be killed. That'd be the end of that. Yeah, what That's if he just broke your can... pelvis? I was like, ah, you know what? This happens all the time. I get so excited. Like, teenage no, Superman gonna... would just crush women. I just think Teenage would Superman ejaculate... would, be, would have a huge problem with rape. There would huge be a problem. huge problem of, you know, it's teen, Superman's teenage years would have been a menace on the city of there's this man flying around raping people willy-nilly <laughs> you know he's too fast we can't see him he's blinding people prior to raping them so we can get away with it if you can see if you see this flying man please please contact the authorities we have to find a way to stop it our women aren't safe and then eventually he would have to stage his own you know intervention and come down and be like i'm superman i've heard you had a super rapist about and so then he, he goes around and he, he, he captures uh, a foil rapist and then he get, got away with all the rapes. I, I used to That's daydream. That's a good show. <laughs> I used I to daydream in class. And I was like, if I had a superpower of stopping time, right, would I make world peace? Would I get rich and famous? No. I would just pull down women's pants all the time. That's what I wanted to do with stopping time. That's no, what we all I, every, wanted to do Every one of my fantasies time. had to do with robbing a bank. Mm. I'd rob a bank. That would. It's the only thing. I'd be robbing banks all day if I could I'd stop time. Pull I down would the just bank, pants, pants chicks. Yeah, i just... Yeah, I, I imagine spending like lots of time, like click. All right, this is gonna be a while. Like, I want to set up some ridiculous scenario. So when I go click, and everything comes back on, everybody, everybody's all fucked up. They're in weird positions. Everybody's naked. Um, not necessarily sexual positions. They're just not where they were before. Doing the same things. There's everybody's got ice creams in their hand and stuff. They're having a big naked ice cream party at the bank, and all the money's gone, and nobody knows what the fuck happened. I like yeah, it. Yeah, see, that that seems like a lot of fun until. You actually break it down and realize you're gonna have you, you're gonna have to rob that bank and then spend another seven hours on the gag. After that, <laughs> setting I up got controls. plenty of time, Taylor. I've you got do. a time stopping machine. I feel yeah, like okay. the, the problem is you're is leaving tons of evidence behind. Like like you could just walk into the really, but you're like buying two dozen ice creams. Like, don't you think that you're increasing what are they your gonna do? risk? Check the camera. I already had at least. Two boxes of ice cream sandwiches. Check every surveillance camera for the last two weeks in every. Ca like, what are they gonna find my ice cream sandwiches? You're somehow? just leaving yeah, more footprints that. around. More footprints. Footprints in a bank. What is it? Mud floor. Like, <laughs> you know what I would do? That would be fun. Is I would pause time during like live TV broadcasts, go to the studios, and then pour lots of vodka into people's mouths while time was stopped and so then they would they would come back and it'd be like you know i'm wolf blitzer we'll be right back and then it's today we were just talking about the base and the thing i like about like this like this that shit or i i do that to hillary clinton during the debates oh that'd be great dump a bunch of jaeger in her mouth oh, no what you want to do is you want to go down there and like somehow 
put a you know get Bill's like hand on the chick on like the chick next to him's titty or something like that. <laughs> you want you want to make it like as bad as possible. Well, we, no, you we, need the game is that you have to be able to stop time to do this, not just something that happens. Ah, yeah. Well, well, you catch it on camera this time. You don't shame the women into into backing down on TV anymore. Yes. Yes. You like my super predators line the other day? Like that's what Trump should Trump Trump was like fumbling at like the the things he was supposed to be throwing. Like she's like throwing these lightning bolts at him and he's like stumbling over his like bag of rocks he was supposed to be deftly throwing. He's like, Super Predator, what about her? That was a thing she said one time, remember? Instead of being like you know, like I said, like like pointing at Bill. There's the real super predator. Not eight women, not nine women. He's almost like Bill Cosby down there. Not ten women, eleven women came forward. There's Mrs. Flowers right over there. She'll tell you the truth about this super predator. She'll tell you what he did. And this one, you, you defended him. You humiliated her on television. You should apologize to her. Look at her crying. And you look out there, and Jennifer, Flower, Jennifer Flowers is crying. He's That's doing what I want. this in a clumsy way now. He, he's yeah, on this, I mean. aren't I a gentleman for not saying this thing I didn't say? Like, oh, dude, during the debates, I almost said something, but it was too mean. So I decided to hold back and not say anything about Bill Clinton fucking all those other women. I never said yeah. Hillary was frigid. I never said that she was the reason that this marriage was so terrible. And that he would have been an outstanding husband had it not been for Hillary being such a terrible wife. It's the wife's fault in this. Th I never said that because of my class. And his surrogates are going out there. Who? That, that, what's that blonde woman's name? She's amazing at her job. Uh... Oh, you guys are going to know it. She's a surrogate. She just goes out and shows up on TV shows all the time. She's blonde, kind of pretty, oldish. And Coulter? I know who you're talking no. about, but I, no, no, no. It's, it, she actually works for the campaign. I, I don't know her name, yeah. but I know who you're talking about. Oh, okay. I've seen her. Um, she is so... Great at her job. I think it... So I saw a blonde woman who, was, who, who worked for the Trump campaign, and she was sandwiched in between two CBS talking heads, and it was windy, and she was wearing a miniskirt and doing her best to cover her vajayjay with her notes, but... They were hitting her from both sides with, with like... Did she still win? I wouldn't say she won, but mm. it, was, it was shocking that she was even able to hold her own. Because it was mm. like, you know, women hate him, as we all know here. And it's like a woman saying it. She, a woman is saying to another woman, Well, we all know women hate Donald Trump. Um, do you think he's doing enough in that area to pull? And she's like, well, yeah, I think we are doing enough because you look here, here, and there, and then you look at what Hillary's done and look at her past, and I think it's it's perfectly fine for him to point out, clear the record. Let's see what happened here and there. And she, she was just really well spoken. She could handle herself. The yeah. big story, no matter now what they threw at her, is the fat shaming. So um, there was Miss Universe, 1996, if I recall correctly. She won. Uh, I think she was from Venezuela, but I'm not sure about that. And uh, while she was Miss Universe, you know, you're Miss Universe for a year, she gained a lot of weight. And I looked into it. I found the pictures and stuff. And you know what? She did. It's not that you'd single her out and say, like, you know, oh, my God, she's fat. But if she held her neck the wrong way, she kind of double chinned. Mm -hmm. She gained, like, 20 pounds. Taylor, are you trying to jump in? I was saying that, like, you, I'll let you keep going. Then I'll jump yeah. in. Yeah. So on one hand... Her job is to be pretty, right? She's Miss Universe for a year. Like, all, that's what you do. You just go places and be pretty. And uh, on the other hand, Trump, like, fat shamed her. He, like, stood over her and made her exercise. So Trump's stance on this is by fat shaming her, he doesn't use the term, I saved her job. I did a nice thing for her. This is the real world. 
Um, other people are looking at it and saying, oh my God, how could you have given that young woman such a hard time about gaining weight? And uh, regardless of what's right or not, apparently it's playing terribly with millennials. That like, oh yeah, you can be unqualified, you can be this, you can be that, you can say anything, but don't you dare fat shame, you big meanie. And that's, yeah, that's how it's going ridiculous. down. I mean, like, if it was just some fat lady that he knew, and he was like, you fat pig asshole, like, then it'd be like, oh, wow, that's that's a mean thing to do. But if it's if it's your job to not gain weight and to be skinny, and then you do not do that, then someone who's your boss is going to say, hey, you need to lose weight because this is your job. If you're in the NFL and you show up to camp 50 pounds overweight and you, you can't do your job, they don't go, well, we understand that, you know, we didn't win the Super Bowl last year. You must have had a really stressful year and eaten a lot of food and now you can't play, but you're still going to be on the team. Like, no, they're going to be like, okay, you're cut. Your pay is suspended until you get in fucking shape because this is your job. This is, you don't show up for fun. This is what you do. You chose to get into this. You're into it. You want it. Now, maintain your responsibility. The fact that you're a woman means that I hold you to the same standard as a man. I'm not going to placate around and tippy-toe and walk on eggshells and act like you're different. No, if a man was in Mr. Olympia and they did it the same way and that guy got fucking fat two months later, then they would say to him, you're Mr. Olympia. Get back in shape. It's your There's job. There's a problem, though. Like, I feel like... So this is a 19-year-old woman that won this thing. If I'm, I think I've got my facts right. What he should have done is called her privately and said, hey, you know what? Like, the expectation for Miss Universe is that you look a certain way. Like, that it's the job. It's Miss Universe. We need you to, you know, hit this target by this date or, or it won't work out. Instead, he goes to the press and calls her Miss Piggy, right? That's, that's douchebaggery, right? He's publicly fat shaming her and calling her Miss Piggy. That's not the same thing. Did he publicly call her Miss Piggy? Yes. Yeah, I, 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 she, don't, I wasn't going to say that's it. how he know. handled it. Yeah, does he, she look like a pig at no, all? No, like no. Even at her heaviest, you can tell she's really pretty, and at at her peak, of course, when she won, she's like a ten. So, uh, so yeah, not Miss Piggy. Is it Miss Teen Colorado that did the porn? Yes. CNN called her a rapidly. <laughs> yep. C- yep. CNN oh yeah. Nineteen ninety. <laughs> CNN in nineteen ninety seven called her a rapid, rapidly expanding Miss Universe. <laughs> <laughs> She's blowing up. <laughs> it was well, fine for them. The universe does that. <laughs> we do, I don't we know. Just, this we, is just we live funnily in a in a strange society mm-hmm. where over the years there's just so much that, that has changed, and with the introduction of social media and the the presence that's put before on Instagram and Snapchat with a lot of the females that are all fighting to look a certain way and that are going through so much surgery to look a particular way, that now the mentality is you either have to have that slim goody frame or you have to have the, the large breasts and the, and the large bottom in order to have attention coming your way. And for all of these women that fight for the attention, they are fighting for these likes, they are paying for these likes, going above and beyond for something that really does not exist. It is just... A really a placed-in premise of a world that has no bearing on what your future will be. If your focus was actually still on getting a decent education and becoming the next powerful so-and-so in a particular career, in a particular field, you'd be better off with yourself versus fighting for something that's been created just to put that blanket over reality. 
I like that. That makes a lot of sense. That being said, however, I've been uh, I've been talking to a girl about about these Brazilian butt lifts. Now, apparently, what they do mm-hmm. is they they suck the fat away from the areas that are unappealing. Maybe you've got a, a belly or some love handles, some flank, uh, and they suck all that fat out of there. And then they uh, then they inject like a thousand cc's of that or whatever into your ass. So it's your fat in your ass, and they can sculpt it and make it look how they want. And I, I started doing even more research because this was fascinating to me because it's rarely, fa- fairly affordable to make like a woman's en- a butt enormous. Yeah, it's in Brazil, so. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, this isn't a surgery we're going to go to Brazil for or anything. Oh, I misunderstood. Go ahead. It's a Brazil. I think we're going for the look of a Brazilian ass rather than okay. the, the, uh, then the, the safety of a Brazilian, of a Brazilian doctor. surgeon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. American doctor, Brazilian ass. Big difference. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, they, they used to do, they still do, I guess, like silicone implants in women's asses, and they just look ridiculous. And I've seen porn stars that are examples of that, and they're just like crazy. But for, I, I, I started doing more reading about this Brazilian butt lift thing, and apparently that's what Kim Kardashian's ass is about. And I saw this whole like lineup of evidence showing her ass through the years, and they explained that because your body reabsorbs the fat, that that means that she must be going back regularly and getting more fat injected into her ass to keep it where it is. And removed from the areas she doesn't want it. Would or that be a good ass, though? Yes. Because like I'm a man, like I feel like if you want a really good ass, you don't get that by making it really fat. You get that by going to the gym and doing squats or something I like that, right? And then you get a firm ass. You're like you, you wouldn't just want a bunch of belly fat dude, put in your ass. Mad ass and these little skinny hot dog legs. That that it just don't work. You can always tell when an ass is not a natural ass because just continue to look straight down. Don't just stop the ass. Continue to look down. The legs are gonna tell you the truth yeah. each and every the time. Thought- yeah, yeah that's the thigh, true. the thighs are the limiting factor on what uh, on how far they can go with the butt. Just like a woman's like rib cages. Like if you ever see one with like enormous fake titties <laughs> that like don't make sense for her frame, you're like, oh, those are fake. And the same thing with an ass. If she's got an ass that's like this fucking big, but her thighs are this big around, you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. So you gotta find the correct yeah. ratio there to make. If everything. it's legit, they'll have huge muscular thighs too, because it'll mean they were. I wish they could get out. better at removing yeah. fat, right? Like my understanding is they. They poke a hole in your skin, and they take like a like a a, a firm McDonald's a fat straw mechanism. Yeah. It, it's, it's like a, a metal... it's a straw and like a metal straw, and they just sort of grr, 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 like rocking it, just like scraping the fat off your muscles and stuff. And it's like, oh, that sounds awful to recover from. It looks awful. Months when you watch and it. weeks of all like it's ouch, ouch, a you lot. You see like the the needle going under and like poking on the other side of skin and you're like yeah. is it is that just gonna like punch through Ugh. yeah yeah like, no, but i, I want them to really like, really strong i want them to have like hypodermic needles and something that you sleep through and it, it does it's not much worse than like an acupuncture and they just kind of remove 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 and no pain and no gain then, Woody. then like, rub like, it out <laughs> so that you're not all like dimpled and, and lumpy and fix it that's a step up on well, your that fat comes removal. in with a good surgeon so that comes in with a good surgeon definitely like making it look smooth and and like the way it's supposed to look but i'm very fascinated with this like six thousand dollar gigantic fake ass that's that's seemingly possible through through modern science um that, that, that you sounds... have one if you have one plastic surgery for free you get it what is it what would you get maybe i would get that brazilian butt lift i could use a little more cushion back there i feel like no. sitting would be more comfortable. Oh, that yeah, but you're. I think you're great the way you are. 
in, in the ass department, and that's oh, just me out of frame it. every time, and that's yeah. why I want it. Yeah. You should see me in a thong. It just doesn't play. I have. I think yeah. I need some more back there. Um, uh, Ass surgery. I, 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 huh. is, is, that, is that what you're moving on to for YouTube? Ass reviews? Ass oh, reviews. Yeah. This is a real good one. I, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. I, would, I would love to review asses. That, that's, I don't think that's a job, though. You know what I was thinking for a YouTube channel? I, I've seen... So, look. The honorable way to make a YouTube channel is, of course, to make your own content, have a, a personality that people connect with, and make lots of videos where people are excited about the next one to come out, right? That's like the best way to do it, and a lot of people succeed with that model. But there's other shit, like, okay, No Copyright Sounds has a YouTube channel, right? And I looked at it, and a lot of the stuff they have is like their original work, and some of it is from the other no copyright stuff. Like, I, I paid like $100 to get access to all this no copyright music. And I'm like, look at that. This shit's on this YouTube channel. Like, <laughs> there's no copyright. What's to stop me from making a YouTube channel just taking all the shit from no copyright sounds and putting it on my YouTube channel because that's how no copyright works. I'll just make a new channel, consolidate all the no copyright shit I can find everywhere, and like no copyright sounds, for example, they're getting like five to ten million views a video. Like it's a lot of views, and like I don't know, I, I was watching um, ships going through heavy water, right? No way, these people film that themselves or own the copyright to it. Ten million view videos, just old ships driving through storms and stuff. I'm like, why don't I just take the... Two Bucks made a channel, and it was uh, amazing 24 by 7 or something. He would just grab other people's things, like in the Fail Army family of stuff, commentate it, and upload it. And it was super popular. He made a lot of money on it. Um, like, Part of me is like, you know what? How easy would it be to just be like a re-uploader? Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wonder those things sometimes, too, when I see stuff uh, like that out there. That's kind of <clears throat> the mindset that I that, that I had when I first started my channel, was that these viral videos seem to have repeating concepts, and, and um, you know, what what is it that's in these viral videos that's making them viral that, that we could do every week? Uh, you know, they look, they, they don't look safe, they look amateurishly done, um, you know, it's, there's, it's surprising, it's shocking. Uh, it looks like it's from somewhere else, and just let's let's try to create all those factors and do it every week. So, I see what you're saying. The, the, those videos, like that, ra the random video of some bullshit thing. Like, there's this one of a really big fat guy, and I mean like 600 pounds, shooting like a fully automatic Glock, and it's vibrating on his belly. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I, that thing must have 20 million views or something like that, because we've all seen it. We've I, all seen it six fucking it. times. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh. I don't know. And um, so my son was watching a video of toys get destroyed in a shredder. Do you know what a shredder is? It's a um, it's a type of like garbage disposal type thing. It has these claws that enter that go. Yes, Kyle, you're doing it perfect. And uh, and you drop a thing in there, and it like sort of gets destructed, and they destroy almost anything, and they upload it. And I'm like, what if I just bought a shredder? See where it goes. You know, drop, they're, they're not cheap, but like drop two grand on a shredder and then just start shredding shit. Bricks, cinder blocks, toys, you know, whatever. See if it goes anywhere. And they're not commentating it. They're not like trying to be loved. They're just making stuff that you might find interesting. 
And uh, I'm like, huh, like, would that be an interesting idea? I'd watch you shred some stuff, you know. You want to throw some uh, some interesting things in there. I, I don't know what would be fun to watch get shredded, but I, I kind of want to. There's a sick part of me that wants to see like some some a dead animal fall in one. I saw a cow go into a shredder one time. I've that was cool. That. Yeah, yeah, I I almost whole feel, But there's a lot of people where that would repel them, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm thinking more of like I don't know. Assemble some like Lego Minecraft. Thing and then drop it in there and see we'll watch it get destroyed put some high speed on it and you know while it might not appeal to you you might not be the demo you know colin is watching this stuff so hmm. uh i'm just like i don't know sometimes i think like we could just do that and it'd be interesting i guess you know on, on youtube there there is a demo for just about everything mm. just about everything that's what makes youtube such a you know an interesting place to be and you can literally reinvent your channel as many times over as you so see fit based on what new content you find to create as being interesting for a particular demographic. Yeah. It can be hard to get out of a certain yeah. kind of lane. Like if you establish yourself too much as like a gamer mm-hmm. and then suddenly you try and like comment on politics or, or something like, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of other kinds of channels that I watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will probably not be inclined to it but if you really like you said i guess it just comes down to the quality of the content because if you you could make video game video like if captain sparkles moved over into like political humor i just use him as an example because we talked about him earlier but if he did it very professional and had the best set and did it the way he does his other content which to my understanding is very high quality then yeah people would watch that so I guess yeah. you really can yourself. PewDiePie is doing it well. I don't know if he's doing it well or if he's just transitioning to stuff I like, but he used to make videos where he'd play games and I guess in honesty overreact to it, right? He's playing Happy Wheels, if you know that game, and just getting very excited every time he dies or gets hurt. Or like in Happy Wheels, the character's arm or leg will get ripped off. And, you know, like the first time you see it, you're like, holy fuck, that's like, I can't believe that's in this innocent looking game. The 700th time you see it, you must be like overreacting in the interest of making videos but he's transitioned he's making a lot of stuff now where he just talks into the mic and shares his opinion and suddenly i love pewdiepie videos like i I see him and i'm like oh this is one where he's just going to share what's on his mind he's making videos i like and he's transitioned it worked for him i transitioned from gaming to vlogging and it didn't really go great who knows what the future holds but didn't People, most people were like, hey, make COD stuff like you did in 2012. And it's like, eh, I don't know. Do you even play his COD? Audience, his audience is so big, though. Like, I don't even think of it as reinventing as much as, like, like when AMC stopped Breaking Bad and started a new show, it wasn't AMC reinventing itself. Like, it already had so many people. They knew they'd get viewers on that new show. Like, PewDiePie could put up a video of him staring at the camera saying nothing, and it'll probably get three, four million views at least. Like, just because that dude has... a I wonder when like 50 he stops. Million followers or something. He must still be working pretty hard, right? At some point, you know, like the boxers say, it's hard to get up and run when you're sleeping in silk sheets. Like at some point, I think PewDiePie is going to be like, you know, like I'm worth 30 million. Why do I get up every day and talk about, you know, I don't know, clickbait? Uh, I just don't give a fuck anymore. Probably because he wants to be worth 40 million. Well, honestly, you know what? It's funny. It's probably strange, and it could just be me. I honestly believe that he continues to do what he does for YouTube. It had nothing to do with the money to begin with for him. He acquired it. He knows that it's there. 
but he actually just still enjoys it. I, I hear you. It's just that he's what, what does he make like 10, 12 videos a week, something like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot of work to still be enjoying it. That's every day. That's all the time. That's you know. You but you in order to do that though you you have to have a passion for it. It's nobody telling him that he has to wake up and put out 10, 12, 15 a week or a day or whatever the case may be. You have to actually want to do it to make that happen. I hear you, and and you're right, you know. But it, at some point, that'll change. And I, I oh yeah, I'm sure. At some point, it's just going to be like you know what? Like, I don't know. This isn't worth you the know, effort no matter, I put into no it. What you do in life, you don't you don't want to do it forever. You know what I'm saying? Like you just get to a point of just being tired. You will retire at some point and just want to live life and be off the grid or on the grid or whatever you want. But when it comes to your family that's priority at all times. So that's it. Every Nothing great job becomes work. Every great job becomes work. You, know, you talk to every like NBA veteran who has nine years in the league, and when the season starts, they think they're going to work, right? Everyone else does that. They think they're going to play. They do it. Kyle, your phone is too near the... I can, I can see that it's you by your thing lighting up. Where's your phone? On my desk. I'll push it away. It's... it's Near the electronics. It doesn't matter. I just had it. PewDiePie. I'm on his channel right now. He almost has. He has 48 million subscribers. 48 million. Not hey, 50. Let's, let's, you know what? Since since you brought that up, let, let's talk about that for a moment. Uh-huh. Because Incredible. even if even with the 48 million, if YouTube ever once decided to actually destroy on all of our channels, all of the the dead accounts, all the individuals that haven't watched one of our videos for the last past X amount of weeks. X upon a month, what would your actual subscriber number be for your particular channel? Because it won't get 48 million views on a video. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those numbers well, make sense and look great to companies outside of YouTube. Like, oh my God, 48 million. You know, let's give this man a TV show because that means it's going to be 48 million people watching. No, it don't. I'm more <laughs> impressed by the 13.5 billion views. Yeah. That means that, like, if like everybody on the planet has to watch two of your videos mm-hmm. to get about that level. That is that's out of control. Like, can you think back to YouTube just in like 2010 ish when we all started, roundabout there, 2009, 2010, 2011, whatever. Like, the most viewed channel at the time was like a few hundred million. Like, nobody even had a billion views at the time. A billion was like a crazy huge deal that was like insurmountable now how many channels have a billion views a ton i feel like if you cracked a hundred million views you've done something pretty notable i mean when you compare that to if a book sold a hundred million copies people would be blown away at that if a movie got a hundred million and not dollars but a hundred million individual ticket sales that would be a very big deal movie right it what would that even be? A hundred million in ticket sales. That'd be Something the biggest like, movie of all time. It'd be like it? a billion yeah. in ticket yeah. sales. Like that's a big deal. So you get a hundred million views on your channel, and you've done something that's notable. A billion is just silly, and thirteen billion is hardly comprehensible. Yeah, it it, it really is hardly comprehensible. Like that's so many people who have watched his videos. It's good for him, man. I, I don't. I've never yeah, watched his stuff know. aside from like a couple little clips that were clearly meant for younger kids. So obviously it was like this isn't for me. I'm not gonna like it. But, god damn, that's incredible. Yeah, he covers some more topical stuff now. and uh, Oh, I haven't watched like, in years. Like Probably yeah. like a year I clicked on his channel and saw, and it was for children, so I didn't watch. But very impressive. Yeah, he does, I don't know, he does good stuff. Yeah. 
Who's a YouTuber <clears throat> you actually watch? Do you actually watch any, like, subscribe, like, watch all their videos? I know Kyle watches the Fail blog or whatever that Fail is. Army. Fail Army. Yeah, let's yeah, do that. What are we watching lately? Huh? Damn, what are you On watching pizza. lately? Um, I watch a lot, a lot. Uh, I've always been watching Keemstar, though, but I knew him through one of my other boys, Only Use Me Blade, mm -hmm. who was hot in the Call of Duty days, because that was the individual that, of course, brought the knife to the gunfight. You know, <laughs> so I, you know, I've been watching Blade since the start. Yes, so, yeah. you know, they were, they were roommates at a time, so, you know, again, so Drama Alert, of course. Um, time to time, I'll, I'll catch a PewDiePie video, but um, mostly a lot, a lot of food critics that are popping up. Okay. You know, I, I you know when I started, it was just me reviewing food inside of a car, and now I go search, you know, food reviewers, and I see a million channels. Not really, man. I'm over exaggerating, yeah. but more like a hundred of individuals inside a car reviewing fast food. So I'm just kind of looking at my competition. You got to know your business. You got to know the business. You know your business. Yeah. <laughs> a year sense. ago, I was watching the stuff I watch is not interesting to anybody else. A year ago, I was watching Farmers all the time, and lately. I've been like, you know what? I wonder how One Lonely Farmer's season went. I wonder how this... I used to watch how farms work all the time. I wonder how his year was. And I've been circling around with all my old farmer friends who don't know me, but I know them. And, uh, and, and like seeing how their stuff went. Of course, I watch paramotor videos. The problem is most of them are terrible. Uh, they're not commentated and they don't show much and they move too slow. But uh, I watch them anyway. Uh, there are a couple that are really good. Uh, Tucker Gott, make daily videos, you jerk. Um... Uh, and that's oh and then we like the boats and heavy seas I like that I like sailing La Vagabond every time they come out with a video I watch that um, yeah and they're oh you, you guys remember sailing La Vagabond right they were guests on the show did you know they got a million dollar yacht that's awesome yeah they um the, the it's been brewing for like a year and uh, I was talking to him about it like a month ago or so, like it was really getting close. And now it's a done deal. They're building the yacht for them. I don't think they're going to own it. I think they're going to use it for at least a year. But um, they're very excited about changing from their current ship, Le Vagabond, to this 40-foot catamaran, which, you know, has two holes <laughs> and lots of room. And um, I, I, I want to have them on the show and talk about it. I'm very excited for them. It's, uh, it's a big deal. But yeah. That's awesome. Maybe we could talk about the locals a bit more. <laughs> a bit more. The Australians. Here's Kyle, what YouTube do you watch if you watch anything but fail blog? I, fail I, I really like all the movie uh, stuff, anything movie related. So anything that's parroting movies, anything that's like how it should have ended, but also um, all the stuff that's like everything, um, you know, Cinema Sins, all that stuff. Um, anything that uh, breaks movies down, uh, I like all that stuff. I've been watching this channel. Uh, the guy's name is Coyote Peterson, but the name of the channel is Brave Wilderness. And he's basically like an online nature kind of dude who is working through all of the most painful insect stings mm. out there. And I just linked one for you to watch. It's a long video, so you'll watch it later if you want mm. to. But it's, it's good. This is the like number four on the list of most painful insect stings, the cow killer ant. So and about a week before that video came out, we found a bug in my yard, and it's a real pretty bug. It's crawling on the ground. Jackie spotted it. It has this, like, red velvet kind of, like, coloring, like, fur on it almost. 
and it looked like a giant ant, but super pretty. Like in my head, I found like the butterfly of the ant world, and um, we, I, you know, like push it around with a, a pen or a stick or something like that because it was walking in the grass so we could see it a little better. I nearly picked it up, you know, just like, like to see it or maybe put it on my palm because we were videoing it and you weren't getting a really good view. And uh, But we did. It, we, it walked into like a bare spot. We got the camera on it. We talked about it. And then Jackie killed it. And I thought like, oh, man, Jackie, like you, it's like stepping on a beautiful butterfly. Like, don't you just usually leave them alone for their beauty alone? And then this guy gets stung by it, and it is apparently awful, terrible to get stung. It's not called a beautiful ant. It's called a cow killer. And wait, wait. I, I, I don't think that you had one of these cow killers. I, I think I'm sure I, it's, just called, it's just called a velvet ant. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, you can is look mine up, different we'll than that, you think? But where are they indigenous to? See I, now, I, and and let me just say, I know the exact ant you're talking about, Woody. I think that that's a, a wingless wasp that lives on the ground, but but this thing, and I think this this cow killer ant is as well. Now that I look at it, but this, I, I just don't know if this is what the same bug you're talking about. A velvet oh, God, ant that, is also known as a cow killer. I, I guess its real name is a multilate. And I'm just looking to see if they live anywhere near me. Range. Uh, over 400 species occur in the North American Southwest. So maybe know. a couple made their way to the Carolinas. Dude, it it looked like it looked the same. Did you see my vlog? Do you know the the bug that we're talking about? I don't know if you caught I, that one. I, I've I seen, seen them. They, the they, they they kind of like I I've never seen more than one of them at a time. They're always kind of solitarily uh -huh. walking. Um, I, I don't think it's the it, it's a similar thing, but I don't think it's the one. I don't think it's the cow killer ant that's like the fourth most power, most painful thing in the, on the planet. But I'm definitely familiar with the ant you're talking about. We call them army ants, but it's not an army ant because army ants are a completely different thing. I don't know what the correct name for what I think we're talking about is. Well, regardless, watch that guy's content if you're looking for a good YouTube channel, Brave Wilderness. I, I also have seen every animals fighting, animals bickering, biting and stinging one another video can, on YouTube. Can we watch it together for a second? I, I've linked it to, and found the timestamp. Yeah. Let's see if. So queue up at two thirteen. The link should take you there. Is everyone ready? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Ready, set, play. Check out this dog. Can you see it? What is that? We don't know. Yeah, see, it yours looks is like a it. lot. It, it looks I like I, it, I oh, it looks like more like a wasp. A bee of some kind. Well, they're all wingless wasps. A bee. But thing? I, I think well, yours is bigger and fatter than than, this, than the fourth yeah. most powerful one in the world or whatever. Whoa! I've seen these. The, this one that it's she's a beautiful angry. thing of beauty. Yeah, she needs to stop. Oh my god, you did it! I stomp on it. That thing real angry. Yeah, it needs a killing. Yeah, when when he gets stung by this thing in the video. watching. When he gets stung by this thing in the video, it's it's so over the top. That you almost you, that if it were just if this were the only video that guy had uploaded, I would think it was fake overreaction. But I've also seen him bit and stung and maimed by a lot of animals on his channel, and he like look he like starts hyperventilating and like sweating bullets and like has to get up and like run around like like incomprehensibly in pain. Like can't even make sense of logic or anything. Like he's so in pain. Like that looks why there's no reason that bugs need that much power. <laughs> As I'm yeah, looking, you, they don't look exactly the same. Mine was red and black, and this one just seems to be red and not. Like it has. Yeah, it, 
I found yours. Um, it's it's that flightless wasp link uh, there. That that looks almost identical to yours, right? Um, let's take a look. See how its butt has these like two red circles on it, and then a stripe below them, and then more red. Uh, ah, that, that is a female a flightless wasp. Okay. Um, I don't know if mine had two like a separation in its body like that. Did it? I have Maybe no it idea. Did. I have yeah, no yeah, idea. I see it in the thumbnail. So yeah. it's a flightless wasp. Mm-hmm. I haven't been stung by a bee or a wasp or anything in a long time. I am definitely due. They're both. I've been talking about killers. things like that. Like I haven't stubbed my toe in a long time. I haven't been hitting the nuts in a long time. He has cow killer for in all his title. Things. This thing you found has cow killer has cow killer in its title. So hmm. that. I don't know, but I do see that they don't look at it. Maybe it could be male versus female. Well, it it, it the scientific name is here as Decimutilla. Hmm. And that is different. The other, the other one started with an M. T- tell us, tell us, tell us your favorite genus of flightless wasp <laughs> in the comments. Ah, yes, the Spher- the Spherophoma, Pennsylvania. Spherophoma. Yes, that That'd was, make yes. my top three, not one though. Yeah. Um, I'm rounding it out. Anyway, yeah, so watch that video, or those videos, to watch a guy get stung. I like watching people get stung and bitten by animals, because it's like a, a transitive like way to see what it's like. I don't like that at all. Um, I thought you were going to talk about the guy who uh, does, like, the wilderness survival stuff. I watched hmm. him build this hut um, last week, and this guy is... Oh, like primitive wearing, technologies. I think, I think so, primitive technologies. Like he's wearing nothing but synthetic material shorts. And that seemingly is the only bit of, tw- of technology from this century, and it's the only thing that he seemingly has. He takes a rock and makes an Maybe axe a camera. Out of- mm. The camera's it, but he's not <laughs> using it for anything. Right. Uh, so, you know, he's using an axe he made out of like a stick and a rock to cut trees down. He's he's he made a forge, uh, not a forge, but maybe he made a forge. I, I don't know, forge. but he made a yeah. made a kiln for uh, his clay um, uh, tiles for his roof. And he, he like makes this shelter and then lays these... Uh, they look like half of a cylinder. They're shaped like that, these tiles. And he lays them on there in some sort of way where I guess they've traditionally been laid. And he creates a roof. And it looks like endless, endless hours of time that he's spending out there with just his bare hands and sticks and vines and rocks. And that's it. It's shocking to watch him do it. And it's so well filmed. Mm-hmm. I'm just imagine. I'm just picturing myself trying to film it, and like, he'll be like working with mud, lots of mud work, like like with his hands. And then I'm thinking, like, what if he needs to adjust the camera? Like, like he's got mud all over him. Who does that? Doesn't he have to go wash <laughs> his hands and then dry them carefully and then go touch his lens? Like, it just seems like such a bitch to do what he does. But he's incredible. I've never seen anybody so meticulous and so dedicated to doing it without a single tool. Like, he, every survival guy I ever see is like, well. This is the Jim Johnson big rig knife. It'll cut through fucking Wolverine's spine. And we're going to take it out here and whittle some sticks into sharp points. But no, this guy's like... He, first of all, I don't know if there's any audio because I don't listen to the audio. I just watch. But it's just like, yeah, here he I am. He doesn't even talk. Yeah, the video he, I've watched of him, it's just him sitting there like Indian style a lot of the time. Like kneading mud and then, like you said, doing an insane amount of work for what I think is a very small payoff <laughs> after the year, like, 3000 B.C. 
like that that's that's the style of house he's living in like don't don't think that you're gonna go watch this and be like wow this guy's built like a really cool uh, uh abode or something like no he's he's it's a little shack but it's it's a cool little shack like if somebody built that camping you'd be like wow this guy's a genius but if somebody said we're gonna stay here for a week you'd say can we just go to the hilton <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway <sighs> that guy's talented got anything else I don't. Oh, did I? Did they? Um, there was a big train accident in Newark. Did they find out the cause of it yet? It was like speeding up into the. It was our crumbling infrastructure, just like Trump said. Is that right? I don't know. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's a. I guess being from Jersey, like you know, like wow, there were like a lot of people hurt. I said, not said. I read over a hundred. And then I, I later, but no one died. And then I later read one person died, and it was over seventy injured. Like there's a lot of people involved in this thing. Mm-hmm. I read that three. I thought that three people died. Okay. And, like when I was reading it, I thought like, like maybe this is bad to think, but I was thinking like three people, like in a train crash. That that can't be right. Like you picture train crashes as like everybody getting fucked up like it's a train you're not strapped down there's a bunch of like rebar and iron and stuff folding in on you you would mm-hmm. think like i was just surprised it was only three if that is the right number i was reading i'm reading i watched youtube videos about trains and what it takes to derail them surprisingly hard to derail a train have you guys seen this video it's I have. so they they cut out i'm gonna try and get my numbers right like a foot of train track right so the, just like two cuts in it boom there's a foot of train track missing every car goes over it like it's no problem and apparently a foot of missing train track is not even a cause for alarm it's called a chuck hole in the industry there's a name for it so it's just a chuck hole they drive right through it maybe radio someone and say hey fix the chuck hole we just found it holy smokes so then they cut it out they make it like 18 inches long train dries right over it then they make it like two feet wide train dries right over it so then they cut it on the opposite side make like two feet both sides at the same time train dries right over it then they like offset the two foot thing so that the things going like this train dries right they eventually have to cut it like six feet wide and it didn't even derail the engine. Like it derailed some of the car. If a car is lighter, it bounces around more and it's more prone to be derailed. I couldn't believe. I used to think that if I left a rock on the train track, that it would derail the whole train. And that, and I was tempted to do it, like put a rock on it, because we used to put coins and stuff on there. I've done it. I put the rock there. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. man, this is a big responsibility. I have to not derail this train. No, a rock will not derail a train. Uh, it, it'll if be... trains could be thrown off by rocks and things that people could just like pick up and put on there casually, mm-hmm. they would have been a very impractical form of locomotion. Like if anyone, <laughs> any no good Nick anywhere in the country could just throw a log on there and ruin your day. You're, you're right. Cars can though. Like if you just put a car in the road, cars fucked by a lot. Oh, the car is fucked. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I guess people don't do it as much as you think they would. Like. I was thinking an alternate universe where our cars aren't impacted by logs and we're saying, oh man, imagine if you could put a log on the road and fuck everything up. People would do it all the time. Do that. Mm. I wouldn't. (laughs) No, I guess not. No. Well, that's all I've got. All right. All right. 
call it. Well, a thanks, shot. Uh, thanks to Dam Drops for coming on again. We wish yeah, you much no, luck over there with uh, having me. Thank you for having me. How will where can everybody find, find you channel. aside from Rachel Ray? Oh, what was that? Where can everybody find you when you're not on Rachel Ray? Hey, y'all can catch me, of course, right here on YouTube at Dame Drops, Twitter at Dame Drops, Snapchat, and Instagram is Dame underscore Drops. Holla at your boy. Check out his stuff, Check guys. Check him out. All right, PKA, yep. episode 302.